G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a Australian sports podcast where we wrap up the week that was in sport, or the two weeks actually, uh, having mm-hmm. had last weekend off for a lovely wedding. Uh, we'd like to smash a few former Australian test cricketer Michael Beers and talk some absolute <laughs> dribble. The wording on that I don't think worked. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to smash him. We don't want to smash him. More just the uh, homage to his excellent name, Michael Beer. <laughs> Played one test, I believe. Uh, it will be a bittersweet show today. Uh, obviously, the cricketing world has been rocked uh, over the last 48 hours uh, with mm. a double whammy passing of both Rod Marsh and Shane Warne, two absolute legends. We will pay our respects and share our best memories. Uh, we d- don't really have memories, I suppose, of Rod Marsh, but only what was passed down to us and what we saw through highlights and obviously grew up uh, watching and idolising Shane Warne. So, uh, yeah, we'll send them both off. Uh, but, yeah, in more kind of exciting um, news, I suppose, is, or good news, I should say, is that cricket has returned to Pakistan for the first time in 25 years. Uh, cricket returns uh, to Pakistan in Rawalpindi. And I tell you what, they've had some good time building that highway there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute road they've out the middle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of time to work on that. Pour a good slab and, uh, <laughs> and prepare a nice deck for batting. Uh, also, India and Sri Lanka currently underway, and we will recap the New Zealand-South Africa test match. Uh, we will also have a look at the weeks that were in the NBA and soccer. The NFL Combine, uh, we'll have a look at that. Some absolutely insane 40 times. And currently live, UFC 272 is kicking off. The prelims are underway. Uh, Colby Covington taking on former friend and training mate Jorge Masvidal. Is it Jorge or is it George? I don't know. I think it's George. I think they pronounce it George. Jorge, I think they say George. Anyways, we'll work it out, we'll work it out as we go. Uh, and <laughs> the NRL returns this week, uh, so a big show for any uh, listeners down under. We'll have a comprehensive season preview, the last hour, hour and a half of the show. We'll look at all 16 teams, look at the big ins, give our predictions. I'm sure they'll age well uh, if you look on our YouTube history. <laughs> we do have a video called uh, India Afraid of the Gabba. Yeah, that one went down really well, didn't it? Washington Sundar hooking Pat Cummins around. Uh, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? But you got to put your neck out sometimes, boys, and that's what we like to do on this podcast. Please remember, we have timestamps. If you are not watching this live, if you're watching this tomorrow or during the week, you can skip to the sports that you like, or if you're an absolute nuffy like us, just listen to the whole damn thing. Uh, chuck us a subscribe <laughs> on the YouTube, follow on the Instagram. Uh, we've been a little bit quiet of late on the socials, uh, work and having children probably getting the best of us. I must say uh, the hobby bit. podcast falling a little <laughs> bit by the wayside, but we're here today. We're live. On my left, I have... Second time, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Sean, you're a bit tired last time. How are you going? Are you getting uh, a little bit more sleep this time? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You, you see how we're going. But yeah, otherwise, it's been a good week. Uh, not a great week in sport and around the world, but we will get into that in a minute. And on my right, we've got the fastest research man in the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> Monkey Magic, the Australian <laughs> Jamie Vernon, if you will. How are you going, Cobb? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Busy week. Um, yeah, good having the podcast on a Sunday. Unusual for us, but gives us a couple of days to um, relax and catch up on sport. Um, ready to get stuck into it. Might be a Monday podcast next week, but the things, the way things are shaping Actually, up. Yes, Canberra true. Day. Let's Canberra go. Day. Yeah, public holiday. Yeah, <laughs> the, the world's best city at Wordle. Canberra, get at us. Three point eight. No, three point five eight. I believe. Yeah. Get at us. Four of the top eight cities uh, in Australia. What can we say? They just breed them different down here. Yeah, what does that say for Canberra? Uh, probably spend a lot of time on our phones. Uh, I don't know, playing some silly, yeah. you know, viral games and sending it to our mates. That's uh, it. Big, big time fan of the Esky. Ben Graham loves the boys talking about Wordle. Shout out to you. <laughs> loves it. Absolutely loves it. Not sick of it at all. Uh, uh, as we like to do to start off our show, we like to shout a beer. Uh, 
to a person or people or, you know, as you're about to do, Sean, about a hundred million baseball fans in America. <laughs> <laughs> Run us through uh, what, what's happening over there. Uh, well, uh, you, the, my shout out of course, was to go to baseball fans and players who've, uh, unfortunately for them, during the week, they couldn't get a resolution on their labour dispute mm-hmm. um, going into the season. So, essentially, they the last negotiation was rejected. Um, so, they have locked, essentially, the players out. So, they've missed opening day. I think they're going to miss at least the first two weeks of baseball, mm-hmm. um, which by now, I think they're a week into that. Yep. Uh, so... You know, sucks for the fans. They don't get any to watch any baseball game. Sucks for the players because they're not getting paid during this period. Uh, it will shorten the mm. season and they won't be able to recoup, I think, any of that. Mm-hmm. But depending on how the labour deals go, maybe they'll get um, some benefits um, through that process. But, yeah, it sucks. Um, of course, it sucks for the players and it sucks for the fans um, for, for no baseball, essentially, at mm. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, their first, first time in 27 years. years. Yes, yeah. so it's been a, been a long time there. Um yeah, so... Do they have a players' union? Is that what... Just, yeah, so it's obviously negotiations have failed between the yeah. union and the league and yeah. the yeah. union fighting for a little bit more money. I think... As if baseball players need any more no, I was, was yeah. going to say, you're complaining one, about them not getting paid, most, but... <laughs> one of the most handsomely uh, remunerated sports in the world. Yeah, but it's not always just the money. It's also the conditions and that's... Sure, yeah. Know, like how much training they need to do, how much extra, you know... In between game, whatever. 140 game season. It's, it's, it, it's, yeah. it takes a toll. Yeah. So yeah. let's say they, they do earn their money. But uh, yeah, hopefully for the fans, it's probably who yeah. I'd, I'd agree with uh, with you is who deserves a beer. It might be an expensive shout this week. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll roll a tab up and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do a runner and won't pay that tab and get um, going. America's favourite pastime baseball. You you just need to get a tab open for about 100 million Bud Lights <laughs> and it's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Marks, who are you uh, shouting a beer to yeah. this week? Yeah, this week um, I am shouting a beer to Nikita Tsu. He had his uh, first, he made his professional boxing debut uh, this week, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so he fought against Aaron Stall, um, who was had a f- three or four fight professional career. He was undefeated up until this fight, and uh, Nikita Tsu knocked him out in the second round. Second round KO. Yeah. Um, Head on this kid makes him look like he's probably about fifteen, but the body on him makes him look like he's a professional bodybuilder. He's <laughs> what? Uh, he's do you know what weight he's fighting uh, at? He looks a lot bigger. Sa- he's he's the, the same weight as his same as Tim. Yeah, as Tim. Tim. He looks more solid than Tim. He, he looks. They're, they're, yeah. they're in yeah. the same. Div- well, they're in the same weight class. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think yeah. Before the fight, Tim was like, "Yeah, I'm super scared of." Like he's got heavy hands. He's he's jacked as well. Um, Could you imagine what like the possibility of a world title fight between brothers? (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) That'd be crazy. It would be be awesome to see. Your shout of beer. Did it ever happen between those two? Between the the Klitschko's? Uh, no, I don't think it. I don't think it. They have overlapped. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think they ever fought each other. No. We can take. Anyways, we're jumping ahead. We're, we're jumping, jumping ahead. ahead. We're, we're jumping ahead a little um, bit. Uh, also, just to cover it off, um, Sue He Tim has a fight in a couple of weeks in the oh, US. Yeah. His, first, his US debut. Um, debut yep. So let's go. Yeah, big time Tim for him. Sue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just quickly back on Nikita. So he took. So he had a pretty good amateur career. I think he was champ, amateur champ. Um, <laughs> took a few years off to. Uh, chase a professional career in architecture and then got a bit bored of that after watching his brother fight, decided to get back into the ring. <laughs> his brother's like, I'm getting paid, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, you Stop drawing up house plans and come fight your brother. That's it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he stepped back into the ring and um, won on debut. Um, had a big couple of nice left hooks there, knocked, yep. mm-hmm. knocked Aaron down. Um, some nice power on him as well. So. Yeah. Tell you what, big Costa must be 
proud, you know, two oh, chips off the definitely. old block. And the, obviously we've seen the meteoric rise of Tim and yeah. now there's another Sue there that looks pretty handy. So That's we'll uh, enjoy following yeah. him moving forward. Um, back on his old man as well. So Nikita debuted 30 years and only two days after right. his dad's pro debut. So yep. a bit of... Um, history, a bit of the star, stars aligning there. Serendipity, well. if you will. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know how serendipitous that is. 30 years and two days. Had it oh. been 30 on the dot, you know, we might yeah. have been. Would have been a bit nicer, but anyways. Who has a fight night on a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose, I suppose. And who have you got this week? Uh, yeah, sticking with the theme of boxing, although quite different, uh, we're going to throw it over to the other side of the world. Uh, obviously, in the last. Since Last two weeks, the world has changed phew, dramatically. We'll, we'll get mm. to Rod Marsh and Sean, uh, Shane Warne in just a second. Jeez, I was sitting next to Sean and I've done a Sean. Um, <laughs> but I'll shout uh, these, these four Ukrainian boxers uh, who by n- no right have to be fighting for their country right now. Financially, mm. they're, you know, they're, they could probably just sit back and, and let it all unfold. But mm. I am talking about uh, Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko, Alexander Yushik and Vasily Lomachenko. Um, they've all... Um, you know, gone to, to try and defend their homeland. Uh, obviously, you know, you've probably been living under a rock uh, over the last two weeks if you hadn't uh, sort of followed a little bit of the unfolding scenes um, out of Russia and Ukraine. Um, but Vitaly is 50. He's the current mayor of Kiev. <laughs> yeah. They're just built different in Eastern Europe, aren't they? Um, Crazy. Yeah, when, when the motherland calls, they, they answer. Mm. Uh, it begs the question, do you think our leaders would do the same? Do you reckon uh, we'd see well, – what, what is he? He's the mayor of Kiev. So let's go you – know, do, do you see Andrew Barr on the, on the front lines uh, defending, <laughs> defending Australia if we were ever to be invaded? Would you want Andrew Barr on the front line or would you want uh, Vitaly Klitschko? You know what? I'd, want everyone I'd have more hope in Andrew Barr than I would in ScoMo. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, I think Andrew Barr. I don't know if we should be going line. into this. Yeah, this this guy <laughs> get us in some, some deep water. Yeah. I think. Anyway, which piles will be in the no. trenches? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, obviously, uh, horrific scenes coming out of yeah. Ukraine. But uh, I just wanted to bring up the the incredible bravery of these four men uh, who mm. have got plenty of cash in their pockets. Uh, could probably sit this one out, but uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're going to, to go fight for their country. Yeah. And they're, they're not the only ones. There's heaps of them. There's oh, the yeah, Bell- Bellator champion, I think, of the yep. lightweight yeah. divisions there. Yep. Guys that won gold medals in the Winter Olympics yep. have gone back and, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's it as well. Like, it's not like these people aren't active anymore. Like, I mean, Klitschkoff's uh, have been out as... Boxing world for yeah. a weird, but Ushi you've could got be fighting for a heavyweight world title. Like yeah, title he's, he's got a manager against yeah. Joshua. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So obviously, understanding the situation, they're putting their careers on hold as uh, a lot of uh, Ukrainians yeah. are to help. I guess yeah, defend their and cities and their countries. Yeah. All right, moving from some uh, some bravery and some commendability to. The mop of the week. <laughs> we like to <laughs> hand out a mop, a uh, cleaning utensil that's used for, uh, you know. Drying up mess, I guess. Uh, and we're going to give the Western Force the mop of the week this week for axing two players uh, for having two wines on their on their flight home from Perth uh, during the week. Um, as if rugby needs, you know, any kind of uh, reason for, you know, NRL fans to kind of look at them and go, <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? I'll tell you what, the NRL uh, integrity unit to be looking at this one and just be, be slapping, <laughs> their, slapping yeah. their legs just going, how hilarious, uh, two... Two guys getting stood down for literally having two wines. There'd be no NRL left if they did this. We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? 
We wouldn't be able to fill sides. <laughs> no, we would be in a lot of trouble if uh, if the NRL implemented this kind of uh, yeah. uh, treatment of yeah. players for having a couple of wines on the on the flight home with dinner. The problem being they were in their Western Force kit. It was a team rule. Um, I would have thought possibly was a warning or a fine or something. Were they going to like a match? Like they no, had no, a game come out, uh, flying back? Post-game. Post were they meant to be re, like rehabbing guys, something like that? Or? Yeah, no, so it was just a flight home. And it, it wasn't the, I guess, governing body that's... It's just team rules. They're just yeah. broken team rules. Mm. So it was the senior leadership um, got together, the playing group, sorry, rather, um, discussed it. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I just guess within that playing group, they hold themselves to some sort of standard... Mm. In regards to what their actions are uh, while in kit. There's two ways to look but at it, I suppose. There's the rules are rules. They broke the rules. They've, you know, we've swung the axe. Yeah. If you want to enforce a rule like that, I think maybe a fine or something, you know. Little boys, you know, we, we're about team culture. We've got these rules for a reason. Yeah. Sit them down. To tear up their contract over two wines, I think it's a bit ridiculous, yeah. to be honest. Well, I think they've only been stood down for a one match. Uh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. Shows, so shows, shows my uh, <laughs> intrigue in uh, in the Super Rugby competition. Could be wrong. I don't. I don't know what happens. Fake subsequent news. To fake that. news. Misinformation. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like Neil Young. He's going to boycott the SQ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. You might get fifteen years or so. It does have that. to be said. Like, how far do you take this? Like, do you put your team up to obvious to potentially losing a game over this? Or mm. like you said, like, do you just keep it to fines? You keep it to not participating in training. Like, it does seem pretty severe that they're going to be missing out on a game or games because of this. Mm. Well, they're probably the first lot that got caught as well. So they've set a standard so the others will know, hey, if you do this, um, you will miss a game so that they understand, well, well, I'm not going to do it throughout the season and then they're going to try and focus on, you know, playing good footy. That's in yeah. theory. That's mm. the, the, the what they're trying to achieve. But Or maybe just a sneaky move from the ARU to get a few league heads talking about rugby. Yeah, true, true. Possibly. (laughs) It's pretty hard, man, at the moment. We we don't need to go down this rabbit hole uh, as per usual. But the season's underway. There's barely any advertising. You've got to get Stan Sport, I believe, to watch Rugby Union. No free-to-air TV, not on KO, not on Fox Sports, I don't believe. Correct. And they've got to play their Australian series essentially first and then go over to get hammered by New Zealand. Yep. So yeah, it's all a bit of It's all a bit over the all over the shop. And it's and look, to be honest, it, it's kind of sad, but um, you know, shout out to Raylene Castle did a good, good yeah, job. Excellent running, job. Running that ship uh into the port. Um that'll wrap up the mop of the week. We will move into our cricket chat. Um and we'll start off with with the hard stuff, but let's try and um, you know, pay homage to two Australian cricketing icons. We'll start first um, with Rod Marsh. Um, so Friday morning, we got the news uh, that old Iron Gloves, uh, Bacchus Rod Marsh, had passed at the age of 74. Um, f- yeah, Friday the 4th of March um, is going to be remembered uh, as a pretty tough day in Australian uh, cricketing history. Um Obviously, before all of our time, in terms of a player, uh, we, we knew that he uh, had a lot to do with the academy, uh, you know, as we were growing up. Um, but, yeah, let's let's just um, go through Rod Marsh, the keeper. Uh, he was a short, stocky player, um, and he just kind of embodied the 80s uh, and, and 70s, 70s, really. Started in the 70s, finished in the 80s. You know, I'm talking the open shirts, I'm talking... The head, you yeah, know, the, the, the out. chest hair coming out. I'm talking about beers after the game. <laughs> beers <laughs> before game. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Maybe one at lunch. Uh, he actually, although 
uh, you know, we like to laugh about, um, you know, about how times have changed mm. at least. The standard of cricket was pretty um, unbelievable. He, he did uh, hold the world record for the most test catches for approximately 15 years before um, his uh, successor, uh, Ian Healy, um, uh, took that from him. Uh, 343 catches, 12 dismissals, uh, 3,600 test runs at an average of 26, 3 tonnes, 1650s, also 92 ODIs. Uh, How does this com- compare? Uh, 1,225 runs at an average of 20. Uh, that's a big shout-out to the, the changes that Adam Gilchrist made in uh, what's expected out of a wicketkeeper in terms of what they can do with the bat. Uh, but, yeah, being a world record holder for 15 years for test catches is pretty unbelievable um and yet in our kind of memory uh was a coach at the australian cricket academy uh from its inception in the late 80s was the director for 11 years between 1990 and 2001 uh so essentially all of our cricketing idols and i you know guys that we watched growing up um would have been coached would have been mentored would have been close with him would have been great mates um with with Rod Marsh, so um, you know, for the for the boys over in Pakistan, this news, which would have probably filtered through, I imagine, throughout play mm-hmm. on day yeah. one, um, would have been pretty pretty tough. Um, and as I, as I alluded to before, before our time, we've only kind of got the highlights. You know, maybe watching a little bit in a rain delay. You know, in games um, when we were growing up, and yep. and see, <laughs> seeing how they used to do it in the seventies and eighties. Uh, so I texted the old boy actually, and I said, uh, I said, what are your fondest memories? Of, uh, of Rod Marsh, and, and he just he texted back, pretty short and sweet as he likes to be, uh, Court Marsh, Bold Lily, absolutely mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah. Um, that, you know, anyone that, that was an Australian cricket fan in the 1970s and 80s would have seen that happen a, a plethora of times. Um, and, and probably one of the funniest stories I've ever heard, patted his gloves in a test match once uh, with steak, <laughs> keeping to <laughs> Jeff Thompson. It's always interesting to hear the old blokes and how they allude to Tomo, you know. Yeah. Had there been speed guns in those days, was he the fastest <laughs> bowler of all time? Yeah. You know, maybe there's a little bit of mayo on the story. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I reckon Tomo was bowling 165. He would have put Lee and Akhtar to shame and the rest of it. Uh, but, yeah, apparently yeah. that is a confirmed story. <laughs> that were, there, were two, there were two cold steaks. Just a little bit extra padding. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> extra padding to uh, to I help their up. hands keep back Jeez. to Jeff Thompson, uh, and yeah, just watching the old highlights of thousands of people on the hill at the SCG or you know wherever with, <laughs> with the shirts off and the short shorts and you know maybe a few screwy screwy more more is under the under the belt <laughs> just going mad and, and watching Australian cricket um, back in those days uh, different experience for sure um, yep. and just thinking. Of his family, um, you know, losing someone, uh, regardless of age, is always is always difficult. Uh, so veil, Rod Marsh. Mm. Moving forward, boys, um, and you know, I think we'll get all of our following day essentially. Well, the same day, the same the same day date. Um, so yeah. so it was it was middle of the night, uh, Friday night into early Saturday morning. Actually, I got up for for um, for a wee, and I checked my phone. And I th- I thought, no, that's. That's not real. That's fake news. Yeah, yeah. that that yep. I went back to bed and then I woke up and, and it started to started to sink in that um that the king, the king of spin, Shane Warne, had passed away at you know, way too young, at the age of fifty two in Koh Samui. Um boys, what was our initial impressions of the passing? for me, shock, disbelief. Yeah, didn't think it was real at first. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You're just like wow, um, of course, being only just 52, like pretty young. 
Uh, you just, but you know, when all the boys are starting to filter through and everyone's reporting it, you just like, yeah, just um, an absolute legend. And while I was sitting here, I was thinking about it because we got it the the note there. This first rock star, cricket rock star. I was kind of thinking maybe the only like who's who's transcended sport as far as he has. Like I know it's like Collie's like huge, but that's like. Central to India, where yeah, Warnie's no, just everywhere. Everyone knows Warnie. And when, and, but when yeah. we use the term rock star, yeah. like he, you know, he parted <laughs> well, with yeah. the Rolling Stones, with Elton John, with Ed Sheeran in recent years. He yeah. dated Liz. It was, he was he was going to marry Liz Hurley. Hurley. Yep. Well, you know, we use the word rock star, superstar. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Coley, you know, these guys that he's that cricket's biggest superstar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kinduka, you know, idolized yeah. by by a billion people. But yeah, when we use that term "rock star," yeah. I, I think maybe the For, as a cricket worldwide phenomenon, he's he's the dude. Like he's yeah. he's number one. Like you can't go past that. A, a larrikin, an icon, an and he, idol and he, for many. Yeah, exactly. And one watching him, and then two spending the last what twenty years listening to him as well. Like it's yeah. he's, he's been with cricket um, essentially as long as we've been watching it. Yeah, um, yeah. In all formats. Well, so. yeah, the whole time, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, test mm. Test debut in '93, I believe. Uh, us born in 1990, so I probably don't remember those first few years. But yeah, as long as I can remember watching cricket, I can remember SK Warren being uh, a, a pivotal part of it. Yep. Um, let's go. And, let's go back and, and kind of build on that. Our our best memories. Uh, obviously, the Gatting ball. We were a little bit too young to have been watching mm. that one live. But mm. I remember hearing about the ball of the century, and then you know you'd see it here and there on, in the cricketing highlights. Uh, growing up as a, as a youngster, now one has the has the ability to just jump on YouTube and and watch that ball. Mm. His first ball in England. Um, yep. my, the, the the face of Mike Gatting afterwards, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> iconic. Yeah. Just sheer disbelief that that ball had done what it had done. Um, I and don't think I've ever seen a cricket ball do anything like that since. Like the way it just kind of looks like it floats away right and then comes all the way back left. Like it's and, ju- it's, and it's, just gets the the, the off bails just yeah. there and just and just gets that off yeah. bail. I tell you what, it, it does get the ball of the century. Uh, you know the terminology used around it. Mm. Shane Warne bowled. 15, 20 balls oh. like that. Like going through some of the highlights, I think that Strauss yeah. ball in the 05 Ashes where he's gone to pat it, you know, bowling to the left-hander, he's, he's gone to pat it away and he's just found a footmark or something way outside. Yeah. Four feet outside. <laughs> way, way outside <laughs> off stump yeah. and it's bowled him around his legs and taken yeah. his right peg. Yep. Right peg, that's good terminology. His leg his <laughs> his leg stump. Yes. His leg stump. Um, and, and again, like... That, that doesn't get called the ball of the century. There's there's probably, like I say, you know, 10, 15, 20 balls yeah. that Shane Warren bowled that spun that march and just absolutely unplayable. Yeah. Uh, I remember his 700th, I think we were um, down in Adelaide that year for, for Christmas um, at the MCG and just absolute wild scenes. Again, I think that was to Andrew Strauss, a poor fella. Uh, I remember being a youngster and watching Daryl Cullinan coming out for South Africa <laughs> to, to play Shane Warren and... and Warren absolutely had it, you know, was living rent free in Cullinan's head. The bunny they, they called him, and, and he just like couldn't play him. Just just yeah, yeah. yeah. would yeah, try yeah. and hide down the other head, you know, much like myself in a, in a you know in the lofty uh, levels of playing third grade Canberra cricket. Just just trying to hide down the other end and let someone else do a little bit of it. That was Daryl Cullinan facing yeah. Shane Warren. One of my favourite memories was when he took uh, Freddie uh, Flintoff in England, where he just set him up in an over. He just bowled one. Uh, one ball, just easy, just block it, 
and he just brought it slowly forward, like as in shorter, bowling ball shorter and shorter. Within yeah. three balls, Freddie just spooned it to him because he just hadn't picked the length right. And yeah. Warner's like, yep, yeah, done. That's Job it. done. <laughs> like he just, the, not only the, the talent, the skill, but the tactician as well, just understanding what he needed to do mm, and be yeah. able to hit that spot every single time. Mm. Um, he was just 100%. Amazing. I think I remember, I don't know if it was like an all-star game. It was like some T20 big bash sort of thing where he was on mic on field and he was like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm going to bowl. Right now I'm going to get him out. <laughs> I can't remember who, who was batting against him, yeah. but he like just bowls perfect spin ball and just got the guy out. Yeah. And it was just like and, pe- and people, like we talk about his, you know, him being a rock star, but yeah. people kind of sleep on the fact that he was actually a legitimate cricketing genius. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the name that comes Great to mind when, when you say that is probably Ricky Ponning. You know, you watch him commentate yeah. in the way that – and, and Warney, you know, we, we probably had our own opinions on, on the way that he likes to commentate. He, mm-hmm. he tends to, you know, never hold back. He likes to, you know, give his opinion. And I probably preferred Punner as a, as a commentator. But what yeah. what what goes through Punner's head was, was the same in Warney. Exactly. And, and that's coming out with all the tributes and all the guys that played with him was, yes, he was a rock star off the field, but he was a legitimate cricket cricking genius on, 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 the, um, on the field. And... Again, like a lot of these guys, he had to cho- he had to choose between playing Aussie Rules footy and, <laughs> and cricket. Could you imagine a world where Shane Warne's gone? No, look, I'm going to pursue. I love St Kilda. Grew up a big fan of him yeah. Yeah. Uh, of, of the Saints. Uh, I'm going to pursue Aussie Rules football, and you know, one of those uh, sliding doors kind of moments. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, if he had just gone through a few weeks in his life where he said, "No, oh, you know what? I want to be a footy player," the the world would never have experienced Shane Warne. It's yeah. uh, mm. it's weird to think about, isn't it? Hundred percent agree. Um, what about? And we spoke a little bit earlier about it you know, in the, in the podcast. How the game has changed. <laughs> I was sending through a few of the old ads <laughs> oh. with 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 Warney uh, doing VB ads. Uh, turn anything. Yeah, he could turn anything, even a, uh, even a cross dressing David Boone. I don't think we'd get away with that one these days, but uh, definitely made, gave me a little bit of a chuckle watching that one. And just some of the stories. I think I yeah. sent you, boy. You know. Like we talk about the, the rock star personality, people would write about him mm. like he was an A-list celebrity. And this um, and this reminds me, his documentary, I think, is due that, out yeah, it's, very, it's, very soon. Yep. So, so I wonder if they'll tweak it a little bit to have a final note on yeah. it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Again, you know, serendipity, is that the right word? But yeah, yeah that, uh, I'll be watching that and, and probably trying not to tear up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just going back to some of the favourite stories, you know, when he when he was dating Liz Hurley, you know, who, who I'd seen, you know, growing up in, you know, Austin Powers, you know, the spy, yeah. the spy who shagged me. This is this is a legitimate, this is a legitimate celebrity, and uh, and there's Shane Warne uh, popping the question, and I remember. Uh, reading an article about when Liz Hurley was coming over to Oz, you know, some trop article about, <laughs> about how SK Warner had a new mattress delivered that day <laughs> to make sure every, everything was a go uh, by the time Liz got here. Um, uh. we, we, we speak about the larrikin, you know, that, that was Shane Warne, you know, no secret that he loved a dart. Again, a, a kind of a reminder of how the game might have changed a fair bit. Um, you know, that, that classic photo of him smoking a dart with a schooner completely in his <laughs> mouth up, <laughs> up in the stands in England somewhere, dancing with their stump. Yeah, um, that's you know, it. Just, just an absolute larrikin um, and, and an Australian legend and will be severely missed. Um, something mm-hmm. about good people and dying young, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, off the field, uh, you know, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a perfect human being. He definitely had his flaws. Uh, you know, we don't need to go into too, too much detail into that. Um, but but he, was a, he was a real, 
a real person, you know. That yeah. He was relatable. Like, yeah, yeah. Which also, I think, made him such a big star. As people, especially in Australia, definitely were relate, yeah, definitely. relate to him. Beer drinking, <laughs> smoking, yeah. you know, cultures of the, of the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah, that that's probably what kind of elevated that that stardom, wasn't it? That that he he could have just been the bloke from your your social cricket team, you know. That and yeah. he was just doing it on a world stage, and yeah. was, that's to ever do it. Yeah, in my and no disrespect to to Matai and Rula Ruthran, you know, we could have another conversation about asterisks about arm angles and the rest of it. <laughs> on you know, we'll, we'll give credit where credit due yeah. is due on the. Uh, on the list of most wickets Matai <laughs> hasn't covered. Uh, but, yeah, as as Australians, I think we all agree, uh, in our minds, the best bowler to yeah. to, to ever live. Um, and a sad, sad day uh, for, for cricket fans around the world. Um, on that note, um, yeah, just thinking about about the teammates, um, you know, the... The retired teammates, the current playing group um, that have, have either lost, um, you know, a best mate or a mentor or, you know, just someone that they that they like playing cricket with and, and winning a lot of cricket with. Um, for his parents, Keith and Bridget, you know, mm. always hard when, um, you know, when, when parents outlive their, their kids, it's not meant to work that way. And and I think, you know, um, for, for his kids and, and for his ex, ex-wife, Simone, um, you know, I've, I've, that that's probably who... Who hurts the most in in all of this? So obviously we're thinking of yeah. of Brooke Jackson and Summer. Um, his death's been so public. Where three unqualified idiots <laughs> talking about it on the internet. Um, but obviously, just want to pay homage to to one of our um, heroes and and uh, and icons um, in Australian sport. Um, yeah, our hearts go out to to the family. Um, that's that's probably who you you know who you feel for the most. Yes, you can talk about. How loved he was around the world for for what he did on a cricket um, field, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a human being. Yeah, he's still a man. Yeah, still exactly. a man. He had family and friends. Yeah. All right. Vale Rod Marsh, Vale Shane Keith Warren. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boys, cricket has returned to Pakistan. Highly anticipated. Uh, this we're talking about it beforehand. I think Olympics probably have this covered in, in terms of being uh, the most secure. Uh, or, you know, yeah. in terms of in terms of uh, military and police and security detail, they think there's yep. four thousand um, of them patrolling the stadium. But for the first time in 25 years, cricket has returned to Pakistan. It's a massive thing for the people of Pakistan. If we've got any Pakistani listeners, please get at us in the comments and let us know what this tour means for you. Obviously, uh, you know, cricket has returned to cricket in the last few years. Um, to mm. Pakistan, but to get Australia, you know, not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> pretty handy at, at, <laughs> at this old game. Uh, yeah, so for, uh, for you know, the, the Aussies to be touring there must mean a fair bit. Uh, again, Friday, shit day. Um, yeah. You know, horrible news coming out of Peshawar that there was <laughs> a bomb blast, um, you know, killing 62 people, ISIS claiming responsibility, all the rest of it. We, you know, again, th- think of all the people involved, but also, mm-hmm. you know, for us as, as cricket fans, we're just hoping for a safe tour. Um, yep. You know, it is such a big moment for yeah. for the country. We for don't the want people. any excuses to not go back again. Like exactly, yeah. yeah. For, for them to get that it's taste of Test cricket and it, and it go away yeah. from them, that's it. You, you hate to say it. Yeah, one step forward. You don't want to see two step back, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Um, but let's have a look at, at the cricket itself. Um, yep. So, Monks, do you want to take uh, the Australian team there, the Aussie eleven? Yeah, sure. Have a stab at that. So openers, we've got Usman uh, Khawaja and David Warner. After them, we've got Manus Labuschagne, Steve Smith, Travis Head, Cam Green, Alex Carey sitting there as a wiki keeper, obviously. Pat Cummins captaining, obviously, again as well. Um, and then we've got Mitch Stark, 
uh, Josh Hazelwood and Nathan Lyon in as the one spin-off of the team. So essentially our best 11, I don't think too many surprises there. Uh, we There was no. a little question mark around Warner's ribs. Obviously he's fine, uh, sat out that 2020 um, mm. series against Sri Lanka to get on top of his injuries. Josh Hazelwood coming back into the side mm. after mm. missing the last few games of the Ashes. Um, I suppose the only question mark is could they have gone f- with two spinners? Uh, I think time will tell. I think time will tell. Obviously, Nathan Lyon uh, mm. had to bowl a lot. We'll get into the exact mm. numbers in just a second. Yeah, when, we, when we get in the game, we'll, we'll chat about that. Uh, yeah. And I'll talk about <laughs> Pakistan. Uh, the, the thing that really surprised me about this Pakistani team is how inexperienced they are outside of uh, Babar Azam. And as are Ali, uh, and I use the word inexperienced, there's only a few of them that are really young, Shane Shafri, Nassim Shah, Abdullah Shafiq. Uh, a lot of these guys have played bugger all test cricket. And it's, yeah. it's A, a function of, you know, not being able to play in their, in their home country, all the games having to go through the Emirates uh, over the last 20-odd years. Um, mm. But the reliance on their, on their white ball cricket uh, means a lot of these guys don't get to play a heap of red ball cricket. Uh, so yeah. I will run through that Pakistani team. Abdullah Shafiq playing his second test. Imam Ul-Haq in his 11th test. We'll get to him in a sec. Um, and then this is where the strength lies with uh, this Pakistani team. Azhar Ali, Baba Azam, Muhammad Rizwan. That is um, a middle order that is uh, up there with one of the best in the world. Uh, going through uh, to Iftikhar Ahmed in just his third test. Fawad Alam, uh, Naman Ali, just his seventh test. Sajid Khan, just his fourth test. And uh, in the... the uh, Test Cricket Team of the Year last year, Shane Shah Afridi, 21st test for the 21-year-old, and Nassim Shah uh, playing his ninth test. So, yeah, outside of Azhar Ali, and even Baba Azam's only played 37 tests, which is a little bit less than, than I had expected. Mm. Uh, outside of those two guys, uh, everyone there is under 22 test matches. Yeah. Uh, so, so quite inexperienced. Tell you what, the way that the play's unfolded, <laughs> they... they <laughs> Haven't looked like it. Does not matter, yeah. We had a little bit of a laugh earlier in the show about the Rail Pindy <laughs> Road, the highway that they've, yes. been, that they've spent 25 years preparing. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because we're coming off uh, an Australian summer where, f- you know, decks were kind of prepared that were, gave a bit for the bowlers. Mm-hmm. Often this yeah. is what we – the we kind of conditions that we – Remember Hobart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. Like, look like we're playing, you know, in, the, in, in June in England in, in yeah. Hobart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, same could be said for, for a few of the decks that got prepared during yeah. the Aussie summer. This is more reminiscent of, of decks that, you know, we grew up watching at the Adelaide Oval mm. or Brisbane where you just go, well, it's you win the toss, you bat first, yeah. you've got to score 500. <laughs> Simon Kadic said 500 was par. Yeah, well, it reminds me of mm. your, your park cricket uh, pitch because it's down there, it's just concrete. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it built to last and that's what it looks like this one. It's an absolute road. It's like test cricket is yeah. playing on a park cricket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing about the park cricket decks is everyone sucks. So yeah. it kind of, it kind of uh, levels itself out. Well, I guess that concrete eventually breaks down and has some few cracks in it. A few, cracks, a few yeah. cracks 20 years down the track. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah... The Pakistan came out and uh, did what they needed to do and put on a massive score. Yeah, so a uh, shout-out to Imam Ul-Haq, his maiden test century in his 11th test. What a time to do it. Uh, Australia returning yeah. to Pakistan. Uh, I tell you what, I, I told you boys during the week, and I'll, st- I'll say it on the internet, I think he looks a bit like the love child of Wazim Akram and Dan Vittori. You know, he bats with, <laughs> bats with the glasses on, you know. Old Dangerous Dan used to have the glasses on, but then yeah. he kind of got that, that kind of... 
that nice jawline, that, that nice kind of good-looking Pakistani uh, features of a Wazim Akram. So, yeah, that, that's kind of what uh, what came through my mind there, the, the love child of, of Akram and Vittori, if you don't mind. Tell you what, the bloke can, can play. Yeah, he can bat. I was thinking about this this series before, and I, th- I was thinking, well, oh, will the moment be a bit too big for the Pakistanis, you mm. know, Australia coming off an absolute, you know, shellacking of England yeah. down under? Test cricket... You can't get that in your head when you go somewhere else. The home team, home team always has always. to ha- always has to be your favourites. I yep. think going yep. into it, and I think possibly I was looking at this side how inexperienced they were. Yes, they do have that that really good strong middle order, established middle order. But I was kind of thinking, yeah, I think we roll these guys, mm-hmm. and you can't underestimate your, your opposition as we saw. Um, or Huck getting um, his maiden test ton and Azar Ali, how good is this bloke? Uh, 185, barely looked like he was, you know, he, he was struggling out there. There wasn't many plays and misses. Mm. Uh, 15 boundaries, three sixes, just took on one of the best bowling attacks mm. in the world. Uh, his 18th test century, um, yeah, him and, and Babar Azam are, are really world-class players. And I'll tell you what, the run out of Babar Azam from Manus Labashain. Uh, unbelievable right hand pick up turn hit Ooh, one yes. and a half stumps to aim at uh, that that was pivotal I think because yes they re- re- declared at four for four seven six we'll talk about that in just a mm. second mm. but we, if you've got Barbara Azam out there at you know coming out at two for three hundred he he could have scored <laughs> yeah. some runs really quick and I think that that would have been really good for the the Aussie morale out there. Uh, Marnus also getting one with the ball, so one of one of yeah. our favourite cricketers getting around at the moment, <laughs> uh, doing things out in the field, uh, not just with the bat. Mm-hmm. So, on your question there of the second spinner, mm. so let's let's cover that because of the eleven, eight bowled. Yeah, <laughs> they, they couldn't fit it on on their uh, on their graphic, uh, which is weird. They obviously had space, but obviously the graphic only allowed to show. Yeah, it's preset, and that was like, oh, we didn't expect them to bowl the entire team. That's it. Um, so between Labashane and Smith, you reckon you got that second ball, second spin on? Uh, I, well, on, on, a, on a crumbling deck, you know, yeah. day five kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe you know Smith and Labashane can do a job. We saw yeah. that in Melbourne. You know, mm-hmm. Smith getting yeah. the ball and nearly being able to jag that that. Four Fourth test but win in the down first there. innings, but yeah, first innings first on innings. a road. Yeah, yeah the, it does beg the question. Uh, and, and what was interesting was Labashain. He was getting a bit a bit out of that, and it looked, um, you know, as the as a leg spinner, like he, if you'd had a full time, you know, actual leg spinner uh, in Swepson, like you potentially mm. could have been a little bit more dangerous and uh, actually threatened the guys a little bit more, but. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably a miss not having a second spinner in there because um, who, who do you admit? Stark. Uh, I know. I'd say it probably ends up being between Cummins and uh, Hazelwood. Cummins, the captain. Uh, no, as, as <laughs> so. So Cummins would be you'd pick. So you'd have to you know, drop Hazelwood because uh, my point being, as in they're the similar bowler. So you want to keep Stark as your. Um, your firebrand, your, your sure, your extra, okay. you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, as, as in I the, think we the, got there in the end. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you know, the choice would come down, and of course, you're going to pick Cummins. So, your Hazelwood's the one you would drops out. I disagree. I think Hazelwood obviously, uh, bowled with maybe, uh, you know, the best out of the quicks, mm. so economical, mm. maybe a touch without luck. Um, you, no, you know, and hindsight's 2020. Mitchell yeah, Stark yeah. could have gone out there and. I can 
you know, yeah. ho- hooped it around, got a few yeah, early yeah. wickets, but yeah, maybe they maybe they did miss that second spinner. Yeah. But, but if they if they were it, to between admit, those um, two, you'd, you'd be well, Stark or Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd you'd imagine. You'd, yeah, you'd imagine. So. The other thing that you could start thinking about is is do you lose a middle order bat? Yeah. In in Cameron Green mm. or Travis Head, and mm, and bat and carry at six, and then keep all three of your quicks, and yeah. then play two spinners that way. That's the only other. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, yeah. Well, uh, way that you could set it up, I guess. If you're expecting to be in the field for a very long time, maybe it's 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 worth doing. Yeah, maybe it also depended on the pitch. Like if it didn't have a lot of bounce in it, then potentially you'd leave out Stark as well. So that again, having a look at the conditions and what they thought it was going to do, mm-hmm. probably probably lead you one way or the other. Um, but not a great start for say Cummins' captaincy with the new coach after getting Langer sacked. Um, I think poor Ronald McDonald yeah. is uh, yeah. <laughs> also we're two days into a test series. Let's, yeah. Like, yeah. let's not, you know, pump, start, pump start calling break. it a disaster yeah. or whatever. The Aussies the still haven't bat and they'll probably bat for the next two days. The, I think this test will probably end up being drawn. Oh, as, can you, that's yeah. a really good question. Can you get up the odds, please, on win, draw, loss? Yeah. I, I can imagine the draw is starting to firm a fair bit because mm. I think there's a little bit of rain predicted yeah. uh, coming uh, into the final two days. Yeah. I was the just, final, I was final just three days, there's rain predicted tomorrow, I should yeah, say. I was just checking as well because they, after that, declare how much Australia batted last night, but they got an over before they called it due to light. So. Bad light. And that's something that we've got to mm. consider as well. Mm. March, so we're only just out of the Northern Hemisphere winter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Royal Pindi in the north of Pakistan. Quite cool conditions. Mm. Uh, maybe they need to be starting this half an hour early. They lost 15 overs to bad light mm. yesterday. I imagine today they'll be trying to make up well, uh, uh, for that. And it's probably yeah. probably a good thing for, for us as Australian mm. fans. Uh, you know, if you have to go in there and the light's pretty shit and, you know, they, they keep playing yeah. and you lose one or two or three mm. at the top there, then that's a completely different story. So maybe yep. we got saved a little bit by the bad light last yeah, night. Yeah, well, weatherman Rickon yeah. is telling us there is rain, so uh, draw for sure. Draw for sure? Yeah. What are our friends at Sportsbet, <laughs> our unofficial sponsors slash dickheads that never respond to us <laughs> at Sportsbet? Sportsbet, think. We're going back to unofficial sponsors. Um, yeah, draws. And, and dickheads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, Unbackable? They're back in the draw as well. Dollar eighty. Uh, Pakistan are in front out of the two teams at two twenty. With Australia sitting out at seventeen. Seventeen bucks and seventeen from an Aussie bookie. Yeah. That should be like thirty <laughs> in a in a um, you know a, a bookie from overseas. I, w- uh, I would have thought the draw would actually be shorter than. I, that, I also agree. Dollar eighty. I suppose yeah. they're thinking there's three days here. Left, so, yeah. Pakistan have the runs on the board. Nearly five hundred of them. Yes. Um, yeah. You know the the pressure is on us now to to try and respond and can't wait. It's it's well, such a good viewing time, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we watch games, you know, that are in England, and it's just those extra few hours, yeah. and you're starting at eight o'clock. So yeah, the first session here is okay, but then if yeah. you want to watch anything past that, it's, yep. you know, you, it's you're, like you're absolutely <laughs> you know bugging for work the next day. Uh, yeah. It's it's a premium time, isn't it? Four mm-hmm. o'clock. It's like it's kind of like you. Round about knockoff time ish, maybe you miss the first hour. Yep, and then it's sorry, darling. <laughs> what do you want to watch tonight? Well, I've got things to I, do. I've got five hours got of cricket, cricket planned. Yeah. Actually, uh, <laughs> if my, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys are having any trouble with bloody Ko, drop it in and out. Jeez, it's so much for a man to ask to be able to watch live sport from yeah. Raul Pindi, Pakistan, <laughs> on a Friday night. I tell you what. Yeah. Anyways, got got to see most of it. First world problems, etc. That's it. Uh, were we surprised at the declaral at four for four seven six? I think the bad light must have played into the decision. Part of that, and yeah. um, 
Is that only after? That was after day two. Yeah. Yeah. So end of day two. Yeah. Yesterday. The other thing is, yeah, they've batted for two days. So, um, if if you want to potentially go we, for a win, you, for you win, need yeah. to get them in and hopefully get a few wickets yeah, in that last session to try and set it up, get them out quickly, put them back in. Because um, otherwise, you, they could have probably kept batting for most of day three. And yeah, I, I'm not saying you know yeah. sh- should they have used up all all their poles. I'm saying I thought maybe a little bit surprised. Uh, and again, the light plays into this. Uh, you know, they they were only scoring at about two point nine and over. Had yeah. they have gone all right, uh, Rizwan, maybe Ahmed, uh, Baba before he got run out. Uh, let's let's get a move on. You've guys got a license. Let's try and get a quick another 50, 75 runs. Declare it five fifty, and then yes, uh, yeah, you I, know. I would have thought once the, once the boys that turned up got out, like just just throw the bat around, see what you can get as quickly as you can, mm. yeah, um, and then go from there. Anyways, we've got test yeah. cricket in Pakistan. We're two days into a test. Australia's in trouble for the first time in over a year in a test match. <laughs> there were, no, there was a point in Hobart where I was a little bit worried. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit. But it's it's didn't it, the, it didn't get the five. I'm not so. super worried in this because yeah. I don't think I think the Australians should bat quite well on on this deck. They should. Mm. If they don't, then then we'd start to again. And we're calling it a road. We're calling yeah. it the Rail Pindi Road. Trying to make jokes. Yada yada. Yeah. Australia's got a bat on this thing too. Yes. And Pakistan maybe picked a, a team more conducive to this. They've got spin options. Shaheen Shah Afridi, mm-hmm. you know, we've mm-hmm. spoken highly of him and how mm-hmm. good he is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be some interesting viewing this evening and uh, can't wait. We've, we've got, a, we've got mm-hmm. a test match on our hands. Yes, the draw is probably firming. Yes, Australia unlikely to win this one. But I, I think it's yeah. good for the, the Pakistani cricket fans. I think it's good for cricket in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Monks, if you wouldn't mind just bringing up India and Sri Lanka, we do have more Test cricket underway. Uh, a lot of speculation uh, in the month leading up to this Test match as to who would be skipper. It was kind of breaking on our last podcast. Rohit <laughs> Sharma had been tipped to yep. be the captain. However, it wasn't official. No. Uh, with you know, in the era of fake news and misinformation <laughs> and the rest of it, we didn't want to really report on it. Uh, but it was uh, confirmed yeah. the, next, the next day. Rohit Sharma, uh, the unified belt. He's got, <laughs> he's got all, all three uh, captaincies. He is India's leader uh, in red ball and white ball cricket. He uh, takes them into this match against Sri Lanka. This, uh, this game is, well, this innings, I should say, highly unusual, highly unusual. We saw Agarwal and Sharma get starts and then, and then both kind of miss out. Yep. We mm. saw Vahari uh, get the the um, the third spot here. Uh, was this a little bit of a surprise? Mm, as us, you know, obviously keep an eye more on Australian cricket. Yeah, uh, I had it. I think I sent through my best eleven uh, cricketers, uh, which is very hard with the Indian <laughs> with the Indians and courses for courses and the rest of it. I had Vahari uh, in this team. Uh, there probably yep. was a question mark on selection. He made fifty eight. Uh, batting three, uh, Coley forty five uh, got skittled, um, and then punt got a punt. Yeah. This bloke don't care. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can be four for four hundred, or you can be well, actually three for when he when he's coming in. You can be three yeah. for four hundred, or you can be three for thirty. Punt's gonna bat like punt does. <laughs> yeah. I run a ball ninety six, just missing out on that ton. Uh, so what were we there? It, it hasn't failed him yet. That's probably the no, other point either. No, like he's, he's so, so good. To, he's good. so good to watch. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what were we uh, when Shreyas I got out five for two twenty eight? Sri Lanka thinks 
hey, we're playing India mm-hmm. in India. You know, yeah. no one expects us to do anything. Yeah. We're going okay here. Five for two twenty-eight. Let's keep the pressure let's, on. Let's, we should be right. Let's get Jadeja. <laughs> let's get Ashwin. Let's oh, get yeah. him we're done. In the, we're in the bowl. Let's get him <laughs> done before three hundred, <laughs> yeah. and and we're on here. <laughs> Jadu goes, nah. <laughs> this bloke, seriously, uh, I, you know, when we play against him, he, he gets, he grinds my gears a little bit. I think he's a little <laughs> bit over the top. You know, we speak about that Coley yeah. generation of of Indian cricketers where they give it back, just probably just as much as we gave it to them. Uh, you know, but he loves his his celebration, the samurai sword, and the rest of it. Uh, when we're playing against him, I think, oh god, this bloke, <laughs> no, not again. Yeah. But when you see him come out and bat seven. And and score 175 not, yep. 17 boundaries, uh, or 17 fours and three sixes, striking the ball at yep. 77. You've got to appreciate how good a cricketer this bloke is. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And and there's a reason why Jadu is, we're talking about it before, you know, he's a rock star. He, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. kind of a rock star in India, isn't he? Uh, he can kill you with the bat, he can kill you with the ball. And India at 5 for 228, look, I'm not saying they were in trouble. I, I even think, you know, had they got dismissed for 250, they'd probably still find a way to win this test match. When, when yeah. Jadu goes out there and just goes, bang, 175, <laughs> Fuck off Sri Lanka, essentially. Yeah. Uh, absolutely turned the game on its head. Uh, a little little bit of help there from Ravi Ashwin. Uh, eight for 574 is what the Indians finish on. Uh, that run rate, 4.43, if you don't mind. Excellent. That's kind of that difference, isn't it, But that we're talking about in that Pakistan game? Yeah. Declaring at 4 for 476, striking at, uh, you know, the run rate at 2.9, run rate 4.4. The draw's out of the equation here, isn't it? Is yep. it? Well, oh, India mm. losing probably out of the equation too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely turned the game on its head. Uh, he, he's a superstar of cricket, that's for sure. Uh, Sri Lanka come out and make four for 108. A lot of starts and then no one really uh, going on. Uh, Karuna Ratnay mm. making 28. Thiraman 17. Nisanka still not out, 26. Angelo Matthews, former captain, uh, out for 22. Um yeah, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. And you feel I don't see them winning this. Nah. And I well, don't see no. India batting again. So oh, you're saying in innings? You're saying in innings? Yeah. Look, 574 right. on the board. They've, Pro- they've got plenty. Yeah, pro- probably <laughs> yeah. Uh, not highly unlikely. That was great English. Uh, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Trent Naden getting in. Can I get a scale out of Pepsi for $7.99? <laughs> the things that I would do for $7.99 is an extensive list. <laughs> And sculling a beer is on there. So, yes, we, I will do that for you. If you boys wouldn't mind bringing up New Zealand, Zealand? South Africa. New Zealand losing at home. They lost Ooh. to Bangladesh this summer at home and they've lost to South Africa at home. So, yeah. the world's best cricket team, according to the World Test Championship, suffered two losses in their summer. Boys, if you wouldn't mind just running through while I scull this beer for $7.99. <laughs> like, a, uh, like a street worker, you know. Yeah. What are we looking? What do you got there? Uh, that's the f- that's, that's uh, the first first, one. first yeah. So well, they New won comfortably in that it, one. Yeah, like it, uh, we we're looking at uh, South Africa in that one where they got skittled for ninety five and one hundred eleven. Like, oh god, this yeah, it's going to be a long series. So shout out to them for turning it around and going out in their second test and uh, and going out and getting the the W. That's it. You know what? I'll start that in a sec. I'll I'll right. I'll, yes, I'll yes. keep going uh, with this one here, boys. Uh, so <laughs> some. Some younger South Africans. Mm. Uh, not so the, did they change the team up between tests? Uh, I think there was a few changes. Again, I must say, 
wasn't keeping a massive eye on it, mm. uh, given Australia and Pakistan, um, you know, the lead up to it, uh, you know, the old yeah, well, real we'll, life getting in the After in watching the, the first test, yeah. you're like, all right, that's that's done. Um, New Zealand are going to win all the games at home. Let's let's focus on Australia. But no, it looks pretty pretty much the same. So yeah, yeah. Okay. just changed up the order. They just changed the order. The order. Yeah, Zubaya Hamza hasn't. got dropped. Yeah, that's probably the only one. Is the only one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Saril Erwi. Uh, is pro- that's probably not how you say that name. Uh, not a household name. He went out and tunned up. And then if you wouldn't mind bringing um, up the second innings there, Monks, I think it was that Kyle uh, Varian. Uh, did he turn up as well? Uh, yes, he did. Yes. 136 not. So two um, less lesser known names there for South Africa doing it in New Zealand and mm-hmm. getting a handy win mm. there. Uh, no one, myself included, probably saw that happening. Um, no, not at all. South Africa, you know, we like yeah. to talk about them, you know, being a bit of a... What are the bats to... For, for from, New Zealand? Nothing yeah. from Young, Conway. And again, we talk yeah. about we talk about New Zealand without Williamson. Williamson. Yeah. That's, it's, like yeah. a, it's like an asterisk, isn't it? Yeah. It's like an asterisk. Uh, really struggled outside of Devon Conway um, in that in that innings there. Just scroll to that, the other innings. Did up. anyone else make any runs? Uh, Colin de Granho, 120, <laughs> batting seven. Not out. Big call. Yeah. Well, they needed him to score runs. Yeah, bloody oath, bloody oath. Daryl Mitchell chipped in with 60. But, uh, yeah, there you go. We like to talk about the state of South African cricket and from an uh, administrative point of view, an absolute clusterfuck, I think, uh, you know, you yeah. <laughs> can, can probably say that. Um, but, yeah, this team has just won at home against India, 2-1. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got minced in that first test, but have gone okay in that second test there. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe not all doom and gloom for South Africa. Moving forward, speaking of New Zealand, the Women's World Cup yep. is underway. Uh, it's only just kicked off in New Zealand. Uh, Australia getting a win over the old enemy in England overnight. Mm. Um, and the Shield is approaching its pointy end. I think we will revisit both of those next week. Yep. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Should we talk some basketball? We've got Trent Nadine on. He likes a bit of his basketball. I'm <laughs> yes, going to scale yes. a beer for $7.99 and you so guys easy. can take it away. How are the Warriors yeah, going and what's happened well, in, in the last week? Yeah, so Warriors and Lakers is probably where, where we start. Uh, Warriors, of course, have lost seven of their last ten. Uh, the Lakers have lost eight of their last ten. And you start to wonder with the, you know, they've got the two big superstars. Uh, what are they going to, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go from here? Um so Mavericks have gone three and one on the season as well against the Warriors. So two and one yeah. week. So that was uh, the last game the Warriors played. Yeah, Luke a few days ago. Um, yeah, Mavericks beat them pretty comfortably. Um, Doncic was pretty pretty handy. Luka. with Forty-one points. Yeah. Yep. But some of those losses. Um, Jazz there, but the Clippers, Nugs, probably all right. Wool, the Wolves, but the Knicks. Um, oh, let's 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 not. We can't yeah. talk about the Wolves as being a shit <laughs> no, no, Wolves team anymore. No, it was Nixon no. Clippers were the ones in that list. Um, Let's talk quickly about the Wolves. That that yeah. team that they've got, bring out the starting five for right. for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm pretty sure we've got three top three draft picks at, at the Wolves. Mm-hmm. KAT, mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Edwards, yep. and there is another one. Uh, uh, coming through the starting s- five, Anthony Edwards, KAT... Was D'Angelo Russell? Can you click on D'Angelo Russell? These guys had to get good at some at some stage. Not, yeah. say, not saying they're winning the thing this year, but it's good to see Minnesota, who over the last few years has been essentially pretty trash, uh, <laughs> doing a little bit. D'Angelo yeah. Russell, draft pick? Um, I have not got it here. 
Come on, Max. Fastest, Fastest man. Know, right? That's why we say we'll Southern, the hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> Jamie Vernon's over there on Rogan <laughs> laughing, eating edibles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Warriors slump. Look, 7 out of 10, yes. Well, yes, it's a slump. Well, I, we've, we thought coming out of the All-Star Week with the way um, Curry played and that, maybe he got his mojo back a little bit. But Yeah, but... It was different. It's, be, it's different. There's no, like, there's no defense. There's no defense. <laughs> he's got he, open looks all day. He's getting so. open looks, and he—it he, it was a freak. Like it was an absolute freak show in yeah. the All Star game. Yeah. Watching him just drain them from downtown. But it shows if you got two guys in your face, it's different. It's different story yeah. than when you can just go uh, unabated. Uh, yeah. Did we find D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, first round. First round, second pick. Second uh, pick went to yeah. the Lakers. Yep. Yeah. So that's yeah. so that. was saying that Wiggins was the other one. Was the one we might have thought about, but he's at the Warriors now. Oh, but Anthony, but Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. They've got three. Yep. Kat, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards. They're all th- three top three picks. So you'd think with those uh, dudes there that you'd you know if you got three of your starting mm. five mm. being top three picks, you might be able to put some good, good basketball together. And they've they've been showing it definitely uh, of late. The Minnesota Timberwolves. The Warriors, are we worried about them? Nah, nah, I'm not. Yeah, what, bit of a bit what, of a slump. Bit of a slump. Like, uh, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, I don't. I wouldn't be too. Uh, nah, not too worried. Too about worried about them at all. Where, where are they currently sitting on the ladder? Are they second, still above? They're still second in the, the West, aren't they? Yeah, so I think it's the Suns and then the Warriors. They've got games in hand, so that they can lose a couple um, to yeah. work on. Work on what they need to work on before they start making a run at the, the finals. That's and, it. And we yeah, there's so much basketball still to come. The yeah. Warriors so they're still they they're still second. Yeah. The the Grizzlies are half a game behind them now. And mm. uh the Suns go go eight games in front uh in the West. Uh so you'd think the Phoenix Suns get the number one uh yep. seed there uh, pretty easily. I'll yeah. tell you who I would be fucking worried about. And we talk about them every week. The Los Angeles Lakers, they've lost yeah. eight of their last ten. I think they're under 500. The Clippers yeah, have swept they them. Are. I'd be interested to know if that's ever happened before. Uh, yeah, so the Lakers are in ninth. They are well under 500 at f- uh, .435. Mm-hmm. Um, they're half a, ga- no, yeah, half a game in front of the New Orleans Pelicans. So if you look at those two rosters yeah. uh, side by side. <laughs> very, very. Jeez, yeah. Uh, the Clippers went on a 25-0 to zip run in this game. That is just about unheard of mm-hmm. in yeah. basketball. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about the Warriors. I am really, really, really worried about the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, yeah, you can argue injuries. Is that they haven't had that many games with AD and LeBron and, yeah. and um, Russ all playing together. Uh, but yeah, th- with that roster, this team... Doesn't matter who's you know if one of them are injured at any given time. Obviously, AD's missed a lot. Uh, that team should not be anywhere outside of the top four in yeah. the West. I just wonder if the chemistry maybe is not right there with the the way that LeBron and uh, Westbrook like to play. Whether it just hasn't fit. So yeah, uh, it's it's tough. And the problem is they usually get prime time, so they're usually on TV. Them and the Knicks have been getting heaps of games on TV, and they both stink. So I wonder why that is. It's almost <laughs> yeah, like I'm massive markets getting <laughs> TV spots. The it Brisbane is the Broncos. We'll get to them in a second. They're all always on TV. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, um, yeah, potentially shouldn't be with the amount of games they're losing currently. Interesting comments there. Uh, thanks uh, to our live listeners, uh, Trent. And the Lakers are six of their last twenty-two, six and sixteen. Uh, that's that yeah. is horrible out of a team that that has LeBron. AD, Russ. Boys, Russ Westbrook, uh, obviously not quite the same player that he was a few years ago, you know, the triple-double year where he had more triple-doubles than he didn't. Um, mm. 
is it a is it a scheme fit? Does he need to does he need to get out of Los Angeles, go somewhere else? Uh, you know, too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, that kind of uh, situation. What do we think? Well, Trent C is saying LeBron should be traded back to the Cavs. So. That'd be spicy. The Cavs, the Cavs actually on the ascendancy. You know, yeah. young team. We've seen Darius Garland, uh, Colin Sexton, and the like. Uh, doing a bit over there. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think LeBron, though, has based himself in LA not just to play basketball, but for all his other to set dealings, up, to set dealings, up. his studio stuff. And oh, we go back Hollywood, to Serendipity, so. boys. Serendipity. What if he What if he True. was to play his last year or two years back in, you know, his home state, the boy from Akron, if the well, king went home, the, fan, uh, the fans would love it. He's already done one yeah. return to us, so... Do it again, John Farnham. <laughs> <laughs> You're the voice Trey and understand it. Let's uh, go. Um, go home, dude. I, I think, well, I think wherever his son gets drafted and where he goes, that's where LeBron will Well, be that's playing, a massive so. thing as well, isn't it? Bronny. Oh, that was a chat, I think, in the last two weeks. Was, he's basically said, whoever picks my son, I'm going there. Bronny, likely yeah, right. to get drafted next year. Mm-hmm. Now, this... That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty Probably good two for one, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> this young boy, I, I really hope that the media and look, I'm kidding myself. The, the me, there's going to be an absolute storm around Bronny and his entrance into the NBA. By all yeah. reports, what, what's, not what's, not quite as athletic as his old man, not yeah. as highly touted as LeBron. Obviously, LeBron coming into the NBA straight out of high school, college. Yeah. Don't need that. I'm good enough. <laughs> can, can Can you think of a situation where Someone has come in, like has the the, the goat father, and has come in as uh, to succeed um, to oh, follow him. Take the crown, nah, father son. Like you see it a fair bit, you know, in our kind of sports yeah. um, down hit, you know, down but under. I don't think, I don't but think you've had but one that's like, like absolute that, goat, well, and th- then there's someone. There's a reason that big shoes to fill is a saying. Yes. There's, there's there's a reason why that that's a thing because it's really fucking hard. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of pressure if your dad is one. One of the best to do it, arguably the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's how are you meant to live up to that hype? Like, even yeah. if you just come in and just be a run of the mill NBA player, mm-hmm. people are still going to shit on you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's not, oh, fa- it's not fair. Did. So, I really, I really hope that actually, I've oh no, he wasn't a goat. Uh, I was thinking of the Manning family. Um, yeah, so the old man was pretty good, pretty but he, but he, yeah, he wasn't, good. he wasn't like, like it's not like Tom, not you're, like passing the torch you're not Tom Brady and then no. you're Tom Brady's kid. So. No, exactly. Yeah, and the only other ones I think currently like the Schumachers, uh, where the Mick can yeah, ever uh, yeah. you know, eventuate to what his father was able to. But again, and like that's that's big pro- shoot, it's big still shoes in progress. And like I can't I, think of anyone on the top of my head where their dad was at the pinnacle and then they've come through. Like again, the Woods, maybe you know, the, Charlie again, Woods. There's potential there, but no one's actually done it that I can think of off the top of my head. Very quick impromptu research. Ken Griffin, Kenny Griffin Jr. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Ooh, baseball. baseball, yeah. That's hey, one our I favourite sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, why didn't that, you come up with that? Um, um, you know what it is, boys? Tro- you know, child stars. How, how many mm. child stars that have all the limelight? Well, and you it's, not, remember, it's not good for your development. Because you got to remember their dads were nobodies. Like Tom Brady, no, six-round six draft pick. Michael Schumacher was just a young kid that they was – was actually like really poor go kart come through and they picked him up and he was just elite and that changes the hunger exactly that, cha- that cha- if mm. you're if you're already if you've grown up in a family that's worth close to a billion dollars <laughs> exactly you kind of, of yeah you kind of think mm, you know what I'm all about Taco Tuesday <laughs> yeah. and just playing a bit of ball with that <laughs> I don't need it the drivers that's right the, it, it diminishes your drive it yeah. diminishes your drive uh, I just, I really hope that Bronny's got a a good support team around mm-hmm. him because it will be, I guarantee, 
an absolute media frenzy uh, shit show mm. and they won't have any thought of the way that he's going mentally. It will just be, why aren't you dad yet? Yada, yada, yeah. yada, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what you, you I, what I am excited to see... Get him to play with his dad, maybe. Getting them to play together. That's, that's, that's perfectly what like, he needs. Though. Like, in the NBA, I'm sure that's never happened. Uh, I'm trying to think of it happening even in, in our, you know, local... Well, the, the, not in our local spots, uh, the woods... Could probably is a common like they're playing yeah, together. Golf, yeah, but yeah, golf is, is different though. Yeah, like yeah. them in using the Schumacher conversation we had before. Like they didn't drive um, in the at the same time. Nah. Like they'd ret- well, you had already retired, but then the injury, of course. Um, like yeah, it's very hard to see. Uh, and again, someone that's still at the pinnacle of that sport, and mm. then having their kid playing with them at the same time, unprecedented. Like, and and anyone that likes to shit on LeBron James at Stephen A. Smith, we're talking about him. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's an absolute <laughs> fucking flog. He might be a mop of the week one one week. Remind me. No, nah, he he's always a mop. So he's a mop. He's an absolute mop. Yeah. Like this guy is thirty seven years old, and he's still top five yeah. players in the NBA. Yeah. Easy. If 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 we're not going to go top five, we have to go top seven. Do you know what I mean? The, the There's an argument he's top three. You know, mm. Gary, yeah, well, yeah. Gary Payton. Yeah. Again, yeah. like you, you were kind of thinking a goat passing the torch to the go- yeah. To so a goat. someone that, like you just said, someone that was in the top five as the best of his position, I, and then his kid comes through and is is the same. Like and no hate against Gary Payton Junior. Gary Payton the second, probably not. You know. No, in it, that elite conversation, but very very hard. To it's, a re- it's, it's it's pretty hard to be one of the best athletes on the planet. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't matter what genetics you have, mm-hmm. what kind of upbringing you've got. It's it makes it difficult. Um. So yeah, like I said, hate to sound like a broken record. I just hope that Bronny has a good team around him, and you know his dad is able to mentor him because the the start you know the stardom and the. And the and the center stage and the well, media. He, sh- he shouldn't have to worry. Can't about be can't be the most uh, you know another, conducive another, to a, a teenager's upbringing. Another benefit of having LeBron uh, with his son is like LeBron. He's the face. He can do all of that. Mm. Do all the media stuff. Mm. Don't won't have to worry about any of his management because his dad would be doing all of it. Mm. So all he's got to worry about is basketball. So I can see definitely see the benefits of why he do it for a year or two. Mm. Get his kid to forget his feet in the professional game and then. Yep. Um, Say, see you later, kid. You've you've now learnt everything you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Young Padawan, master of Padawan. (laughs) Obi Lebron Kenobi. That's it. I think the fact that that was worth a laugh. Yeah, it was borderline. Anyways, no, it was good. I think the longevity of um, Lebron, like the fact that he's been he's been able to stay in the game for so long, Mm. been so competitive, has has had a level head. Like he hasn't really let the stardom get to him too much. uh, Means that he will be a great. Great mentor for his yeah. for LeBron, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to to see what happens. Just back on that Lakers Clippers rivalry, mm. um, so Lakers so they played, they've um, yeah, it's actually gone back and forth a lot of the time. So they played two hundred and thirty one games against each other. Mm. Lakers have won one hundred and fifty odd games. Uh, Clippers slash the Brave um, back in the day have won eighty of those games. Who the fuck the Brave? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, the Clippers are actually on a seven-game win streak against the Lakers at the moment. At the moment. At the moment. Yeah. Across a um, couple seasons. Um, so last year, was that a sweep or was it one and it would have been one and three? Must have been one and three. Back in 2015-16, the Clippers had an 11-game win streak. Really? Yeah. Look at that. 
Yeah, 15, 16. So th- multiple times. Multiple yeah, multiple times. times. Um, yeah, this, this is good stuff. Here, dude. I know I was bagging you before. Jeez, this yeah, is good. This is I've recovered. This is, I've recovered. Uh, no misinformation. No, no Neil it. Young fucking <laughs> getting his niggas in a knot. That's right. it. Um, last time that I guess the Lakers have really dominated the Clippers was back in the early 2000s where they went on a 16-game win streak yeah, went that, against them. That's when the like the Clippers were the laughing stock of, of LA. And then yep. where, it, yeah. I think that period where where they had that win streak would have been Kawhi um, Clippers period yeah. or not quite. No, no, 16, 16. no, no, I don't think Kawhi was even there then. That, that would have been Kawhi at the Spurs. Is that's, that's Spurs days. Yeah, Yeah. no, who, who was on the Clippers at that point? Bring up a team, yeah. Bring up a team. <laughs> <laughs> what what date have we got there? 2016. Blake Griffin. It, I was thinking yeah. it was a Blake Griffin. The fucking jersey. Yeah, right jersey. There. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm sorry. I was like, I, I, in that, my head, I was like, Blake Griffin. I was sure he was drafted by the Clippers. He had to have been there. So. How about yeah. this team from 2016? DeAndre Jordan, uh, yeah. elite pass this week <laughs> that went fucking ten rows back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Tim Tebow throwing Tim deep balls. <laughs> some some good memes coming out yeah. of that one. Yeah. Uh, but this this team, Clippers team, two thousand sixteen. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, JJ Redick, mm-hmm. one of uh, the you know an elite three point shooter, yeah. and don't forget about Luke Mbamote. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a pretty handy team. Uh, yeah. Anyone that coming off the bench there of note? I think they bought well that year to try and fall for Blake to try and put him Jeff over Green, the edge. Jamal Crawford. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Don't have to go that far back uh, for no. the Clippers sweeping the Lakers. So 76ers and Nets, they're the next to talk about. Uh, yes. That, that trade. Um, yeah, how, how did yeah. we score it last last time? We'd scored it Nets. Long term? Nets, no. Net, uh, yeah, Nets was long term. Nets long term, 76ers, 76ers now. Yeah. now. Yes, yeah. that's how we scored it. Which I think which is. Which we kind of sat on the fence. We, we, we were bitches. Like, let's be honest. We, we couldn't go one way or the other and go, I mean, this is who won the trade and this is who lost. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there's more nuance to it. Yes, mm-hmm. we went 76ers, uh, chips in the basket, Los Angeles Rams. Let's win in the next two seasons. And the Nets are kind yeah. of looking towards the future a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, which is kind of opposite to what they were thinking last last year. Completely different, completely different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, didn't work out. They've reset. Harden didn't want to be there. So, and how yeah. bad they like they really stink when KD's not playing, and obviously no no Harden there. Yeah. Two yeah. and a half men, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They changed they changed the uh, New York laws actually this week regarding uh, vaccination ooh, status. Yeah. However. Some they're, they're, co- I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of New York State law. Kyrie's still not allowed to play home games. Still not allowed to play. There yeah, was okay. something that that kind of changed around vaccination yeah. status. Yada yada yada. My, I, my I know favorite topic across the league. <laughs> across the leagues, they are changing the protocols, and we will talk about that. Later so it will on, be interesting if Kyrie yeah. can play home games coming towards the end of the year. But yeah. as it as it stands as right it stands. now, no, no bueno. Still only two and a half men. Uh, Charlie yeah. Sheen, a shout well, out. It's, it's one and a half because Ben Simmons has <laughs> one and a half. Ben Simmons, when do they play yep. each other? 11th? Can you look up uh, 76ers and uh, Nets? They play each other, I think it's 11th. I think it's this week. Mm. Um, so will Ben Simmons play in this game? Uh, a, a lot of speculation, a lot of intrigue, uh, I suppose. Um, I hope, uh, well, I hope that Simmons plays and uh, I bet big Joel Embiid is hoping that he plays as well. <laughs> I reckon there might be uh, a little bit of fire between those two. Well, I've got to say Harden, though, for the uh, 76ers, is actually looks good. He's looked pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a bit trimmer, honestly. So 
Um, <laughs> well, he, he looked like Fat Boy Harden when he came over to, to the Nets originally. Like, this is from Adonis Short. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, Kettle knows pot, how to pot meat. Yeah, exactly. Pot meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what it looks like when I look in the mirror. <laughs> so I've seen it before. So, so talking, talking firsthand. Yeah, 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 that's right. I know uh, when I look in the mirror and I see James Harden. <laughs> yeah, I see myself. <laughs> we were, yeah, it's, just, it's not a fast stretch. Easy, easy done. Oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> but, but interesting point that you make. Harden's look good. He looks good. He looks trim. look good. They're second. Yeah. Uh, they're on a five-game win streak. Um, chase, chasing the Heat, who also have been on an absolute heater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the East is looking really interesting, isn't yeah. it? That that yeah. top end is so close. So I've got the standings here at the moment. We've got the Heat uh, ahead of the 76ers by three games, then Bucks, Bulls, Celtics, all within one game, mm-hmm. and then Cavs, Raptors, Nets, Hawks, Hornets, all within a few games there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so the East, I suppose, unlike the West, uh, and unusual to be talking about the East being the stronger mm-hmm. uh, or more well-rounded uh, conference in basketball, that bottom end is looking really, really tight. Whereas in yeah. the West, it really drops off. We've got the Clippers mm. who are above 500, and then the Lakers are seven games behind them yeah. in ninth. Yeah. Pelicans, Trailblazers, etc. You don't see them doing much damage. Mm. And uh, the Suns are well clear at the top. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give them the $10,000 now. Man mm. gets hit by a football. <laughs> Doink. Uh, John Morant. Boys, do you we, think he can get the MVP? I, you know, earlier in the year, we we're kind of like, yeah, obviously he's most improved, yada yada yada. Uh, I had a look at the odds from a marketing perspective. Every single highlight I ever see of the NBA, like always in the feed, it's always a hit. He's always doing something outrageous or crazy. So he's definitely getting popular opinion and getting the viewership. So whether uh, that helps. Uh, you know, with the the voters that vote, they're like, hey, I've seen a lot of him Mate. doing some excellent <laughs> things on the basketball court. It's interesting that you mentioned it from a marketing perspective. Down the gym mm. the other day, uh, mm. trying not to look like James Harden or, or, or Sean <laughs> yeah, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. I'd probably like to look like James Harden if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw like a 16 year old kid here in Canberra, Australia, wearing a Jar Morant jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. The the man is is very marketable. He's what, yep. six foot one, six foot two, and posterizes six foot 11 fucking yep. Austrian pearl tools yep. that have fucking <laughs> Wordle games named after him. He's got hoops. Um, so this is interesting. Remember earlier in the year and we were looking at the odds and Steph Curry was like $2.80 and we are like, oh, yeah, he's pretty, you know, short. And then he went through the form slump. Yep. Jar yep. is at $12. Steph is at 15 The only four ahead of him, DeMar DeRozan, and there's a good – there's a good chance, chance that, that, that DeMar yeah. could get it at $10. Yep. And yeah, then probably up. your big three in Giannis, Joker, and Joel Embiid currently at $2.10. Mm. Uh, I think Embiid's a big favourite. Well, what about the rise of the big men? The mm. big men. Uh, the Joker getting it last year. Well, big men, they can do everything. I well, think. that's right. And we spoke about uh, Joker last year when he won at first centre, true mm. centre, uh, to win the MVP since Shaq. So 20 years, and we might have back-to-back back years. Back. With the two favourites being centres and then the third favourite in Giannis being a power forward. The rise of the big man in an era of NBA where perimeter shooting has become really a big part. Go-to, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to see the big men uh, getting at it. Monks, mm. anything to, to go off there? DeMar DeRozan leads the league in total points. Mm-hmm. Yep, follow close Jar, Jar is ninth. Trey Young, yep, no, no Trae I'm talking Young. about him. No, I'm talking about him. I suppose, uh, you know, you have to kind of consider game by game, possibly more than uh, totals. Mm. But where have we got Jar? Seventh, seventh in points per game. Yeah. I think that's probably the one thing that's hurting him a little bit at the moment. 
He's probably a little bit more offense on the offensive side of the ball, a little bit more active. Nothing real defensive, obviously. Yeah, fifteenth um, in assists per game. So when you look at the numbers yeah. like that, possibly you start thinking, oh, okay, well maybe it is just a smoky, maybe it is just an outside. Yeah. But, when, but when you the watch the tape and the shit that he's doing yeah. at, the, at the size that he is, yeah, exactly. and the That's fact it. that the Grizzlies are coming third. And if Ja Morant yeah. is not on that team, and when we talk about value and what does it mean, mm. is it value to your team? It, you know, yeah. if, if Ja Morant is not on the Memphis Grizzlies, they're not coming third right now. Yeah. I'll tell you that so right now. That they might be, we might be talking about them and the Lakers fighting, <laughs> fighting for that playing <laughs> position. You know, I suppose that's it. Like for all the highlight rules, real reels, um, for all the talking, the publicity, for all the things he's doing, and for the Grizzlies, mm. just because the stats don't really show it doesn't mean that he can't be up there. Yeah. Um, and obviously the odds will reflect that as well. Um, so he's definitely bringing something to the team, something to um, CNBA that people like, people want. Mm. Um, oh, that's outside just putting numbers up. He's getting people to tune in. That's that's a big thing. He's putting Memphis yeah. on the fucking map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure is. Um, Titans, are, Titans are based out of uh, Nashville, aren't they, in the, in the NFL, pretty mm. sure. Yep. So they're the only... Big four sports team based out of Memphis. Okay. Yeah. So, one little bit of tidbit, <laughs> I guess, there. The people of Tennessee. Um, yeah. And, yeah, um, they've got a legitimate superstar. Look, I, I tend to yeah. agree. I, I, it's probably just a smoky for MVP for mine. I don't think, um, you know, he. I don't think he. if I was a betting man, and I am, <laughs> I don't think he wins the MVP Not this year. But it. I think now we need to start talking about him legitimately being in the yes. conversation. Yes. Whereas okay. earlier in the year it was like, yeah, most improved player, how good is Jar Morant? Lovely to see him mm. kind of, you know, developing yeah. the way he is. Uh, yeah. I think it's now. I reckon if, we had the exact same conversation about Luca last year. Yeah, yeah. I think we. Yeah. I reckon we had, had a yeah. similar conversation with Luca. And again, you know, should have Luca been the MVP last year? No, he no. no, he shouldn't have been. Like I think I'm I'm yeah. happy that, that, that Joker got it. Mm-hmm. Was Luca did he have a meteoric rise last year in the NBA? Is he a top ten player yeah. in the NBA? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, That's I, it, yeah. I like the parallels there. Yeah. I like the parallels. Yeah. Not everyone in the top ten can be an MVP. <laughs> That's right. There's, there's one of them for a reason. That's it. Is he really, 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 really good at basketball and one of the best players in the world? Yes. Yes. Is yeah. he the MVP? Probably not. <laughs> Will I laugh at you if you think he's the MVP? If he should be in the conversation? No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I can hear the argument. Yeah, I can see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and probably one last thing on basketball. So Ben Simmons. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it, but no time frame on when he does return. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nets are playing the 76ers on the 10th of March. 10th. That is Four what days. Wednesday, Thursday. Sometime Thursday? next week. It'll be week. different from. Uh, <laughs> it'll be different in America than what it is here. Tenth of March, our time is Thursday. Don't know what it is over there in, uh, you know, sure. yardsticks and uh, it's Friday. <laughs> Fahrenheit's and uh, the rest of it. Yeah, we're we're a day ahead, so it's Friday. It's Friday for us. So it's their Thursday, but it'll be Friday. For a day us. ahead in time and a day ahead on the Wordle leaderboard. Let's yes. go, yes. Australia. Let's go over to our other favourite round ball sport and uh, a pretty crazy week in, uh, in English soccer. We'll fo- that will be the focus, I suppose, for uh, today's episode. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Man City. They've got it wrapped up, uh, you know. Can you get the ladder end, at some point? End, the, end, of the, uh, yep. end of the league now. And uh, they, they dropped a game last week. Liverpool's been pretty good. Uh, they're three points behind City. So we'll get to the league in just a second. The League Cup happened last weekend. 
And it was one of the most insane finishes to a soccer game <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> Liverpool and Chelsea. Uh, so uh, Mendy had had a great game in uh, in the goals uh, for Chelsea. Made a few key saves. Um, there were, I think there was four disallowed goals in this one, uh, offsides and VARs Jeez. and the rest of it. 120 minutes of play, uh, and Chelsea say, Mendy, thanks for your services. <laughs> Let's get Kepa in. I'm not even going to try on Kepa's surname. It's a long Spanish surname. Everyone calls him Kepa anyway. Uh, he's meant to be the shootout specialist, if you will. Uh, poor bloke. Poor bloke. You know I don't like shitting on, shitting on elite athletes. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, we are three nuffies uh, sitting in a basement at the moment. Um, but the poor bloke, he got... He got brought in as a shootout specialist. He let 11 of 11 through, including one where he lined up on the right. And I th- who was taking it? Uh, some He actually he, he gave them the whole left-hand side of the goal. And yeah. they said, no, nah, fuck you. I'm putting it top right. And still, still got <laughs> past him. And then the poor bloke, he goes out to take... Uh, there was 11-10 on penalties at this stage. And uh, it uh, it went about six feet. That might be generous. It might might be more like <laughs> eight feet over over the crossbar. Some absolute elite memes uh, on par with DeAndre Jordan memes uh, about missing targets and the rest of it. Poor fella. Um, soccer is, is it's a weird sport. Football, football, League Cup. You bloody Aussie, you idiot. Yeah. Beat us four nil in the in the Ashes, isn't it? Um, <laughs> football's a weird sport. In that you can have a nil all game, yeah. Four disallowed disallowed goals, eleven ten on pens, and it's absolutely unreal viewing. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, who was that? I think I've it was Trent. I th- was it Trent Alexander Arnold? I think that might have been the one where he lined up right, and he yeah, still right. he still put it top right, and just went fuck you. Uh, anyways. Liverpool have nine League Cups, the most out of any club, and uh, they'll be chasing uh, some more coveted silverware in terms of winning the actual league. Uh, Chelsea, 4-0 win overnight at Burnley. Uh, Absolutely booed relentlessly uh, by the home fans over Mm. Roman Abrahimovic. uh, Ownership, obviously Russia-Ukraine, we alluded to it earlier in the show. This is probably going to be one of the biggest, say, falling outs from... uh, you know, in a sporting sense, sporting from, sense, from, yes, yes, from that whole uh, sanctions, um, yeah, being essentially forced to, to sell your club, yeah, you're earning. Um, so. I don't really feel sorry for the bloke. To no, be honest. no, he's, he's, got, he's a billionaire with a fuckloads of money. Yeah, yeah, the sale price for Chelsea is three billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, sale or asking? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, let's say it's well, it hasn't sold. So no, let's no, say it's well, asking. Ask, asking they're price. asking that, and then we'll see. They, they probably might even get over that, depending on who bids for it. Um, some chat about Conor McGregor wanting to buy Chelsea, but does Conor McGregor have three billion? Oh, well, he he sold his whiskey. He his whiskey a lot of, for a, a lot bill, of whiskey. I think so. He, he made about a billion dollars in his whiskey, so he he'd be a major. He, yeah, he pop might be partner. part part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he might get some few other um, uh, English, big English Chelsea fans that have got good money together, and yeah, could put something together. Mm. Who knows. Got to shell up my fucking whiskey, don't you? <laughs> Accent yeah. chat, yeah. Anyways, uh, so three billion is the asking price. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Roman has already sold two hundred, or is is in the process of selling, selling two hundred yeah. million pounds worth of London property. 
Uh, rumors that he has business ties with Vladimir Putin. Look, that's probably a safe assumption. I'd imagine. If you're a Russian billionaire, yeah, Russian oligarch, they probably sh- yes. met or whatever. Yes. Uh, sorry to jump ship. We will get into the NFL in a second, but no. I was talking to you boys during the week about Robert Kraft. Yeah, and uh, how apparently he gave him. Uh, just to look at a, a Super Bowl ring, and yeah. Putin just put it in his pocket, and, and, then, and he's like, and Kraft was like, uh, "Can I get that back?" And then and he's, he's like, like, "What ring?" Yeah, <laughs> and he got staunched by the Russian <laughs> Russian bodyguards, yeah. and Robert Kraft goes, "Oh well, I've got fucking five other yeah, ones, exactly. ones that I'm not going to, you know, get shot over it." And apparently, Putin has it or something. It's, yeah. it's on display in it's the Kremlin. Well, well known story about Putin stealing Kraft's ring. There you go. Uh, interesting game uh, overnight between Brentford and Norwich. Normally, we probably wouldn't talk that much about Brentford and Norwich. Uh, a hat trick out of Ivan Tony, uh, a youngish English player there. So, always like to talk uh, about someone uh, scoring a hattie in uh, Brentford's three-one win over Norwich. Mm-hmm. But a really interesting <laughs> bit of play here, where Christian Eriksen. Good to see him. He's he's, he's been back. back he's been back for a few months now. Uh, blatant. Blatant foul on on uh, Norwich's left back Brandon Williams. Uh, essentially, the old bear hug. <laughs> you know, he's he's beaten me. Don't want to let him get a run yeah, down yeah, the left yeah. wing. Essentially, like a, a bit of a rugby tackle. Yeah. Brandon Williams was not happy about it. <laughs> he rolled around and pushed down, and then he saw that it was Christian <laughs> Eriksen, and he goes, "Now nah, you know what." <laughs> Picked him up and gave him a hug. Oh, yeah. He goes, "Like you could tell, if that had been anyone else, yeah, like he would have been really quite upset about yeah, it in his face." And the, yeah. yeah, because it was from behind, he wasn't sure about which player yeah, it was, exactly. and you know. Th- the testosterone and the yeah, instincts, turn around, the instincts, give him a and be like, the oh, instincts wait, kick in, and he was on top of him, and he pushed him down, yeah. and then he goes, "Nah, you know what, Erickson, you're a good." Player. Yeah, gave him a hug, and you know, good to see you out here, yeah. Cobber. Erickson did get a slice of cheese, a, uh, a yellow card for his <laughs> troubles, uh, and Brentford coming away, uh, the the three uh, one winners in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, normally wouldn't talk too much about Brentford and Norwich, mm-hmm. but a nice little passage of play there. I tell you who is in some deep deep. Shite is Leeds United. I will bring up the EPL standings right now. They have lost five in a row uh, after famously coming back up last year after ooh, 20 years. Uh, well, we've been watching Newcastle all year. Yeah, well, New- Newcastle have, have turned a corner. They're mm-hmm. sitting 14th uh, with about uh, – we're pretty much two-thirds of the way through the year. Yep. Uh, they're six points clear of relegation. They're not out of it. Um, just yet, uh, they're five points behind Brighton, but they're definitely doing a lot better than they were earlier in the year. But Leeds uh, in some real strife there. 16th, 23 points, uh, only two points clear of Burnley. And another pretty big club that's in a lot of shite, Everton. Yeah, Could you yeah. imagine? Can you look up the last time that Everton... Were relegated. I th- this could be a hundred years of history if Everton were to miss out. They are currently in seventeenth. They are only one, one point. point clear of Burnley. Um, the next fixture is Tottenham. So you know, shout out to all my Tottenham fans. You know, could make an easy joke about it being you know an easy win. Yada yada yada. <laughs> uh, however, that's not really a uh, you know for you know uh, f- um, fortuitous. Is that the right word? Not really sure. Uh, match up for them. Uh, and then going forward, who does Everton have? You just chase up that. Watford, so, yeah, sh- should be okay there. West Ham, that's no easy uh, game. Manchester United, again, my Tottenham fans could say, oh, yeah, easy win there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so the next, like, month for Everton is, um, it's going to be pretty hard. That's, that's three of their next four games uh, against uh, pretty pretty handy teams. Well, yeah. 
Before we let's let's talk about the the five the top five or six let's because Th- that race for fourth yeah well I think yeah we talked about Liverpool have kind of worked their way into that conversation so it'll probably be a battle for them and City to finish it off which Tw- is good which twenty seven see twenty seven games played three, three points, points in it, it. Yeah. a month ago we we'll say saying City's got this wrapped up we've also spoken about as Man- as a Manchester United fan uh, who do you want to win more <laughs> out of these two if they could you know. Both a draw, yeah, it's right. yeah, yeah, and then being relegated. Yeah, I don't know. Right. To, yeah. to be honest, and uh, this goes against probably any kind of you know United tradition, but to be honest, also down under a little bit of a yeah. not bandwagoner. I've, I've, I have gone, you know, yeah. gone for him for a long time, uh, but definitely not in my top two or top three most supported teams. No. Um, I probably would prefer Liverpool. Yeah. I probably would prefer Liverpool. Uh, if I was going to back any of these clubs, it'd be Liverpool's. Um, one of the ones that have fold a little bit. So Look at the goal differences there for City and Liverpool, plus 51 for the Reds and plus 47 for the Sky Blues. Unreal scenes there. So you got Chelsea in third, kind of in no man's land. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Probably not. got it third sewn up. Yeah, you'd uh, think so. Uh, but too far away to challenge the other two. Uh, man, so fourth is, yeah, the, the competition for the last um, Champions League spot. Uh, United there in f- uh, fourth currently with, what, a game in hand and two points in front of Hammers. But then drop down to Arsenal. Uh, That's the big concern. I'd, if you're a Hammers fan, you're concerned about Arsenal having, what, four games in hand? Four games on... And, and equal points. Four games on West Ham and three games on Man U. So Gunners fans out there... After a really slow start. Yeah. So whether they'll go back into that form slump or they, they've, what, they've lost... Uh, their their last their three from their last four well, yeah, the so Gunners that's, that's not too bad so they don't draw many games there either three uh, three draws on the year uh, mm. what'd you find on Everton it would be a long long time since they have not been in the top flight of football yeah so they've been re- relegated twice the first time was back in nineteen twenty seven twenty eight yeah and the second I remember it well <laughs> yep <laughs> second time was nineteen fifty to fifty one okay so. If the, that does a little bit, yeah, a little bit still, of surprise there, still but still long, 70 years. Yeah. So all the Toffees fans out there will be praying <laughs> uh, and hoping that they uh, can stay out of that bottom three relegation zone. That's so it, yeah. let's just finish up on four, five, and six. Mm. What order do you think they're finishing? Well, you've got, to, you've got to give it to Arsenal having the upper hand at the moment with those three games in hand on United and four, uh, four, mm. four games on West Ham. That's my concern, I think. I could see it being Arsenal four, United five, and then ha- the Hammers missing out on, on everything. Yeah. Six. What about everyone that isn't a United or Arsenal Spurs fan just getting on the West Ham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the Hammers. They went so close last year. Yeah. Again, I think they finished yeah. fifth last year. Um, they, lo- they did lose overnight. Uh, to to Liverpool, um, yeah, I think a- anyone that that doesn't follow a big club uh, is probably rooting for West Ham, or everyone that does follow a big club that isn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're probably yeah, City, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea fans that are all probably yeah. rooting for uh, for West Ham yeah. uh, to get that fourth uh, spot there. Uh, but I tell you what, boys, it's still a third of the season left to go. We can get. Well, a, I think. Soccer. I think we're all probably guilty of it in trying in. We kind of make up our minds a little bit before the fat lady sings, mm. uh, the proverbial fat lady. Uh, she hasn't sung yet. She hasn't even started warming up. Uh, so we've got we've got some time left uh, there in the EPL. Yes, it is a two horse race uh, for for the league itself, um, but that that race for fourth is wide open. Yeah, big time. Mm. That's it for soccer. Mm-hmm. NFL, baby, let's go into one of the wildest combines. 
uh, that we've seen in quite some time. Mm. We'll start. We'll start mm. with the combine and then go to the XFL chat. Uh, we can just cover the XFL chat quickly because mm-hmm. um, the only interesting thing was uh, the partnership. So. What I thought was interesting, everyone kind of forgot about it, was uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson is the like major owner of the XFL mm. and, yep. of course, did the intro for the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, yep. And then a couple of days later, the announcement came out about this partnership um, with the NFL, XFL, um, essentially going to use the XFL as a testing ground. Okay. So, as in, uh, they have a lot of fringe NFL talent getting gets getting drafted to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, the any rule changes they want to try, any yeah. anything like that, mm-hmm. um, they've mm-hmm. now got a testing ground because they didn't have no NFL Europe and they haven't really got any other I areas. I like it. I like it. So they're going to use that to try out new things, new rule changes, um, at, see how it works. At Peter Valandis, if you want to do <laughs> rule changes, especially every fucking week, <laughs> yeah. maybe yep. do it in like a you know a, a maybe a in trial games or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that. You've got Queensland New South Wales Cup play. Exactly. Play, Maybe play do it there. Yeah. Not on Magic Round. I'm going <laughs> to Magic I'm going to Magic Round this year, boys. Punters Club. Nice. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um The Rock, hey? Does he is he the sole owner of the XFL? I'm not sure, sure, but he's major. Yeah, like he's no. a big part of it, and um, f- part of that, of course, is the, the the marketing and the media hype for it. So, mm, mm. Uh, suppose it meant to run between February and April, but I haven't seen anything in any of the games kicked off. I did see the draft for it happen in mid um, February, um, where they picked a whole bunch of guys and a lot of, like I said, fringe talent got picked mm. up. Um, like for me, uh, uh, Ballsby, uh, but yeah. Bullsby, is that how you say his name? Uh, corner for Denver. Uh, he played, for, you know, a couple of years for Denver. So he got picked up. Um, there's a few quarterbacks floating around. And the one I'm thinking of escapes me. Is that guy's name actual, actually Bullsby? Because <laughs> that's good <laughs> if it is. <laughs> I fucked it up. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Who's the, uh, who's the Dave Chappelle character? Uh, Big, Clayton Bigsby. 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 Clayton Bigsby. Yeah. Bigsby. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, interesting, yeah. interesting to see what they do with that yeah. and how that kind of league, um, which I think is meant to be kicking off, James, sure. if you can yeah. find out when games are actually getting played for the XFL. It'd be interesting be if soon. they use it like a uh, NBA D-League, you know, d- development, you know. It should be because they, they saw, was it XFL last year before it got um, canned because of COVID um, and uh, the, whatever the league was that they were running the year before that, that they had guys that played really well um, got picked up by clubs like the Panthers quarterback Walker, PJ. Walker. Oh yeah, PJ Walker. Yep. He played excellent in in that pregame, and then the Panthers were like, yeah, let's we'll give him a contract. So it's helping those guys mm. actually get game time where they can't coming after college and they can't get starts anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put good film film together, get some game time, and um, getting picked up elsewhere. See if, see if it happens. Is it has it kicked off the XFL? Still chasing it up. Still chasing it up. We'll run it into the start of the combine whilst you get on top of that. What's happened with this uh, player boycott? Yeah, so originally they were going to boycott the bubbles because the NFL wanted to do a bubble protocol. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. come in, you can't go out, you can't do anything, etc. Mm-hmm. Covid mm-hmm. rules and protocols. Players basically said, fuck that, we're not coming um, if that's the case. Um, so the NFL kind of backtracked on it. And then also during the week um, they reneged – well, not reneged. They've canned all Covid protocols for the NFL. So NFL's back uh, to normal for this season. Yeah, so, right. Um, Pandemic over, according to the NFL. Correct. Interesting. So I, sh- I, shan't see, I shan't comment. It should be interesting to see how that all plays out. But overall, um, on the combine, it's been pretty interesting with a bit, a lot of history being made. Mm. Um, 
O-line and um, RBs were last yesterday, so we must have defence kicking off today, probably with the big boys. Um, Didn't we have – there was 10 guys that run sub five for O-line? I yes. think I saw it, yeah. Yes, it's, what? it was 12. 12, 12, 12 yeah, wasn't there it? There's yeah. some times there. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, so fastest four, – 488 for Dare Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. 12 guys under uh, under five seconds there. That is unbelievable. Yeah, well, we had 14 we, wide receivers under 4-4. Four, four. No, it was eight, 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 eight there. Eight and there was, four, heap, four, there was and heaps under in around that 4-4 four, four mark as well. So we've had the fastest wide receiver um, group uh, – of all time, mm. fastest O line class of all time in history of the mm. combine, uh, and the, so O three was the last time. So oh, this is beating O three's class. That's so weird, isn't it? That it you got to go back yeah. nearly twenty years. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, sports science. Uh, mm. You know, tra- elite training programs. Yeah, you should kind of twenty see, years see a linear kind of progression, which is interesting because there's been a lot of changes. And I just finish up the RBs also continuing following suit. I think they had five run under four four as well <sighs> for one of the fastest RB classes. So, so fast for a running back. Yeah, they've and some big boys in there as well, like yeah, guys, yeah. you know, uh, two twenty six one etc. Um, what's interesting though was on the wide receivers, only two mm. ran under seven, sub seven second three cone. Uh, so the straight line speed is, is improving, is but the agility is a bit so, stagnant. So, for example, I think it was 2017, they had 23 run under sub seven. 2019, I think it was like 17. 2020 was like four. And mm. then we've got even less again. So, a big push to straight line speed. And yeah, exactly. Maybe the agility side of things lacking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's, it's very, because I think that's what they've, again, going back to your sports science. What are these guys all trained? What's the big thing they focus the on? 40. It's the forty. So then, and they can't leave in the the uh, three cone alone. It's, uh, it's interesting. Isn't three it? cone is big well, for the for it's, agility. It's more fun. Yes. It's more functional. Yes. To be honest, how many times in the NFL do you run forty yards without yeah. getting tackled? Maybe three or four times a game if you run a deep route. Yeah, deep yeah. deep route, or you break something and you're in the open field. Exactly. How many times yeah. do you have to be elusive and you know? Yeah, for a wide receiver every, running routes, every route, <laughs> yeah. every right. fucking route. So it is interesting, but it's it's mm. you know it's about the um, the marketing, the the sexy forty time. You know, oh he ran. Everyone four, loves four. the forty. You know, no one talks about. Oh yeah, man, his three cone was you know six six. Like it, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's the it's the benchmark. It's like yeah. bench press. Yeah. You know, forty yard, yeah, vertical. It's a a sexy drill, if you will. Exactly, and you know, it doesn't necessarily convert to being an excellent wide receiver. Jerry Rice, the the goat of wide receiver, four seven seven, one. We're we're talking about Anquan Bolden at the exact same time, like, Uh, and 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 going the other way. And again, not not to shit on guys, but you you look at your John Rosses or Tavon Austin or or guys like that 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 ran these really super quick 40s, it didn't really translate yeah. into the, the, success in the, the NFL. There's a difference yeah. between track track speed and football speed. Like, uh, the, and, and there's also, in my mind, what really is a, 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 a tenth of a second or two mm. tenths of a second, if you want to go from 4.2 to 4.4, four, four, mm. in all the other things that you have to do, you know, your size, your jump, your, ru- your route running, yeah. you know. Your, and the guy's running that. That could be top end speed as well, like acceleration, your aloofness. Um, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was really struggling with what word you yeah. Elusiveness. Elusiveness, yeah. yes, yeah. correct. Uh, is more important. <laughs> Separation, that's what you're yeah. trying to get in yeah. the wide receiver. So being yeah. fast and straight in line uh, maybe helps you as a deep threat, but outside of that, that's, that's one route. 
on the route tree. There's there's shitloads more mm. uh, on that tree to be able to to be a top tier wide receiver. You know what would be a little bit of interesting reading for us if we and it'd be too hard to do live if we go through you know our top twenty favorite wide receivers you know in terms of uh, what they've accomplished in the NFL and look at their 40 times I don't think you'll see a massive correlation uh, between their 40 times and their success mm-hmm. in the NFL I reckon there's you know rice no. being yeah. being the poster boy for a guy that wasn't super fast but there'll be a lot of guys well, that he, ran he, four fives and four he's a good comparison that I saw during the week um, Julio Jones famously killed combine mm-hmm. uh, and then you put his stats up against Antonio Browns mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was a think, six, sixth round pick. Yeah, sixth round pick. Uh, they have almost identical stats. I think Brown had more. No, Brown had like a thousand less receiving yards, but he had like forty more touchdowns than Julio, uh, and they had very similar receptions. Like it's. And if we want to go away from wide receivers, yeah. there's a guy called fucking Tom Brady who didn't do too good <laughs> at the draft either. So again, you God, know. there's heaps of guys in the hall like Terrell Davis, sure. six round pick as well. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's it's foolish to think that guys don't develop after the age of twenty or twenty one. Correct, which is yeah. a big good thing for the XFL. Going back to that, because mm. there are guys that yeah probably don't develop to their 26, 27, 28, mm. you know, which is uh, a bust by all accounts by that point if you if you haven't developed. But draft bust. Exactly, a draft bus by by that point. Um, but those guys that develop then, that's where the, it just clicks. Like it's sometimes you just put it all together, it clicks at that point, and that's how um, you know you do well. So the, the combine is really more of a confirmation process. You you know you've, you've seen this guy run fast on tape. You just want to confirm does he actually run fast? You know sometimes guys tweak a hammy or they don't eat well and they, or don't sleep well and then they. Um, that could cause cost them a tenth. The, like yep. it's it yeah. is, and it's just on the day. So you're just trying to confirm things of what you think, um, and then you know if a guy runs much quicker than you thought they'd run, you go back and look at the tape. Mm. Like that's that's yeah. the idea. It gives you a point in time. Man. You know what it is, man. It's HSC. It's a, it's a high school certificate. <laughs> they, they call them SATs in America for American listeners. Yeah. I yeah. think it's it's like you. Your year twelve, you know. Yeah, you passed. Yeah. You got yeah. it. All right, and now, then and then you look at that go and you go, it. yeah, a lot of guys that did really well go on to do really good things in life. Yeah, and then a lot of guys do really well and kind of fizzle <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah, myself probably being a good example. <laughs> I didn't even do really well. I, I would say, but uh, you know, it's 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 yes, there are all these markers. Yes, you can say. A, a good football player should be fast, should be strong, should be able to jump, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it, but it, it just, is yeah. that intangible that you no, just, exactly. that you just it, can't it helps. Like, you look at like a left tackle, you kind of want him to be 6'4". You look at his arm length, 34 inches is kind of the minimum you want. You'd like him to run under five seconds. If he doesn't, probably not a big thing, but you want to see him move well. But then the tape is what makes it all different. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. confirming markers are like, yeah, I've, I'm happy with all those things. Mm. Let's see what it does on tape. And when they start going, oh, this guy's arms are half an inch oh. shorter than what, so than what we want. We missed hand size. So yeah. the, the hand size shenanigans. Uh, so Pickett, who's potentially favoured to be the number one quarterback picked in this draft, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, had eight and a half inch hands. Yeah, uh, small. Which is small. Um, Trump hands. Uh, Joe Burrow has nine inch and... Um, but the interesting thing is there's no active QB with a hand size under nine inches. Uh, then there hasn't been one in the NFL in five years. Interesting. Do you uh, know how they measure that? Is that yeah, from pinky, pinky the thumb? Pinky the thumb. So, like, I don't have huge hands, but I've measured it. Mine are 9.25 <laughs> yeah. or 9.2. 
but I have good flexibility in my finger, so yeah. I can flatten them out. Yeah, we'll see. I can cheat, so I've got good flexibility. And, and how does that even work? Like, yeah. like it's flexibility. Mine is stiff as fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. stiff as fuck, but I can get mine almost flat. So I've got, I can so get my. That's hypermobility hypo- that's yeah. hypo- on that. Yeah, I, I can stretch it. So mm. I can but probably I get mine out to ten while I just dislocate my pinky. Can you go out there and dislocate your your, yeah. your fifth finger? So he might have. He just has tight webbing. Brian Fletcher looking finger. Add extra. Extra inch, you you said. Yeah, it's it's a, a concern. Again, it's a concern you'd have worried about. Again, you'd worried about what? I'd be going back to the tape. If the guy can throw the the college yeah. ball, and yes, there are differences between the college ball and going to the yeah. Wilson in the end. If, if, if I'm Buffalo and I'm, I play in the worst weather in, in football, I might be like, okay. yeah, maybe I'm not picking him. Um, but yeah, if I play in like I'm um, the Saints and I play in a, a dome, dome, yeah, yeah I was just like, well, it's it's less of an issue. I can't imagine Drew Brees had huge hands. No, oh, I think I think he surprisingly had. Bigger hands for his size, for his size. Okay. yeah. So, it's, and, and again, we, we we talk about games of inches, and yeah. the fact that your you know your career can can you know can be shat on yeah. for half half an inch on your hand size, unbelievable. Yeah. Who you got here for us, monks? Who's who's got the biggest fucking mitts in in NFL history? All right, so the largest hand measurement oh, in combine history is 11.75 inches DeForest by DeForest Buckner. Buckner. Oh, yeah, so def- not, not QB, defensive, sorry. Defen- yeah. yeah, defensive end. Can, um, we, can we get quarterbacks? Trevor Lawrence, 10-inch hands. 10-inch, yeah. Yep. Justin yeah. Herbert, 10 I inches. I think Allen's was up there as well. Same with Patty Mahomes. Like they had good sizes. Let's just go all over this. Yeah, go to, give us the top, top end. But again, like, you know, who else is on this list? Like Tim Tebow, Matt Leinart, Tyrod Taylor. Again, it's it's just a checkpoint. You just go, okay, all right. He's got small hands. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson for his height, that's unbelievable. The twentieth, twentieth yep. biggest ever. Yep. Ten point two five. Brett Favre. Well, it, yeah, that that kind of worked out. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it helps to grip the ball, but the, that's the point. If you got small EJ hands, Manuel, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Well, he, famously, Jordan Love, EJ Manuel, famously picked by Buffalo. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but if you got small Air, hand sizes, Air McNair. you go back to the tape and Mark you. Sanchez. You go back to the tape and you go, well, like how many fumbles does he have? What's his, does that ball look loose at all when he's there? Sanchez had the most famous of fumbles. Yeah, <laughs> the button. Exactly. The butt fumble. But it, you, hand size doesn't also um, relate to grip strength. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, it's, it's, you can test that as a it's different an, measure. It's an so. interesting measure, but I'd be looking at the tape more so. Yeah. Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Fitzmagic. Cody Kessler. Dak, that makes that, sense. That, yeah. And the biggest hands ever for a quarterback, Jim Druckenmiller. Uh, played a little bit with the 49ers. 49ers, yep. Not a household name right there. Big old hands. Yeah, 11 inches, eh? Um, <laughs> hand size, hand size. Get your head in. Well, let's, let's finish on the, the final uh, bigness. Uh, from the NFL Combine. Good uh, word. If you want to click on that link there for uh, um, for the uh, offensive tackle. Uh, how do you say his last name? Pepe? Uh, I'll have a crack. Uh, Daniel Falele. Yes. Aussie. Oh, there you go, Pepe. So biggest NFL uh, player at the Combine. Six That's foot eight, 384. Yeah. Also would be the heaviest player in the NFL um, currently. I think that he might... They might get him to drop a little bit at 384. Yeah. That is huge. He's an Australian native, so that's how I put him out. The big boy Sam, is, an, yeah, Sam on, is uh, an Australian. Did he play at Wisconsin, this fella? Uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. So close. Close. So close. close. 
But it's, it's interesting on that he said he was 426 pounds. 426, <laughs> man. That but is, but that for his measurables, like for, for an offensive tackle, he's got everything. He's probably, like you said, on the heavy side. Um, but he, again, if he carries it well, maybe it's not an issue. You want to know what 426 pounds is in, is in real measurement? Uh, 180 something. 189 kilos. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> This is a big, big man. Yeah, he's he's also, so kind of following in the steps of Jordan Mylata, Um, You know, did he play rugby growing up? Have you got this? Got it there? Yeah, basketball and rugby as a youth, uh, and played. Oh no, he was a member of the coaching staff. That's interesting. No, at, ha- um, at, at Hawaii. Uh, no, a member of the coaching staff. Um, discovered uh, him. Scouted him. Scouted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hawaii does come out here a fair bit yeah, um, yeah. to do yep. to scouting. The, the flight's yep. a little bit shorter, I guess. Yep. So, um, so yep. how did that work? So he got scouted by Hawaii, but Minnesota ended up picking him up. Did he? So he went through the IMG Academy, mm-hmm. um, which I think a lot of is something that a lot of international kids yep. go through. Definitely. Um, I think both Jordan and uh, Valentine went through uh, that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Valentine Holmes and Jordan Mylata for those playing at home. Um, he was selected uh, in the 2018 Under Armour All-America game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's rated four-star prospect off the back of that. And yeah, I guess Look at those offers, but Chose yeah. Minnesota over Bama, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Michigan. So it was pretty highly sought after. I wonder what, the, what the thinking was there. Guaranteed start, I'd say, at Minnesota. Uh-huh. The others yeah, might have definitely. been like, hey, we love your size and yeah, when, when, we, we can teach you and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah. Yeah. Where he's just like, well, I can actually get play, you know, my entire college career as a starter. So. Great point. Yeah. Is he highly touted to go early for a uh, lineman? I haven't who, looked into the rankings quite yet. And uh, we, I mean, well, we're I still, haven't started we're that still, process yet. We're, yeah, we're still, what, <laughs> six weeks away from draft day? No, even even longer. I think it's because draft's the Normally. 26th or 27th, 28th. Eight, let's, so call it, let's call I'm it eight, eight weeks. Eight weeks, yeah. We're yeah. almost two months away, so. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah. Interesting. More Aussies doing things in the NFL. We love to see it, obviously. Big time. As big fans time. of the NFL, down under. Mm. Um, so, is that enough for Combine? Or what have you got for us? Yeah, else? so Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. Guru has drafted him at 49. Second round. Overall. Second round. Yeah. yeah. Top yeah. top 50s. And yeah, bloody earth. Is good. That's, That's excellent. It. Yeah. That would be the highest Australian. No. Well, he might he might just beat out Gotsis, who went yeah, second round. Can you look at Adam Gotsis when he went? Yeah, he was. He was, he, sec- he, he was second round. He was, sec- he yeah, was the sure. last highest. I think he was the highest for an Australian. I can't think of anyone else. Nah, none come to mind. Uh my ladder was seventh, seventh round, yeah. uh, and then a lot of the pun- punters. A lot of the punters. Well, uh, I think uh, our highest punter was like a fifth rounder. Yeah, uh, uh, was that Mitchell? A lot. Well, a lot of them are undrafted, and then yeah, a lot of them go kind of fifth, sixth round. Adam Gotsis, second round, sixty-three. Sixty-three. Yeah, sixty-three. Yeah, if he goes in the top fifty, he'd be the highest for an Australian. So sixty-three is right on that back end of the second round. Mm, that's it. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on Daniel Farlele and maybe try to get pronunciation down as well i imagine that's it <laughs> yeah I imagine that's close. close um happy with combine yeah yep yeah i was gonna go quickly go back to the xfl yeah, yeah. what do you got yep. oh, did you get um, us an answer? yeah so season is anticipated to start in april 2022 all right so um, we'll push it back so yeah. yeah that's that's all right yeah yeah how many and teams are in there 10 uh 10 yeah i think it was 10 teams yeah. it's a 10 game season 
Still good. That's it's five hundred players that can Sorry, get eight game teams. Time. Eight teams. Eight teams. Eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah. Interesting how they four hundred. How they work that out then? Uh, eight teams, ten game season. So you play everyone seven times, and then you play three teams three times. Maybe there's some kind of division. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They to, love it. To, to be honest, a division over there. not not uh, <laughs> a big interest of mine following the XFL. No, no uh, we just we just wait for the highlight videos of defenders getting to kill players again. <laughs> getting yeah, yeah, the, rule, the rules are a little bit relaxed. Are, yeah, uh, from, from the high shots. So. Um, and then The Rock owns it in part with his ex partner Danny Garcia and a consortium, consortium of investors as well. Yeah. Ex business partner, no, ex relationship partner. That would be yeah. awkward. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're pretty close. I think, I think yeah, they kind of don't have to be if they're running a business together. <laughs> I think they kind of were like rocks flying around all over the place doing moves and shit like that. It's, mm. just, yeah. like, it's just hard, and they're like, yeah, it's not working out. But let's you know, amicable be friends. Amicable, yeah, yeah. Nice English there from you. Yeah, I finally said a word right. So <laughs> <laughs> bound to That's get good. one in somewhere. Yeah. Can you smell yeah. what the rock is cooking? Uh, playing a footy team in two weeks' time uh, out of the Wagga Wagga sort of Riverina area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Australian. Interested yeah. to see where this goes, yes. Called The Rock. <laughs> oh, okay. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock You're Wrong, I think, is yeah. what they called. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Means a lot, I'm sure, to maybe the one or two American listeners that we have <laughs> uh, uh, at the moment. Let's finish up on NFL news. So reports coming out of the Combine was the commando – Commanders. Is that okay? I was going to say commandos, but the commandos. The commanders. commanders. No cuffs. Kick him in the dick. (laughs) The commanders, uh, which is Washington. Uh, um, They tried to trade for Russ uh, during the week. Yeah. Offer. Seahawks shut it down. Rejected it. Uh Um, They tried to offer a lot of first round picks by all the counts. Imagine that. Danger Russ. I I think, uh, because Russ, I think, has it in his favour, may have annexed that. He's not as... Yeah, this is good. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. (laughs) Relevant in the current frame world. Uh, So, yeah, I think he potentially could have killed it. Washington think they may be a quarterback away with the defense and some of the offensive talent they've Mm -hmm. got. Mm -hmm. Um, But potentially Washington's not a market that uh, Russell wants to go to. Speaking of, where do you see Russell Wilson going? Uh, Again, hard to say. Greenback? Oh, could be in Aaron Rodgers' place. Reports on Aaron Rodgers coming out, I think, last night was he's torn, as in does he stay in Green Bay or go Nothing's to Denver? Right, I'm torn. They're his <laughs> options. So he Because Denver's got a lot of the Green Bay staff over there now, so mm. it's like do I stay in Green Bay or do I change it up and go to Denver? And um, whether with everything that happened in his personal life in the last couple of weeks, does he want to change the stuff? So it's... It, it's at the moment mm. it's either he stays or he goes to Denver. I don't think there's any other options I'm, currently. For I'm him. crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my toes. I'm I'm crossing my pubes. I hope, <laughs> I hope that. Uh, so to go back to your, your that he stays. Yeah, your Russ comparison, like Denver. I think so in that conversation. Denver's sure, yeah. they're, they're keen on quarterbacks. Denver, Denver. They're, they're talking to everyone. So you think as a Denver Broncos fan, it's likely that either Rogers or Wilson plays for them this year? Yeah, or maybe we'll go back to the Watsons. He's Watson still floating around. Mm-hmm. They're the three. If they miss out on those, I think they may. Uh, skip on quarterbacks in this draft. Maybe uh, Willis, who's uh, kind of firming as potentially uh, skipping over Pickett. As, uh, with Pickett. As, as the f- first thing, picking him nine is probably a good spot yeah. for him. Not a quarterback-heavy 
Class. Which is the thing. So yeah. whether you you get rid of Teddy and r- roll another year with lo- uh, with um, Locke and see if he's the guy, mm-hmm. can actually do what you need, uh, and then go into next year's draft with potentially more um, you know, talent available in that one. So that's mm-hmm. the chat there. Amari uh, Cooper is going to be moved. So they're either going to trade him or cut him. Uh, they don't have Confirm. cap confirmed. They don't have cap. You cap. can't cut him. Surely someone someone will pick up Amari Cooper. He's Got a big contract, of course, big dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. They can't pay him, of course, because they've paid a certain running back big money as well. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've well, got too also, much in the offense. Very, very interesting conversation we had about this time last year regarding Amari Cooper. And again, I don't like a shit on professional athletes that much. However, I was quite adamant that he was not a top 10 yeah, wide receiver in the NFL. Fallen out of that. Given well, given this season, it's probably not a top thirty. And, the, and they've got they've got CD Lamb there now on CD's peanuts not, on yeah, a rookie contract. Yes, yeah, so. CD's W R one. They need to Dallas. put the money elsewhere. We saw Cedric Wilson come along as well this yeah. year. Uh, Dalton Schultz, no one thought they still got Gallup there, don't they? Yeah, Michael Gallup spent a lot of the year injured, injured but they've still dead. He was a first rounder, wasn't he? Or early uh, second? Maybe second, maybe yeah, second. Early second. Yeah, Amari, so Amari Cooper on the move. Have you heard any likely? Uh, no, nothing likely, because uh, uh, I think the big problem is his contracts. I think if if they cut him, they save about sixteen mil from uh, memory, yep. with about four yep. dead. Um, so they, that's the thing. If you pick him up as a trade partner, you, you're paying him twenty mil. It's like, and you don't really want to be paying twenty mil for a wide receiver unless you've got the room and potentially you've. Could be winning. You know, you're yeah. going to be playing playoffs. Like, sure, you, you don't want to be. Uh, like the Jags to trade for him and like oh actually that's probably maybe not get Trevor Lawrence another weapon but the same thing is you know or do we really want to pay 20 mil to a wide receiver when we're not when really we, there yeah, we yet just cut him yeah so the business the business of football yeah so bad for him uh, bad for Jimmy G as well he's having shoulder surgery mm. and probably going to be out for 16 weeks should be right for from the surgery from surgery yes, so, so, so a couple of weeks right. ago so, yeah so, so for the season a bit of the camp. yeah he should be right for the start of the season but it's whether that hinders yeah, his that. trade value or not and whether uh, the yeah. 49ers want to keep him around yeah, or sure. do you know what shoulder surgery he's having uh, I'd be very interested Monks might be able Monks to find that bring that one up yeah so whether they turn to Trey Lance or not is the question he should still have trade value because if I said to you uh, who's the quarterback with the most rings in the NFL currently most rings yes. in the NFL currently I imagine it's Jimmy G as a backup at the Correct. He's, Patriots. He's only, a, that's a caveat right he's there. A, he's that's the a only, huge asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one with two. So If you'd asked me outside of this conversation, I would have had no idea. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Rogers, Russell, et cetera, all, all one. one yeah. Patty won. They've all got one. So Jimmy G's the only one ahead. Uh, but, of course, like you said, get picking them up with Patriots. Also, if you'd ask me who's the best-looking Italian quarterback in the NFL right now, I'd probably say Jimmy G. G, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, did you get an answer there on the soldiers? As an Italian-Australian, you've got to get around a guy with, you know, two Ps and two Ls in his surname. Yeah. One L, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they generally don't go too deep in the medical kind of stuff. Hey, no. it's his throwing shoulder, a minor surgery, according to your boy, John Lynch. Yeah, is it, is uh, this, it's on his throwing shoulder, yes? It throwing is throwing shoulder. So it's probably in there to clean up his rotator cuff is what I would say. Um, probably in there just to make sure it's all strengthened and all good to go for uh, this coming season. Possibly. Could be fucking 
10 other things. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going in there for a full re- reconstruction. And no, I wouldn't say that, but it could be labour repair. Yeah. It could be AC. It could be... Uh, exactly. And they're in there probably just um, just making sure it's all nice and tidy. Yeah. Interesting how you never get medical kind of info. That's why I, I did shout mm. a beer uh, in, during the NFL season. Stefania Bell, mm-hmm. physiotherapist at EA. Well, she is an analyst now, yep. but uh, yep. she, she uh, was a physical therapist coming up and gives really nice insight into the actual injuries and surgeries and uh from a bit of a more medical perspective if that is your your lingo yep mm, that's so it that probably oh well, yeah and i was just gonna say in terms of his contract so if he stays as a cap his cap hit is 20 set call it 27 million oh for um, jimmy yeah for jimmy he's 27 million his dead cap is 1.4 mil well it's uh probably a bit less than i think aaron rogers asking uh for upwards of 50 so anywhere between 40 and 50 mil for Aaron Rodgers. Which, hey. Well, Paddy Mah- Sal- Mahomes gets it, doesn't he? So yeah, salary cap's that's going pro- up. That's probably his uh, thinking there. He's won back-to-back MVPs. Did he back-to-back? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. yeah, he's just like, I have, am the most valuable quarterback on on the market. So, so you got to pay me. <laughs> anyway. Um, UFC? Happy? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I Final was going to say something in the NFL, but it doesn't matter. Ooh. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, because we're two hours in and we've got our, NF- our NRL, NRL preview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so USC 272, as we alluded to earlier in the show, is underway. The main card is about to kick yeah, about off. 30 minutes away. Yes. Probably one more fight to go on the undercard. Um, um, I haven't really been paying too much attention to anything f- stand out from the prelims there. No, um, nothing I could really noticed. Um, good crowd, though. Yeah, uh, Vegas. So, oh, Aussie. Yeah, Jamie Malaki about yes. to fight. Let's yeah, go. That's there interesting. We go. Uh, this is a really good card, by the way. Um, just to cover off some quick stories. So, Bobby Green, after he's back up, he did lose um, to Islam, got uh, toweled up. Can I try sooner? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think Markachev. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. try Markachev. Uh, who I think they're going to try and rebook him for because uh, I think. Uh, RDA on this card mm. um, wanted him to come and fight him at a catchweight at the 165. Rafael uh, Dos Anjos, that is. Yes, because uh, he lost his opponent um, for this this card, uh, but then he, he backed out of that. So I think they're going back to the to the the um, Daris fight for him. Um, can we can we break down a little bit of this fight last week? Bobby Green, two weeks mm-hmm. in between fights. February 12th, mm-hmm. uh, he beat Nazrat Hagar. Hag Parast, yep. and then two weeks later loses to Islam Makachev. Unbelievable from Bobby Green. We spoke about how how quick he was at UFC mm. two seven one. His boxing is elite. Uh, did you see the highlights from this? What yep. did you think? It was a first round finish from Islam. Uh, Islam gonna Islam. Let's put it that way. He, he he took him down, beat him up, job done. Wrestled wrestled the fuck out of him. Yeah, he's he, twenty three MMA fights twenty two and one. Uh, sh- what he's won losses. I'm assuming it's ages ago. Yeah, it was in 2015. Adriano Martins. So yeah, it beat Dan Hooker. Um, you know, a, a big uh, kill list there. Markachev is his. Is he one to watch out for uh, in in the division moving oh, forward? Big time, big time. He's on the rise. Um, he is. Thir- he's 30 the, out of Dagestan. Uh, so probably still plenty, have plenty another time. good five years uh, in him. Mm. Easy. Um, Cain Velasquez, what happened here in jail? Uh, yeah. yeah, so crazy story. This is a crazy, crazy story. Um, so 
My understanding is uh, I f- first got reported that Kane tried to kill the dude. Essentially, he tried to shoot a guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, Kane, what are you doing? And then, yeah. then reports came out the dude that he was trying to kill um, had only just been released from prison um, and uh, is potentially a, a well, child sex offender for um, a, a young uh, female within Kane's care. So I don't think uh, it's Kane's It's personal. Kids, it's real. But it's, he's, you know, of mm-hmm. course, Mexican, got a big family. Um, yeah. Whether it's like a niece or cousin uh, mm-hmm. within him, so my understanding is Kane employed the dude's mother, mm-hmm. um, and then so of course I must have been the dude you know, you know hanged out with his mother and mm-hmm. potentially uh, you know offended up to a hundred times Jesus uh, with this uh, with the, the the relation to Kane. So mm-hmm. Kane's taken into his own hands and mm. essentially I think went on like an eleven kilometer car chase, rammed his mm. truck into the other dude's truck, mm-hmm. um, let off some rounds. So th- this dude, uh, the dude's mother and some other dude were in the car. Mm. Uh, the other dude, unfortunately, so, was the one that copped the bullets. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, so so it was, there was collateral. It was yeah. this this guy's stepfather. Didn't, didn't kill him, but it injured him. Got mm. Ah, stepfather again. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, he wasn't. He got hit, but yeah, like you said, he didn't kill him. Mm. Um, yeah. But so yes. the chat all week's been, you know, if you're in that situation, and if you've got the capability, you're probably doing the same thing. Yeah, like you, I've got got a uh, Joe Rogan uh, weighing in on it, mm. um, saying that he'd, he'd wish he'd done it with his hands, you know, cause yeah. with with the yeah. gun, you get the collateral. It's, uh, same thing, like Kane with his hands, you you put him work. <laughs> but I think he, he, I think he wanted to end the dude. Yeah, this is a wild story out of a out of a man that just a few years ago was um, you know at at the the pinnacle. So there's a lot of support. Yeah, of course. Of course, like he's taking the law into his own hands, which 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 of course we don't. um, You can't really condone, but the other guys don't promote. But yeah, again, as well, the other dude is scum. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, we don't want to weigh in too much on vigilante. Um, you know, so he's, he's getting a lot of support from the other UFC guys. Yeah, a lot of people putting in donations geez. for his legal fees mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, kind of, you know, it's uh, what, what direction they go. Like yeah. the, the chat about like for for those moments, he was temporarily insane. Like he's just gone, mm. you know, insane with rage of mm. trying to, mm. um, you know, get justice essentially. Yeah. Um, for for a very close family member. So Tough. crazy story. Yeah. Like Have you got anything wild. else there that you? you um, so yeah, uh, Valeska's is up, um, face 20, 20 years, 20 years, um, attempted murder, so. on, uh, across 10 different charges. So, uh, if I read out the charges, they've got one being attempted murder, another shooting at a co- occupied motor vehicle yeah. or aircraft. Heaps of weapons. Or aircraft, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the law. So yeah, that's uh, heaps, uh, heaps of weapon <laughs> charges and things like that. That's it's an old GTA weapons. one, isn't it? <laughs> shooting at the helicopter. <laughs> Exactly. Um, there's three counts of assault with a firearm, so I'm yeah. assuming that's yeah. because there were three people in the vehicle. Yeah. Three counts of assault with deadly weapon, mm-hmm. willfully discharging a firearm from a vehicle and carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony. Mm. Um, in terms of the collateral damage, do we know how that person is going? Um, that they're okay? They it wasn't life-threatening. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. So um, thinking of them, obviously, because um, yeah, don't, don't condone taking the law into your own hands, but yeah. also... Can see what Kane was. Yeah, going exactly. What, what the processes were in in his brain at that time. Yeah, America's a crazy place. Fucking it is. But uh, but I don't think I think he's got to do jail time. Like, well, they can't you, set the precedent yeah, where yeah, he, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you'll have 
you know, more mm. people trying to take things in their hand. But Anyways. of course, don't contain that. That other dude won't last very long, I'd say. No. Um, and as well, we like to talk about sport. Uh, we do uh, occasionally brush on a little <laughs> bit of politics and law and things that we yeah. are less qualified to talk about <laughs> than the unqualified uh, yarn that we spin about sport. Major sports stars do like to play up. So Yeah, but again... Horrible situation for yeah. everyone involved. So, mm. finish up on the news before we cover the the, the pay per view. Uh, the more talk about Francis trying to fight Fury. Um, that's this getting happen. It's getting closer yeah. and closer yeah, to happening. Fine on that. Dana, of course, doesn't want it to happen. He thinks no, Francis is going to get killed. Um, but then Usman came out this week and said, "Yeah, I want Canelo." So now these are two <laughs> these are two different kettles of fish. I I, I think. Um, of course, Tyson Fury, love him, the Gypsy King, yeah. uh, the baddest man on the planet at present. He, you look at how big Francis is. Tyson is still five inches taller and is a professional boxer. Yes. Although, I, I kind still, of, it's, it's still technically the same weight division. So. I kind of have more faith in Francis than if Usman was to fight Canelo. Thoughts? I think Usman would be much bigger than Canelo. I think it would be okay. the different. They'd have to Catch work out. Well, what, they'd be the same weight, but I think size wise, Usman is still going to be bigger than Canelo. But again, Canelo is the best boxer in the world, so he's going to kill him. Like, it's, <laughs> there's no yeah. doubt in that. No, is this uh, or is this going to be the world that we live in uh, post Mayweather McGregor, where these guys they go through the UFC, they clean out divisions. Well, you, you ban the, the YouTube boxes as well, like the whole the whole and, lot. Like, and they say, I uh, look. I love the UFC. Thanks, Dana, for, for giving me the opportunity. But you're paying me fuck all. You, you're paying me fuck all. And you can't blame them for going, get to, paid, yeah. going to go get that purse. Yeah. The, you know. and, and as well, nothing's expected of them either. So if they do go and get fucking touched lose, up and, and it's done in one round, you're kind of like, oh, well. Yeah, but, that's what we expected. But, kind of like in, in but the, I made 10 mil in the process. <laughs> well, in the Conor Mayweather fight, you know, where you're like, hmm, obviously Mayweather wins, wins that fight. But you're kind of like, damn, Connor, like that was yeah. that was a good showing. Like yeah, you made ten rounds. Like, yeah, it's like, not too bad. Yeah, well done. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he worked during the end, but yeah, he got there. But yeah, but hey, Connor made you know hundred million off that fight, wasn't yeah, it? More. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially yeah. hundred million after all the pay per view pay per view buys. So like, yeah, like that's more than he would have earned in his entire UFC career up to that point. Easy. <laughs> Easy and the re- and the and the rest, rest. and yeah, the rest. So, so there's, yeah, so there's two things I th- I think that need to come out of this. One. Can't blame these guys. For well, they've, they've both also solidified themselves as the best in the division. Clearly, in their mul- miles ahead. Multiple title defences. So, so it's time they're like, let's How cash many Usman, in. Usman has th- four title defences? Uh, two against Kobe, one against Masvidal, one against Burns. Four? At least. Yeah, maybe there's and another Nagano one. And Nagano has two. Yes. Has two. So, yeah, nothing really to prove there, I don't think. Um, the other thing that comes out of this is... The UFC needs to pay their athletes more. Plain and simple. Yep. Plain and simple. Dana, I'm sure you're listening. Pay <laughs> yeah. him. Pay him. You want to keep him in your sport. Yeah. And we've spoken about it before on the ESCI in terms of a percentage as to what the organisation makes yeah. as a profit and what the athlete's cut is out of it. It does really, really poorly, even against leagues like the NFL and, and oh, big, big money. Um, yeah. The, the comparison's always going to be boxing. Um so the UFC does better for the lower tier guys. So like the pay is so the spectrum is more squished. So your lower tier guys get more. Whereas in boxing, it's, it's all top it's end. all top end. All Everyone top else end. makes nothing. Yep. So it's yep. yeah, you really got to get to the top end. Got to be a champion to make big dollars. Having said that, 
bottom end guys in the UFC, I'm pretty sure it's isn't it ten for showing up and ten for winning. Yeah, thousand uh, American dollars. That's what, and they get a bit more from with the, the, the short short sponsors. Um, yep. It depends Which on where you like. If you're on a pay per view card, like sometimes it could be like fifty. Um, so yeah, twenty five okay. should twenty five the win. Yeah, or around that fifty k. But yeah, it's Spe- speaking to two fellow kind of you know couch enthusiasts and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know run of the mill kind of dudes, would you go fight someone you know potentially end up with brain damage for well, thirty grand? I saw I saw saw this meme come out yesterday that said. Uh, it was a picture of Aaron Donald, who is absolutely jacked. Is like, would you take 10 mil mm. a year uh, as long as Aaron Donald just in that year gets to come along and punch you as hard as he can at one point? I'd go, fuck yes. 10 mil, yeah, <laughs> yes. 10 mil. Punch 10 me in the mil, face yeah. as much as you want. 10 mil, but 10 mil and 30 grand, it, we're talking about two yeah, different things exactly. here. Exactly. I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm a little bit, you know, anti-top end and a bit more about, you know, the, the bottom end and yeah. – about the fighter, I think they need to pay these guys a little bit more. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah. you also have to think like that ten grand, or even if it gets up to fifty grand, that goes straight back into their fight camp. Like they spend at so least much, yeah. that yeah. much. Well, in their most fight of the guys alone. are reliant on the fight bonuses, as in getting like a fight night, etc., mm-hmm. just so they can pay their camp. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, so it's a long way to the top. It's, yeah, it's not you're not necessarily thinking about. What, how much it costs for them to get to that point as well. Yeah. Um, as well. So. You, you always hear the stories of guys that, you know, they were sleeping on their coaches' couches, essentially, yeah. Just, yeah. just to make – because the coach believes in them and is like, I think you're talented. Uh, you got no money, of course. So just come and live with me and we'll see what we make do. So, um, yeah, it's it's always a big challenge. So, Anyways, anyway. I'm sure we're not the first people to uh, reiterate the point in the world that uh, the, these – these fighters need to earn more, especially at the bottom end. So I think uh, UFC is probably the biggest sport in America that isn't unionised. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so the big four are all unionised. I imagine the MLS has a union. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say they're all unionised. And UFC, of course, isn't. It's all contractor-based. There you go. Anyway. Uh, UFC 272. Yeah, 272. Let's talk about this card. Jamie Malarkey. He's, he's got a little bit touched up here in the first round. He hopefully. did give a nice takedown at the end there, so we'll... See, See this, this is a bit back and forward. They're just swinging, so it's been not too bad. This is a good card, though. So I guess we start with the top. With start at the top. The yep. former trade mm-hmm. partners with um, Kobe Covington taking on George Masvidal. Uh, do you think I like this? Yeah. Do you think there's legitimate hate between these two guys? We saw in, yeah. the, in the in the Colby Usman kind of stuff. In the lead up, you know, Colby's going to Colby. He does the... He's got his character. He's got his character, WWE-S, the MAGA hats and the whatnot <laughs> and the shitting on Kamara yeah. Usman. And Colby's then, always going to do then, that. But then we saw at the end of that five-round fight him, you know, embrace Usman no, yeah. and the cat and the, the mic picking it up as oh, Malaki yeah, gets finished. Yeah. That's a shame for Aussie fight fans. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, moving forwards... Um, yeah, we saw we saw Colby embrace Usman and and the mic picking it up. It's all for show. It's all for show. There was yeah. genuine genuine respect between Everyone, Col- Colby it, and Usman. If you, I guess, if you're not a casual, everyone knows by now that Colby. It's a character. It's a character. It's cl- it's essentially clickbait. So you get views. They get sure. people to tune in. My but, my question is for you. Some nice right hands here to finish, Jamie Morlucky. Oh, poor fella. Um, is there legitimate? Like 
personal shit between these two former training partners. Maybe not from Kobe's angle, but I think Masvidal doesn't like. Yeah, him. I, I think maybe hates him. Mm. I agree. I'll buy into that. Yeah, I, th- I think it might become the hate might come from more from the Masvidal camp, but I, th- I think that's fair. And I'd, I'm really interested to see what this kind of fight goes for. Um, I'd prefer Masvidal to win. I'd, uh, I'd back I'm Masvidal. I'm the to same. Win. Yeah, I'm the same. But Kobe's an interesting dude. Like he w- wasn't bad in that five no. rounds against Usman. Like an Usman de- definitely in both fights. Like he is both fights. Was, I think Usman de- uh, deserved the win, mm. but Colby pushed him. For, pushed him, yeah, and and there's no doubt that he is the second best fighter in the middleweight division. Yeah, at the moment. He's got great great cardio, great stand up. No one really wants to take him down because he's got a good wrestling background. I think these two will just stand and bang, and then uh, it'll be whoever can weather the storm and. You know, Masvidal, of course, coming off the massive knockout by Usman, whether that plays into the factor or not. But maybe Masvidal's power too much for Colby. But we said that about you say that about anyone that comes yeah. across mm-hmm. Masvidal. So uh, just I think it'll be a good. I think it'll be a war, and then see how far it gets. So rooting for Masvidal, but head says Covington. Is that uh, the thoughts? I think it'll be very very close, but I'll I'll just I'll lean towards Masvidal. But That's and then also biased heart wise to Masvidal. Yeah, I agree. I probably prefer uh, Masvidal to get the win. Uh, but Colby, I, I think from what we've seen in those showings against Usman, is favourite and should be favourite. Um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, run us through that. I'll, I'll take. Yeah. Up. I'll get those odds. All right. Yeah. Oh, is it is it George or is it so Jorge? Because they say I'm pretty sure they <laughs> they say George. It depends probably what state you're in. So well, well, you, sure, well, no. If, if you're, you're in Mi- Miami, it's probably Jorge. <laughs> no, well, it probably depends on what they prefer. Yeah, true. Possibly. Um, I don't know. Trusty Reddit seems yeah. to be um, leaning more towards Jorge. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel Helawani yeah, has yeah. pronounced it Jorge. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably leaning a little bit more to that. And um, and sort of Spanish Latin tradition would yeah. suggest Jorge. It's, yeah, his heritage. But I have heard the commentators, but and that say George. Mm. So maybe there's a pref- you know a preference. Maybe. Anyways, not sure. Uh, you got, you got, you got, yeah, a dollar yeah. twenty five. Colby Covington, three dollars eighty five. Jorge Masvidal slash George. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rank outsider really, considering what we've seen Masvidal be able to do. Yeah. You reckon he runs out with a flying knee like Ben Askren? Or well, that, that, that's what's been in the chat and the, in the um, press conferences and the face-off and stuff like that. He's like picking the knee up, giving a little tap, just saying it's coming. <laughs> that's fucking scary, isn't it? To, yeah, to think it that you can stand and bang and, you know, be an elite athlete and someone can run and do that to you in, yeah. what, five seconds? I think he's kind of smart enough, though. He, he won't shoot. The, nah, you know, the, that yeah. is, as long as you don't shoot and put your head yeah. low enough, yeah. you should be okay. I think Ben Askren did walk into that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Nice um, to see Rogan back commentating. Yes, Absolutely. first time back in yeah. for new new commentator cl- um, group because it's Rogan, Bisman and Anik. And I don't think oh. Rogan and um, Bisman had done a pay-per-view together. Together, there you go. The Mark or Best Bang. Bit of accents. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Rafael uh, Dos uh, and Renato Moicano. Yeah, so RDA gets a replacement. I don't I don't know who his original book fires. Uh, first time back for RDA in a long time. This is a return fight for him. I think he's favourite, um, but he gets a young fella uh, for, for this one on short notice. So Brazilian, I'd imagine. Oh, 278. <laughs> uh, yeah, from that name, uh, Brazilian. Do we know mm. much about him? Uh, I have seen a couple of his fights. Um, he's he's an up and comer. Like he's he's been at what was it? 
when I say up and coming, he's been around for a while. He's he, won he's a 30, couple. They're of, thirty-two. Yeah, he's yeah. won a couple of see. Probably a big step up for him rankings-wise um, to try and take on someone like RDA. RDA is a big name. Sixteen, four, and one. Oh, he fought fucking a few weeks ago as well. Who's that fella that um, got Alexander Hernandez in that rear naked choke? You know uh, that, that kept. Kept yep. trying for the takedown, yep. didn't get it in the first round, got it in the second round, and then mm. uh, fought as Brazilians do and, and got his back. So, again, another fight on short notice. Yep. Uh, interesting there. Uh, RDA, um, yeah, a long, uh, it's been a long time, I'll tell you. It has been last fight, November 14, 2020. So, we're looking at mm, 16 months there. RDA comes in as favourite, $1.53. Renato Moicano, $2.46. Long layoff, a lot of rust coming out against a young, younger guy that's, yeah, yeah. you know, only fought a couple of weeks ago. So, be interesting to see. RDA, 37. So, we say younger. Yeah, he's, he's, a, lot, yeah, he's a lot younger um, than, than RDA, but definitely a legend. Two Brazilians going at it. That'll be interesting. I imagine uh, the grappling and the jiu-jitsu in this fight will be uh, of an elite standard. Standard. If it goes to that, it might be a non-factor. Could be. Could be. Edson Barbosa, Bryce Mitchell. Yes, the Barbosa with the leg kicks, uh, been around for a hot minute, whereas Mitchell's definitely up, an up-and-comer. Up yeah, yeah. I think, a, I think that's definitely he's fair a, there. Yeah, he, by, by all counts, is looking... Excellent. So I wouldn't fuck, say fuck nasty is what they call him. <laughs> 20, 27 years of age, uh, out of Arkansas. So he won Ultimate Fighter uh, did he? Yeah. last year. So okay. um, 14 and 0, mixed mm-hmm. martial mm-hmm. arts record. No big, no real big names on there. And also uh, hasn't fought uh, since late 2020. Uh, so maybe a bit of ring rust there. Yeah, so I like Mitchell. Uh, Bebo, um, Edson's a known commodity at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, still word of that division, but the favorite. I like I like Mitchell in an upset. Yeah, well, it's not an upset. No, oh, he's the favorite. Yeah, yeah, the favorite yeah. might su- might surprise you. He so, looks really good. So, so Bryce Mitchell, fourteen and zero, has never lost uh, a mixed martial arts fight. He's a dollar fifty-four. Edson Barbosa, two dollars and forty-three. Barbosa is thirty-six years of age, so nearly ten years difference uh, there. Bryce Mitchell. Um, being the young up-and-comer and favourite there to take on the uh, experienced Brazilian. So then you get another interesting one with Kevin Holden taking on the other cowboy mm-hmm. in, in Oliveira. Uh, this is a step down in weight for Holloway. Uh, mm-hmm. Hol- uh, Holland? Holland, sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. going from uh, welterweight to lightweight. Mm-hmm. I think. Has I got that right? He was at once. Uh, middle, middleweight to welterweight. Welterweight, yeah. Oh, Sorry, he's gone. Yep, you're right. Um, I think so. That's fifteen. Because oh, I thought he was no. Yeah, he, he lost to um, uh, Blonde Bronson, so yeah. which was middleweight. So yeah. yes, so he's, he's coming down. He's the first time coming down. He looks good. Uh, be interesting again. Cowboys, the other Cowboys, been around for a, a long time as well. Kind mm-hmm. of in the middle of that division, hasn't really moved up or down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good welcome fight here for Holland. I again, every time you watch Holland, you want to see improvement. He had no wrestling; he came out with a bit more wrestling. Mm. Oliveira is more of a jiu-jitsu guy, so I think this probably will be nice for Kevin, where it'll be a more of a stand-up fight, and they can um, he can go to work in that way. So I love Kevin. He he, he always 
I don't know how he does it, but he he's got this thing in his gym where he gets um, you know online trolls, internet trolls. He's like, the gym's always open, come down. Yeah, There's good. Always videos of him. <laughs> good. Hopefully, one of them goes one day. Oh, the heaps of them go. He's really? got videos of yeah, he beating up any trolls. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he, he, he towels them up, of and, course, and the, gives them lessons. So that's that, excellent. That I love sounds it. like a lawsuit waiting to happen, but. <laughs> If it's in the gym inspiring, I think yeah. it's right. also an, an alpha move. Yeah. That is yeah. an alpha move. It's like, I'm here this time if you want to come down and show me what you got. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, he's had a few people take I hope we get to the stage one day where we've got trolls. <laughs> yeah. and, and we say, come down to the basement. <laughs> yeah, and get touched up. <laughs> no, no, it's a skull of beer race. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be doing all right. I'm fighting anyone out of the basement yeah. fucking grow up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not Fight Club. Uh, First rule uh, of Fight Club. Yeah. So uh, Holland for for me for this one. Yeah, he he is big favourite here. Dollar uh, twenty two against Alex Oliveira, four dollars fifteen. Uh, and the fight that is just about to kick off uh, to start the main card: Sergey Spivak and Greg Hardy. The wife better Hardy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, allegedly, 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 was it allegedly? They went to court, didn't they? Oh, uh, well, all charges were dropped. All charges dropped. Okay. Anyways, doesn't mean he didn't do it. It's just. Yep, that's mm-hmm. your opinions. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep on moving on. Uh, you know, so. you know who did beat him up? Fucking tie to Avasa, ranked number three in the division. FTO baby, I might get the tat. What do you reckon? That'll go down well in professional environment. Yeah. You probably actually wouldn't see it. I don't think you can see those things. Uh, uh, it might not go well down well with your wife either. But anyway. No, no. Um, or family or anyone else. Yeah. I'm also probably not going to get don't, that tattoo. I don't think Greg Hardy had fought since then either. Or no. maybe he's had one. I think maybe one. Let's have a look. But, uh, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, so July 10, uh, Taito Ivasa mm. got him in the first round. Um, so, yeah, about yeah. eight months off for Greg Hardy. Yeah, don't know much about his opponent, though, um, if you pull his record up. A slightly longer record. Moldovan. Um, Who's that uh, Moldovan team that were in the fucking uh, Champions League that we're all about? Uh, uh, Ajax? No. No, no. They're from Holland. They're uh, quite, yeah. quite, well established, <laughs> quite well established team. I was... Uh, that was Look at that. Moldovan soccer team we are talking about the other week. Yeah. Uh, Nothing too impressive Yeah No no massive names oh, Martin, He lost But uh, lost to Marcin Tybura That's a pretty big name oh, great, he, No great. How about this 2019 He beat He beat Tai Tuivasa There you go So, so Jay Spivash uh, They've got a you know, Similar opponent there um, Greg Hardy gets on pay-per-view Because he's Greg Hardy Play for the Cowboys Like People know who he is Go for a uh, Moldovan Champions League team. What the fuck are they call? I shouted them a beer. They they beat Real Madrid. Uh, young something or other? No, that's for, they're from Switzerland. I'm no. just going through all the ones that you've young been shouting out. <laughs> young boys. <laughs> yeah, the young boys. Uh, what are they called? What are they called? A late chat. Anyways, <laughs> from USC to Moldovan soccer. Uh, the, the main card's about to kick off. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it as we preview the NRL. Anything else? To add uh, there, boys? No? That's them. Sheriff Tiraspool. Sheriff <laughs> Tiraspool. That's him. There we go. Up the sheriffs. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, finish up with motorsport, I guess, before we go yeah, into quick, the yeah, NRL. Sorry. So quick, quick one. Quick, quick on the motorsport. Uh, so on the F1 side, um, again, following on from the Russian sanctions, probably the, the other biggest uh, sporting news in regards to that was, one, Russia GP axed, contract terminated. They're not going back to Russia Mm-hmm. 
at least ever, or well, I don't want to say ever. Let's hope they can sort their shit out. Yeah, but for at least future. for a long time, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which means the brand new three hundred and sixty-six million dollar track is now useless. Um, good taxpayers' money there. Um, then again, tax money payers' money is not real great at the moment. <laughs> it's worth much for the Russians, unfortunately. Um, also, following on from that, Hass has ca- cut Mazaspin. Or Mazapin. Mazapin, yeah. Uh, as well, and leaving their title sponsor, which is owned by company owned by his father. Yeah. Um, so they stopped branding the, the major sponsor the, the a taken, couple of weeks ago. And then uh, Maz- and Mazapin then, got in trouble for having the Russian flag on the front of his car steel. Yeah, so the design of the white, the wing, blue and red. Um, and then, yeah, I guess this week they, they must have torn up both sponsorship contracts and I, I, I honestly think this is an easy out for, for Haas to get rid of uh, Mazepin because yeah. uh, we were saying this before the potty that he's he's a good driver but he's probably not F1 calibre. Um, like yeah. He doesn't have the best car but also it just it doesn't seem like it's um, up to his, his ability. So I think, you know, one, you drop in the sponsor, of course, but it gives you an easy out as well to, you know, move a driver and then potentially get someone uh, in um, that, you know, they could use. What is Haas American-backed or is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah Haas is American. Because uh, there's the Andretti um, who yes. uh, so so do supercars. Um, they want to buy, you know, I think we talked about this, they're going to want to get a team in and get some yeah. American drivers. Whether Haas wants to do something similar and get an American, I think Entrity's already put some sort of offer up to Haas, but Haas has declined that. So I think they might be there, trying to put in their own entry. Yeah, there's next room year. for an extra team. So yeah, and they've got more than enough money to be able to do it. Um, That's it. Yeah. Um, so there's a free seat essentially in F1, and first race yep. is a couple of weeks away. So um, have they haven't announced a replacement driver yet? Uh, I'm just trying to find that now. Because uh, we have mentioned our boy, uh, before our boy Oscar, um, you know, as the best available driver not in an F1 seat, um, yeah. currently as a um, test driver for, was it Mercedes? I don't think it was Mercedes. I think it was whatever Mercedes two team is, not McLaren. That's, um, who runs the Mercedes engines? Um, McLaren does now. It wasn't McLaren. I can't remember. Great chat. Yeah. Oscar's <laughs> somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I can't find it. Um, I guess other news in terms of that, though, the FIA, so the governing body for motorsports, mm-hmm. um, has made a decision to allow Russian and Belarusian drivers to drive, mm. just not under the um, national flag. Yeah. Which I think so, a lot of sports are doing that as yeah. well. As yeah. Because there is a lot of people with – I shouldn't say nationality, that probably haven't lived in Russia for a good decade, if not longer, being elsewhere in Europe um, to, you know, chase their sporting uh, dreams. So mm. it's I've seen a lot, a lot of the tennis players are the same. They're, yeah. they're still allowed to play but can't go mm. under the Russian flag. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Pietro Fittipaldi is the reserve driver for Haas at the moment. Um, Italiano? No, Brazilian. Brazilian, yeah. Uh, he is... Of the Fittipaldi, I guess, pedigree within Formula One with the motor racing. Okay. okay. Um, so, can you just confirm where Oscar is too for us? Uh, sure. Uh, and why you do that? Uh, the last bit of F1. Where Oscar is? 
No, not Austria. Oscar. Oh, Oscar. I thought you said Oscar. Our boy, Oscar. Um, uh, to confirm, well, the final bit of F1 news was Max got paid. Um, so this is in sure dollar dues. Could get uh, about 70 mil a year. Um, and it looks, it actually said to 20... 2028. Yeah, that's that's a six-year deal. Yeah. So the two, uh, 280 mil there, there's only 404. So you, get, you double, well, you add an extra 140 to that. Uh, 420. Blaze uh, it. Yes, 420. <laughs> uh, AUDs, of course. AUDs. Dollary dues. Dollary dues. Motion to change the, the uh, <laughs> nomenclature to dollary dues. Yeah, I think that's a good way. Um, but uh, it's, Simpsons it's, did it. Yeah. <laughs> $800. No, $900 dollary dues. Uh, Tobias. <laughs> great character. I think it ends up being about... Is it 50 mil pounds is what he's on? Uh, a touch less, possibly. Probably a touch yeah. less. So, you know, that's that ends up being almost 300 um, million pounds, which is a fuckload of money, which I Con- think is the... Converted s- to rubles. They're, they're worth fuck all the money. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no don't do that. <laughs> Max isn't Russian, so uh, no. Whatever the Netherlands um, currency is, which is uh, probably the, the euro. The euro, I Yeah, imagine. just, yeah. Look at any euros, yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, but I think it's the same pay as what Lewis is getting. So oh, now, wow. now equivalent. Yeah, okay. he's, he's been rewarded for his um, uh, winning yeah. world championships. Yeah, nice. And he, he said, I don't want to be anywhere else other than Red Bull. And the, that's why some are saying, oh, it's probably going to be a four-year deal. The sixth is, you know, he's just confirmed that. He, he'll see out most of his career now with Red Bull. Supercars? Yes, finished supercars. Oh, I'm sorry. Not uh, Oscar Pistari is with Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. Oh, that's Alpine. Right. Alpine. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Alpine. Yeah. Alpine. This is a Jorge George kind of uh, fiasco yeah, with Alpine, is. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Anyway, um, finished the supercars. First round this weekend. Uh, first race was last night in Sydney. Uh, rain did hold off, um, but SVG uh, Van Gisberg is going to Van Gisberg. Won this race clean um, and clearly. Uh, I think he was about 15 seconds ahead of everyone else. So... Um, there's a bit of worry about tyre strategy with about 10 laps to go. He was five seconds behind um, in second place and he said, don't worry about it, I've got this. <laughs> Did it easy. So Can I just ask where the fuck does the time go? Because I swear Bathurst was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, like, we're in March, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it's wild, yeah. man. I was just saying F1's going to start again in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Even the, the combine this week, I was like, what? Like, oh, I didn't yeah. mention it. Like free agencies in ten days. Yeah, like it, it opens in the middle of March. So yeah, interesting. It goes goes crazy. Yeah, it's gone quick. Yeah. Speaking oh, of yeah. something else that just comes around the corner, are we yeah. happy to? I oh, just it was a second race today in Sydney. In um, you're telling the story. Oh, I was just I was <laughs> asking. I was asking <laughs> you to double check. You've got it up there. So. Uh, was my boy, Anton Deepasquale. Yeah, yeah, so qualifying. he he'd be a good guest on this show. Yeah, so, so An- Anton, dude, me and you, same name. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Joe Burns and him kind of split oh, from you. Nice. That's the triangle. Yeah, yeah, okay, that'd be good. That'd be good <laughs> yarn. Yeah. <laughs> on my left, we've got Joe Burns, and on my right, I've got Anton Deepasquale. Yeah, and in the yeah. middle, I've got a, a moron that likes to drink beers and talk about sport. Of course, an alcoholic. So, oh, okay, drinking <laughs> enthusiast, enthusiast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but as, so the season very much will probably shape up. With Anton and SVG going back and forth um, uh, throughout throughout uh, with races because they did qualify okay. one and two, and they were uh, Anton was the I think in the lead when Van Gisman took him over, um, but Anton I think struggled with tires late um, and didn't finish third maybe from memory. Um, but yeah, kicks off the season um, another great season of supercars. I think they're going to be going around a bit more. They were limited with COVID mm, last year. Sure. They did a lot yep. of races in Sydney. So yep, yep. Um, we get out to all the big tracks. Um, 
But yeah, another motorsport is kicking off again for 2022. Yep. Yeah, so they do have that second race today. Starts in 20 minutes for anyone listening yeah, cool. live. Do you want to get do you want to pay, pay for, for this? You? Yeah. We're going to be here for the next hour. You may as well. <laughs> what? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. I'll fix you up later, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll sort some lunch out afterwards. All right. So, uh, the final out. Let's get it done in an hour because we're already two and a half in. Yeah. yeah. NRL we'll kicks off Thursday night. Uh, it's Penrith Manly Thursday night. It's a fucking pretty saucy game, isn't it? For a Thursday night game, yes. Beautiful. But I guess it's kick, it's your it's your season kickoff. Season so. opener. Yeah, you want something a bit spicy, yes. I would imagine. Um, let's. We won't run through our exact list. We'll come back to that. Yeah, or we can do it as we go. go through, I think. Yeah, yeah so, we can come back to confirm that once we've reviewed everything. Yes. Uh, so how we're going to do this is we're going to look at each team. We, I've I've moved them into alphabetical order. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't. Based see. on location or based on location, location. We're going to have to change this next year because dolphins don't have a location. Ah, oh, true. <laughs> what are they going to be? What are they going to be? They, ooh, because they, they don't want Redcliffe, uh, do they? It, it's it's they, yeah. that's what that's what they yeah, the, the chat is. They don't want Redcliffe. It's just too localised, I think, is the point. They want to, if anything, it's going to be, be Brisbane. The North Brisbane, South Coast, uh, Sunshine Coast, bloody. We, we love hyphenated names uh, in the NRL. Anyway. Let's move forward. Brisbane Broncos. Sean, you've got them coming 10th. I've got them coming 11th. Monkeys, you've got them coming 12th this year. No one thinks that Adam Reynolds led Broncos with uh, Pat Carrigan back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one thinks that they make the eight. That's interesting. Thoughts? Well, 10th. I've got them 10th. Yeah, that, close, close. That's an improvement on definitely, last year. Definitely. So I'm just not sh- uh, Adam Reynolds, of course, going to miss week one uh, with COVID. I'm just not One sh- week. Yeah, it's, it's one week. It shouldn't be too much. Um, it's whether how Reynolds fits into that, that squad because they are a very young oh, – excuse me. They are a very young squad with a lot of up-and-coming talent. Yep. Uh, Kate Wells probably uh, – Great big, addition. Great addition. Like Captain Round 1. Very potential, and Ryan James was in and out of the squad for the Raiders. He's 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 played really well. Um, so it's a good addition there. Mm. Of course, they got Payne Haas. So they've the, got the best the best prop in rugby league. Yeah, he's got. I he's think, not. I if not the most, let's. He might not be the best, but he's the most talented. Okay. He's, yep. he's, he's got his, – his ceiling is so high, it could be anything. Yep. Um, Agreed. I, and I'll probably go one further. I, I think I yeah. think he is the best prop in yep. rugby league, and I like that you say young. You know, yeah, super we've, young. we've seen Selwyn Cobbo come on leaps and bounds. A bit yep. of contract talk around him, nineteen year old. He he will be a legitimate superstar in the NRL. We saw Jordan Ricky come on mm. a lot last year. Mm. Uh, Pat Carrigan coming back off the ACL. Uh, he's only young. Um, was was captaining him at one stage. The big thing for me, Katoni Stags. Yep. Does he stay healthy? You know, we saw him in and out of the side yeah. last year. In the, in the centres still. And, so. Well, does he put in the well? Does he play six? Does he play six? I don't know. You got, you got Billy Walters there, and I think it's Co- going to. Coach's son. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's going to be Gamble. Um, Tyson is going to play this week. And with famously last Reynolds year, out. the most halves pairings, I'm going to say it, ever. Uh, yeah. It was just week by week, he had no idea who was going to play in the halves for the Brisbane. No one was really cementing themselves and playing well enough. Yeah, that Brisbane stinks. Yeah, so. no, that, that is true. But I feel like this year, they need to have they need to have a six that plays with Reynolds week in and week yeah. out. Yeah. Because mm. if it's Billy Walters one week, and if it's Katoni Staggs another week, and yeah, if it's, it's Albert Kelly, and, and then, you know, if it's Tyson Gamble, and blah, 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 blah. You can't gel. You, you can't. It can't be this shit show like last year. Yeah. They need to have a six and seven stick with them. Um. Mm. Well, obviously Reynolds will be the seven once he's healthy. 
and uh, and go from there. We've all got them missing the eight. We all had every Queensland team missing the eight yeah. this again, year. Uh, which is, again, I don't think any Queensland team yes, made had, eight yeah, last it'll be, year. So. It'll be back-to-back years that that had happened. I think they're improved. Titans Tyne, got in at eight. Oh, the, yeah, maybe the Titans oh, snuck no, in. Yeah, 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 you're, you're right. Yeah, they snuck yeah, in yeah, at yeah. eight. Yeah, very, very. Yeah. That's all right. No, I just got to run. Yeah, fact It got very close, but I, I think they can. I think they could be like eighth if Reynolds, like if everything goes their way, yeah. um, they take a step forward from like the young guys take another step forward. But I'm just, I'm not confident enough to do that. Whereas I think that's why I said tenth. I think tenth yeah. is they're going to be in that space. That's where I think they'll be. They're somewhere between eight and ten is their range. Yep. Yep. No, I, I tend to agree. I, I. Wouldn't be surprised if they make the eight. Do they challenge people late down the nah. year? No, nah, probably not. When, when, when again, we talk about, say, the top five, we'll get, well, even six, like they've. It's the big the, five. It's like, yeah. let's agree before we even get to them, and we spoke about it last year. Yeah. Penrith? Yep. Yes. Melbourne? Yep. Yes. Roosters? Yep. Yes. Healthy Roosters? Healthy, Healthy yes. Roosters. That's going to be massive. <laughs> the Storm? Yep. So that's a top four. four. That, well, that's that's our big four. Four. And yep. then you've got and Souths then, and, and Eels. Manly. Oh, well, actually, well, yeah, you got, well, Manly. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, think, I think Manly you can probably put in there the way they played last year. And the, the, I think they can be definitely in that in that, that conversation. So, yeah, Manly, five. And, and then, then you've and got then Souths got and Eels, I think. And then, then we've got to drop off. I think there. Eels won't be as good as they were last year. Agreed. And, and I, th- I think Souths, you know, Depending on how how they go without Adam Reynolds, that's yep. a big question. Yeah, um, mm. how they fit in because he's going to be a big out for them. Massive, massive. But I agree. I think pretty much everyone has got maybe yeah. four, if we throw Parramatta in there, we've got six clubs that we probably think will occupy yep. that top six, yeah. and then that yep. next that next sort of drop off that seventh, eighth, and the guys that are just missing the finals, it's anyone's game. Yeah. Again, yeah. this may age horrendously. <laughs> I was going to say, season done, let's go. Preview finished. <laughs> we get out of here. Remember, remember last year when, we were saying. When, when Melbourne were on that mad run and we were saying, let's just play the grand final now, Melbourne versus Penrith, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Mate, there's finals for a reason. There's finals for a reason. And uh, and we saw South go so so close but so far last year. Who, who played in the final? South and Penrith. Oh yeah. Okay. I was, I was just trying to confirm. I was just like, "Where are you going with this?" I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cracking start. Uh, Canberra Raiders boys. We we're all kind of and a lot of teams we didn't really stray too far. Mm-hmm. Um, you had eighth. I mm-hmm. had him eighth, you had him ninth. So we all think on the cusp of the eight, yep. maybe in, maybe out. Jamal Fogarty, this is another one. For, is it Fogarty? Is it Fogarty? Heard it pronounced two Both different ways. ways. Yeah. Uh, he's going to miss probably the first half of the season. Yeah, around 15 or 16, I think they're talking and getting him back. Meniscus, Brad Schneider. Wow. Young fella. So I was talking to the old man, uh, who's a Closet Raiders fan, yep. um, the insider for us. Uh, he, he was hoping they'd pick Snyder um, over Sammy Williams. Sammy Williams, of course, known commodity, what yep. he is, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, look, give the young fella a chance. Um, I don't. I think uh, the Raiders, uh, I think I like their, their front. Um, there's chat that Ryan Sutton's probably going to the Bulldogs next year. Mm-hmm. But I, I like their pack. I think they've got a centre problem, as in they've got too many guys that they need to kind of fit into the centre. And, I, I and, think, and who do they go with? Yeah, because I think they've got the most electrifying player in the comp, and he's not this side. And that's in it, Xavier Savage. So Sa- Savage. I think you know he's not the best. I'm not saying he's the best player. No, but no. Every time he touches the football, like it, it's he's create. Like 
I literally yeah. turned Raiders games on just to watch Savage play. And we saw it last year. <laughs> it was devastating when he, when yeah. he got injured. And I agree. There's, they've got so many yeah. talented backs. And unfortunately, poor Harley Smith-Shields did his ACL. Yeah. Mm. So, well, uh, like, if you put Savage in one, well, then well, where do you go? you got to play chance. Well, you got to well, put him in the Yeah, CNK. I, no, I think CNK has to play one. Look, I, I think you're definitely going to – that's where they'll start. They'll play him. But if you want to get Savage in the squad, you can't play him elsewhere. He's not big enough, really, to be a winger and – uh, in NRL in this day and age, he's probably not the ball player and the running like you want in a six, and he's probably not big enough in the set. Like he has to be a one. So if you play him at one, could, could you he, have to move challenge. Could he come off the bench? But then you've got Tom Starling's already in. So that you you need you know your yeah. one utility. You, obviously, you'd probably yeah, yeah. rather have three forwards off the bench. And, and Starling's you, you you're grooming him to be your 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 Hodson replacement as well because Josh is yeah. This is probably Josh's last year here. Yeah, yeah. So and then know. and then you also talk about Semi Valemi. You talk about Matt Tomoko. Yeah, Nick Matt Kotrick, Tomoko. I think Matt Tomoko. Yeah, I've, I think also I think Coltrick maybe gets a little bit lost uh, on the wing there. Mm. He left to go to the Bulldogs to play more centre because he was playing outside Croker, not getting enough ball. Mm. He's mm. back, and I don't think it's going to change too much there. And I'd rather see him in the centres to get more ball. But he's a good winger; like he's good there in the wing. Um, you know, Chris, I, I really like Chris Hopperwater. He's probably an interesting one there. Like he could end up finding himself being the odd man out. But mm. um, uh, Tomoka. I think ends up being probably um, the best of the centers. Like he, mm-hmm. by all, all accounts, in the in the trial games, he's really been. Um, yeah, there you go. I was right. So uh, Monks is just confirming for me that Josh Hodgson is going to the Eels next year. Next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that that's confirmed. So they, they want to get Tom Sterling in this. He can't drop him out of the, the squad. Um, and then of course yeah, the the elephant in the room's got to be old mate Croker. Mm. Um, we I think you know, stand by him. You got to be loyal to him, but. He's got no knees and no shoulders, so um, he's banged up. He, yeah, like he's he's a long term career. We know how bad his knees are. He, he essentially was a turnstile end last year. We know what we're going to get with him. We'll give him the chance to start of the year, but um, you know, in the trial games, Ricky was uh, trying the Raiders without Jared in that yeah. side to see what they is could that, do. Do you think there's that a bit of Ricky mind games, or do you, do you bother with mind games in trials? <sighs> Uh, he needs to get to know what he's got in the young fellas. Yeah. Because I think they're going to play. Um, he, he'll stick by Jared and the same thing with um, Chance. Like, he'll give them chances. Mm. Um, don't start well and he's going to have to make changes. And Xavier Savage potentially could be playing fullback for Queensland in the not-too-distant future. So you got that big raps on him. Oh, he's he's good. Um, and you know who we haven't even mentioned? Jordan Rapiner, who's going to miss the first two games with, with suspension. suspension. Yeah. So that, he probably hit one. That's that's he, he probably much for me for me as well. That shoulder in charge in the in the All Star game, um, a bit of hoopla around that whole suspension thing. Yeah, anyways, yeah. we don't need to dig too deep. I, I think they're a good. A good pro- I think it's a good problem to have. They've got like too many backs, and I'll, to be fair, a lot of these guys deserve to be first grade footballers. So it's a good problem yeah, for Ricky to have. Definitely. Yeah. How how they end up lining up uh, one through seven is is. Uh, going to yeah. be interesting. The big problem, though, is you've got to score points. Uh, most of your points come from your back line, and if you don't have that set and it's changing, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, I will say, we haven't talked about it, Jack needs to find his passing game. I yeah. think yeah. Uh, a down yeah. year from Jack White last I, year. I think after he won the Daily M, he, for whatever reason, just got so much into the mode of, of I'm a running, running yep. ball running. Yep. Like, that was his number one option always. Uh, really limited the guys outside him. But... Um, I also think maybe that potentially could have been a problem 
you know, not to shit on Croker again, but, you know, with him uh, probably not being at 100% that he didn't give Jack really good options outside him. Mm. But Jack needs to pass the ball more. I think he needs to uh, get into his passing game more, which will make his running game more deadly. So, And staying on Jack Watton, pretty fucking good for the New South Wales Blues off – off the bench and starting. He's an elite talent. Like yeah. he's, he's very yeah. good. I, I don't know if, if it was a Jack Whiten problem last year or if it was a Canberra no. Raiders problem. It, it, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think he became a bit more of a one-trick um, trick pony where he had to just run the ball and everyone knew that it was they could do it for it and they scheme, you know, to protect themselves against mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Knowing the guys outside him probably weren't going to get the ball one either because um, they weren't in good enough positions for Jack to feed them ball or – or two that you know that was that was the option they were going with. I think they were limited in what they were doing last year, um, banged up in the in the back line a little bit. Indeed, I think we can all agree. Probably mm. eight fringe eight. I uh, think they they can. They're, yeah, they're a team. They've got talent. They're a team. That's a good list. Yeah, it's a great a list, list, isn't it? They're, they do. I just think they're going to have issues struggling maybe in the early parts of the year. Mm-hmm. Though you know, first ten games at NRL don't matter. Um, you can lose them all and still <laughs> make the eight. Uh, so yeah, uh, you wouldn't want to yeah. start that one. Too. No, I don't think that's no. going to happen either. I, no, it's, it's not great, but yeah, you just saw what Manly did last year. They started yeah, very horribly, horribly. Like, and then do you remember four, the, so. those four first four games last year with Tommy Turbo out after he mm. slipped in the shower and didn't injure his hamstring racing guys down the Esplanade in Manly? Uh, do you remember we were talking about like Manly's in big trouble? They're giving yeah. up one of the worst points differences ever through four games. It was yeah. I think it was them and the Cowboys that were really yeah. thinking yeah. it up. So are they going to get the spoon and they finish fourth? Yeah, and then there was a big difference, wasn't there? So again, much like the EPL that we we're talking about before, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So it's yeah. a long, Snyder it's a long in that season. list is probably the biggest unknown. Like if yeah. if he comes and has the Sammy Walsh kind of impact, then excellent. Sammy Walsh. Sammy. Yeah, I agree. Sammy Walker, <laughs> Walker is, I yeah. think, who you're thinking of. Walker. Sorry, I've got recent. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. I'm combining the two. Carlton Blue, Sammy Walsh. Yeah. Unbelievable impact. Um, <laughs> Walker. Or, yes. Sammy Walker. Also, Sam Soliola, uh, by all reports, uh, one of the best blokes uh, getting around yeah. in Canberra Raiders history. Uh, he, he's uh, hung up the boots for the year. Yeah, uh, so, shout out to big uh, Sam Soliola. Yeah. You, it happened, I think, at the end of. Last year, yeah, so, I think we were spoken about it. Yeah. 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 Greg Hardy just got cooked. Wow. Spivach, Sheriff yeah. Tiraspol represent. First round. <laughs> Let's go. Interesting, interesting. Hardy goes in the first round. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see the initial shot, but Neither. it looks like he got him down. Oh, he's oh. He's, yeah, he's, he's, confused. He's, de- he's definitely out of it. Yeah. Days and confused, Greg Hardy. He ate some ground and pound. Big time. Okay, let's get into Hopefully the- that's Greg Hardy done in the UFC. Anyway, Bulldogs. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. A lot of speculation around these guys. They could be I've, anything or they could be nothing. The Wooden Spooners from last year, they could be the Wooden Spooners again this year. They could finish sixth for all I'm concerned. Yeah, Who knows? Exactly. They've had so much in and so much out. Matt Dufty uh, will play fullback uh, over from the Dragons. Uh, mm. the, the fastest man in league. The, yeah. I don't know, we'll get to this in a second. Maybe there might be a new challenger. <laughs> uh, but Josh Adokar uh, comes over from the Storm. Matt Burton, we saw how good um, he was uh, yeah. at the Panthers. Brent Naden, Paul Vaughan, Tavita Pangai Jr., Max King. Uh, the most heavily recruited uh, uh, team. Um, yeah, um, unbelievable the way that they've been able to get these guys over. The Gus Gould influence, how much does that have? Mm-hmm. A, a lot, I'd imagine. These names, boys, do, do you think with this team on paper, 
Um, can they push for the eight? I've gone. I've been the most bullish. I've I've predicted them coming ninth. Monks eleventh. Sean twelfth. Yep. Tell me, tell me why you don't think they're a top eight team? I think they've moved forward. Uh, halves are the big concern. So Matt Burton's excellent, but they don't have a halfback. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Jake Avrillo uh, came came along last year. Let's mm. be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, we do know the importance of one six seven nine in rugby league. Yep. Uh, again, not he'll have a better platform, but yeah, and and not to shit on Jeremy Marshall King, probably not an elite nine. Um, yeah. their, their spine is suspect. Yep. So that's mm. why that's why you say like they could be anything. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, we're relying on those guys to take a big step forward. In in terms of like, some, some of those names coming across, like Josh Adokar, arguably the best winger in the league. Yeah. Uh, TPJ, unbelievable back rower. Uh, Paul Vaughan was playing Origin Kangaroos, you know, before the infamous party at Vaughan's last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, they they could be everything. They could be nothing. Um, yeah. I've gone the most bullish uh, in in them just missing the eight. Uh, at ninth, but I agree, I do have concerns around the spine, uh, mm. and maybe that, and maybe it takes a year to gel. Maybe, maybe you know, that's the, that's my only reasoning right there. It's just half the club wasn't, you know, half yeah. that starting team wasn't half. there last yeah. year. Exactly. So they'll send, but they yeah, they're probably another year away. They need to add a few more pieces, yep. and yeah, then they'll be back in the eight. Yeah, just not too many more barbecues. Yeah, <laughs> no, that well, that's the dragons. We'll get to them. Yeah, not salty about that at all, are we? Yeah. Two dragons fans down the end of the table here. Um, let's uh, go yeah. uh, down Sharkies? to the yeah, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Interesting. We've all got them in the eighth. This is. And I this, reckon we've purely done this because of Nico Hines. Yeah, that well, that's that's, that's all. That's the factor. Uh, Sean seventh, me sixth, Monk seventh for the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Mm. Mm. Uh, Nico Hines into seven. Um, How's he going to go playing halfback? Obviously, he played a lot of fullback, a fair bit of six uh, for the Storm. Came along leaps and bounds last year. If you'd asked me 12 to 18 months ago who Nico Hines was, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. Nope. And then, uh, you know, Dally M chat last year. Um, so, an uh, elite um, year with the Storm. Unbelievable coming out party for yeah. Nico Hines. Yeah. Now, they could be anything again. <laughs> he he was he was at the Melbourne Storm. If there's any yeah. system where players flourish, it's the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. And historically, playing outside played, a guy with Cameron Munster, like, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and when good. guys tend to leave the Melbourne Storm, doesn't tend to have the best results. I'm I'm a bit more bullish on Nico. He Hines, does come with Finucane, and and that's and people need to talk more about Dale Finucane. Yeah. Is he going to be their captain? Uh yeah, chase that up. I think I think he might be first year captain. Uh, there, look. They, they still have Fafita listed in this team as well. So yeah, does does he start? Does he does he come off the bench? Not really sure. My my big concerns with them is always going to be injuries because you've already got Wade Graham's going to miss six weeks. Yep. Uh, with the the dreaded synesmosis. Yep, synesmosis. And then I think as well, Cameron Ingus is Mick Ingus is still coming back. Yeah, because uh, he had the bad knee. Yeah, last funny, year. yeah. So he did his ACL, um, and then the Dragons were doing his rehab, and mm. it was announced pretty. You know, pretty much through the middle of the year, Shania Twain at the UFC. Mm. That does impress me much. Uh, Did you see who she was sitting next to, though? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that, uh, that was Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. Oh, was it Mark Davis? <laughs> yeah, well, the son. So, uh, oh, the, the younger one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, back to, back to the Sharks. Um, and th- this this back line is is un- unbelievable. Uh, the back row, sorry, <laughs> got, me, got me all shaken up from watch <laughs> oh, it, watching the start. The stars. Well, the back row, I was like, oh, there's some talent there. I don't know. No, what no, you know the back, the back, back row, back right. row. When they're healthy, yeah, Dale Finucane, Wade Graham, 
Uh, we saw Britton Nakora come along last year. I, I think Cam McInnes might play 13. And Blake Braley might play nine. I think that, you know, the Dragons did a lot of that with um, with Cam McInnes uh, once McCulloch um, was there, even with Ben Hunt earlier. Um, so that that might happen. Um, the bit, Yeah, the weird thing around Cam McInnes is that the Dragons were doing his rehab and he's only just recently had, like, a knee clean out. So I imagine there was some kind of uh, complication with the surgery. Why they didn't get on top of it earlier, who knows? Again, we spoke earlier in the show about it being hard to get um, good, reliable medical information out of sports leagues. Um, but that's that's a bit of a weird one. Anyways, it's not expected to be too major. I think they're saying about four to six weeks and Cam McInnes should be uh, back and ready to go. This side, with Wade Graham, Cam McInnes in there, pretty handy. Also mm. picked up Matt Ikevalu. Uh, don't know if he will... Bust into the starting 17, but uh, one of the only players ever to score six tries in one game. Yep. Uh, phenomenal game there for the Roosters. Uh, yeah, does he beat out Sione Katata and Ronaldo Molotalo for a starting spot on the wing? Hard to mm. tell. So I think you summed it up real, Peppy. I think they can sneak into the back half of that eight. Uh, but if they're injured, and you know Matt Moreland as well has had injury struggles, mm-hmm. um, the Sharks generally in the last couple of years have struggled with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, they, they'll flame out, unfortunately. But, well, hopefully they can stay healthy. Interesting we all have them in, in the eighth. In, in the eight. Um, but, yeah, like we, we talk about that big five, big six, I think the Sharks are in tier two, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're, 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 they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, and, obviously, uh, Nico Hines, uh, how he fits into that system, how he plays as a half will be interesting. Yep. No, definitely. Gold Coast. Um, Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, no news on who's going to captain. Oh, uh, yeah, Graham's, Graham's out. out. Um, yeah. But Fanuka makes sense. Yeah, like, makes yeah. Sense. Looking at that list, uh, yeah, Wade, Wade Graham. We expect him back uh, around about uh, round six. Mm. Gold Coast Titans. Interesting. All of us have them outside of the eight. Sean eleven, me twelve, Monks thirteen. Didn't recruit too much. Uh, got Isaac Louis uh, from the Roosters. That you can't ever. Uh, have a team, you know, you can't ever put a line through a team that's got the likes of David Fafita and Big Tino, Fasasua, Matla, Aoi. Uh, have we been too harsh here? Or do we think we're, we're spot on with them kind of being in that, that third tier in the, in the NRL? We, take a, we talk about spines. What do you think of their spine? Brimson going to six is the chat. Jaden Campbell at one. Uh, Brimson, uh, unproven at six. Toby Sexton, yeah, he showed a little bit. Yeah, uh, replacing Fog- Fogarty, of course. Yep, and uh, Aaron Clark at nine. Yeah, unproven, unproven. That's yeah. that's the big thing uh, with this Gold Coast Titans team. Again, we we go back to the Bulldogs. You know, they, they could be good. They could be pretty shit. Um, I, I think, yeah, again, like the Sharks, that that, that this forward pack is their strength. Um, we saw uh, Futuaka playing. Uh, Origin last year, uh, Jared Wallace, they've got Kevin Proctor, all pretty handy forwards. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that's an electric back line. I don't think uh, that the spine is that strong. And consistency is always a big thing for the Titans, isn't it? We saw uh, on their day last year, mixing it up with uh, with the best uh, teams in the NRL, didn't struggle to score points. Uh, struggled, struggled, Couldn't defend, though. Struggled that was to the de- biggest Yeah, struggled to defend a lot. Um, Jaden Campbell, you know, how does he go if he's going to be, um, you know, the starting one week to week? I hope he's thrown on a few kgs. He looked quite <laughs> light last year. Yeah. Although, much like his old man, his old man was light and electrifying and quick and skinny. 
and it didn't really bother him in his career. So maybe it doesn't really matter if he's chucked on that match. Yeah, I agree. Any more to add? The Gold Coast, they always fly under the radar a little bit, the Titans. Yeah. I was just thinking that, yeah. We've probably put them a little bit too low. Um, we'll have to see. They have to defend better than they did last year. And yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's too well, many we'll have to see how the, the, the spine goes. The spine that, that's, that, that's a big thing. Too out. many question marks around the spine. Kabib in yeah, the Kabib, Kabib, uh, Nurmagomedov in the front row there at the UFC. Just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's ah, what I was there we so, go. Mm. He's yeah. a 2022 Hall of Fame inductee for the UFC. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's get rolling. The NRL. Manly, Manly. Warringah Seagulls. One We're, word, speed. We've all got them top four. <laughs> uh, fourth, third and Fourth, I think. Uh, I think I put him in as two. Oh, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he had a mind. Yeah, you did. Two. Yeah, so two, three, four. Huge caveat on that, and that's them being healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's Tom Turbo player. being healthy. <laughs> Tommy Turbo. Yeah, well, we saw yeah. a fair few last year in and out, and we saw. You know, remember talking at the end of last year when we were saying we a lot of us were thinking Manly Melbourne final. Mm. We thought Manly might might have um, have the goods to, to go further than they did last year. We saw meteoric uh, development out of a lot of Manly players. Jason Saab, uh, pretty mm. much their whole backline actually in in Parker, Harper, Garrick, they all uh, got better. Oh yeah, and then, all quick. And then guys like Taniela Paseca, Carl Lawton, uh, all came along uh, really really well. Um, and speaking of, of speed, have you guys seen much of this Tolatu Koala? Or cool, I must get a pronunciation right mm. there. Uh, they reckon he might be the fastest man in league. They reckon he might be faster than Josh Adokar. Elite, he, elite in the trial games. Where do we fit him in? Was he the one that took the one of the against the Raiders one of those long balls back? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he had Saab on his outside, just like cruising he, along next to him. Like he's he's, he's quicker <laughs> than Saab, man. Oh, I don't. Uh, the, 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 footage, the footage, for the footage, might be you might have to go see find some highlights. Maybe I'm reading, maybe I'm reading too much into the hype. Yeah, the the hype. Ar- I didn't listen to the Arctic Monkeys. The yeah. Arctic Monkeys, you know, the start of uh, their first album. Yeah, go. Hello, where are the Arctic Monkeys? Yeah. Don't believe the ape. Because well, guess what? The hype was right in the Arctic Monkeys, and the <laughs> hype might be right here on Tall Tale. <laughs> yeah, find just uh, Raiders man, manly highlights, and you can. Um, Show Peppy the because there there was two sort of intercept tries against the Raiders in that game. One yeah. by Saab, like full length, yeah, and, and, then, so, and, and then he had the other one. And uh, Saab looked like he was doing an easy. I'm um, chasing him down. Well, so. maybe maybe Saab might have something to say when we call the Fox the Fox the fastest man in the league. Uh, Saab's got that kind of uh, you know Usain Bolt kind of build where he's big, long, and lanky um, for pace. So mm, mm. Um, he's yeah. a, he, you know he's a Dragons Junior. That, that's him. That's him. Oh, he's quick. I can't see Saab, man. Uh, whoever's cutting this vision's cutting. It oh, down. there, so there he is. There he is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. In, in the in the full thing, he's just right behind him, and then the Saab does takes his in earlier in the match and gets away. So. We're talking about the Raiders before. In uh, how do you fit all these elite backs in? Like the, like Parker and Harper came on. Really, really well last year. I do, I do have a thought on that, by the way. Um, Savage did one chance of six and won any of the centres. That's what Dad told me yesterday. I forgot uh, about Okay, that. okay. Yeah, and no Schneider? No, so no, Schneider would be seven. Uh, Schneider play seven. Yeah. yeah. And obviously Fogarty mid, midway yeah, through, yeah, yeah, midway through the yeah, year. Depending on how Schneider's going. Yeah, yeah Pepe's got it there. Um, Monk's got it there. So, so he's, he's got, got Saab. Saab comes on the inside and does not look like he's trying too hard, I must admit. 
big size difference as well, isn't there, between Kyla and Saab? Yeah, okay, well, maybe I'm I'm believing the hype a little bit too much. I think Saab's probably going to be up there as one of the quickest in the league. What we can all agree on is this team, when they stay healthy, is pretty fucking good. good. Well, we talk about spines. Look at their spine. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Turbo, Kieran Foran, DCE, and uh, is it Lockie Corner that's going to play nine for them? Or Carl Lawton can play nine? Yeah. Josh Schuster when he when mm. he comes back, mm. what uh, yes. what have you got on Schuster? Are, are they still going to use Dylan Walker off the bench? Was Dylan playing nine at one point for them as well? Yeah, yeah, proper utility they were mm. using him as uh, Schuster yeah. six, so, six weeks. So yeah, I'm, at least six weeks um, with that ankle injury. Cinder's yeah. Moses, mm. dreaded Cinders. the dreaded Cinder's Moses. Yeah, their pack might be a little bit light on, but I, I've. They're going to be a good side. They're, I've, they're, yeah, they're my four. They're dark horse yet again. So. Even even their pack. I, like I, we, we spoke about Paseca, how much he'd come on. You got Marty Kapow. Uh, we spoke about Carl uh, Lawton coming on. Yep. Jake Ter- Trebovojevic, uh, although yeah, he yeah. might have had a quieter year Tw- last Quintero. year, is, is fucking unreal. And they picked up that Ethan Bullamere from... Um, from the Broncos, yeah. yeah well, they could also, also go twin um, triple turbo as well. They, they could got, with, with the Ben. Other. I think um, I think he is unavailable early in yeah. the year, but the, yeah, could have triple turbo uh, going forward this year. And yeah, it wouldn't all be, the speed. We've been talking a, about it, all the speed. Wouldn't be an NRL preview without saying uh, Manly's going to be good and Melbourne's going to be pretty <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. Um, what have we got here? Sean second and me mm-hmm. new fourth. Uh, maybe mm. that's more heart than head, I, I Possibly. must admit. There's no reason why these guys couldn't take no. out the minor premiership. Again, that top six, it's as per top usual. four, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, can't pick them. I want to see Pappenhausen healthy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. As, as quite um, dis- disappointing. And oh, s- scary. Worrying for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly, with the concussion issues last year with Pappy. Um, mm. You know, obviously him being a New South Wales Blues yeah. player as well, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a vested interest there. Mm. Uh, Melbourne typically uh, have have the Queensland variety, um, and you know who doesn't get enough raps? Fucking Justin Olam. Yep, one mm. of the best centers in the league. Yep, came along leaps and bounds last year. Potentially uh, should have won the center of the year award last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit stiff. They should maybe they should do two. You know or. You, there's anyway, two centers. Anyway, anyways. they get Xavier Coates in that team. Nick Meaney, who probably will make this side when Munster's back anyway in, in a different role. Yeah, how do you see him fitting in? Because Pat plays one, Munster plays six. Does yeah. Meaney go to the centers? I don't. I don't know if he beats out Raymond Smith. Mm, or is he is he your Nicker Hines? Where he, uh, he could be a fort. He could be a fort. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could be a utility. Um, yeah, good shout there. He he is expected to but get the start um, with Cam Munster being unavailable yeah. for the week. The problem with that scenario suspension. though is you've still got Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Um, oh, I guess you, you could probably play one of them as a true say second rower. Then if you want to go two utilities, two utilities. Well, yeah, bands, ma- so yeah, maybe maybe you play Harry yeah. Grant at nine and Brandon Smith as thirteen. Start yeah. both of them. Mm. Interesting. Oh, Again. Again, it'd be tra- it's troubles that you want to have, have yeah, is, is trying to fit in all these elite talents. Uh, that that forward pack is unreal. Uh, the Bromwich brothers, Felice Kafusi, Nelson Asofa, Solomona. But both last year for the Bromwich brothers, I think they're going to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, confirmed. That was a chat. Yeah. Yep, yep, confirmed. Yep. To the uh, Redcliffe slash North Brisbane slash Sunshine, Sunshine Some, Coast. Somewhere on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, Kafusi's going along with them as well. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Yes, yeah. So... Yeah. Imagine next year Melbourne's going to have to go through a bit of a rebuild. 
Uh, they're, they're hunting mm. Ponga as well because Ponga's got uh, he's got a deal for the next three years, mm-hmm. but most of those years uh, play a favour, so he could opt out and go to the to Dolphins if he wants. We're so, speaking about Olam being um, underrated. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. someone that actually got a little bit of their just desserts last year was Jerome Hughes. I think a lot of people are starting to realise, oh, this guy's actually he's good. an elite mm-hmm. halfback, um, and I think he will continue to improve this year. Yeah, we we talk about spines. Pappenhausen, Munster, Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith slash Harry Grant. Pretty fucking good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good spot. Uh, for every other fan of rugby league, uh, let's hope that they aren't super, super good this year, but it's pretty hard to see them not being uh, that good. Belly Ake's still there at, uh, at yeah. the helm. Uh, yeah, they'll be really good. Uh, Cooper Johns, unfortunately, is pretty nasty kind of uh, contact mm-hmm. uh, in the final trial game. He did his AC. Oh. I think it's been conservatively managed, no surgery. I don't, I don't see how you fit him in this team, honestly. No, again, we're already mm. looking at, um, you know, how, how do you fit a, a utility player in there if Harry Grant's coming off the bench or if, I it, I guess he's, or if it's Nick Meaney. He's your Hughes cover. So if, if Jerome ever needs to mismatches, yeah. then you, your Cooper's in there. But, yeah, if, he's probably likely not going to play unless that unfolds and un, unfortunately Hughes gets an injury or has to miss games through. Well, let's just say he takes some some front rower's head off and he's got to miss six weeks or something like that. <laughs> or some front rower takes his <laughs> as per last year. I was putting it in his favour, but anyway, yes. Yeah, do you remember last year? Yeah, yeah I know. Yes. poor bloke. Yeah. Jeez. Good head <laughs> CHN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Newcastle? Uh, Newcastle Knights. They get Dane Gago back. Ponga is always mm. lethal. Worry about six and seven for them. Yeah, and I watched a lot of Adam Clune last year. Again, don't mm. want to shit on professional mm. athletes. Obviously, accomplished far more than I ever did in a sporting arena. I'm unsold on him being a starting seven in the NRL yeah. uh, from, from what I saw last year. Handy, safe, like doesn't take too many risks, mm. um, but definitely mm. doesn't kind of spark the imagination in terms of his his ball playing. Um, he doesn't scare. He doesn't have that X factor. You know, we talk about Ponga and and you know he's got that he's got that X factor. When when he's healthy, you think Kalen Ponga can beat anyone. I just I just don't see that just yet about Adam Clune. Maybe he has a breakout year and, and surprises us all. Yeah, Chris Randall, did he play hooker for them last year? Yeah, he'll be filling in for Jaden Braley, uh, who I believe is hurt. Can you chase yeah. that one up? Yes. Um, Anyway, the Knights go where Ponga goes. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Ponga's going to have to win him some football matches. So. And, and speaking of Adam Clune, he may not even start. So I'd love to see the mm. teams when they come out on Tuesday because Phoenix Crossland uh, yeah. might might get the seven uh, there at Newcastle. Do we all think it's – I think – I don't well, – I, I think, think we're it's all a down year. Yeah, yeah Sean, you've got him ninth. I've got him 13th. Monkey's got him 10th. I think it's a down year for the yeah. Knights. I don't think they recruited – that well on reflection, I might even slide him down a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I don't think no, they're not eight worthy. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. Again, who knows that this might age terribly and Clune plays out of his but, fucking skin. Yeah, uh, they've got a good forward pack. Yeah, that pack, like like Tyson Frizzell, one of my, you know Dragons fan again. Mm. Um, you the know, Safidi elite, brothers. the Safidi brothers, elite Lachlan the, Fitzgibbon's come along. Don't forget yeah, about David Clemmer. He's still got a few good years left in him. Um, Mitch Barnett's pretty handy. Yeah, I don't think their pack is their issue. Spine outside of Ponga and uh, and the, and the back line outside of, you know, Gagot will be good going back to back to Newcastle where yeah. he had so much success. 
Bradman Best is very good yeah. if he can stay healthy. The wingers don't really, you know, yeah. excite me that much. And um, yeah, I, I yeah, think right. I think yeah. six and seven that's where it all comes down yeah. to. And I just don't see it at Newcastle this year. Did Agreed. we uh, did we follow up anything with Jaden Brayley? I, I, I think he, I think he's hurt. I, yeah, because. I remember reading something about uh, Chris Randall being a really good fantasy pickup uh, or super coach, if, if that's uh, the way that you you swing it. Um, yeah, because I think he's expected to play a fair bit of nine, uh, unproven. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Jaden Braley, yada, yada, yada. Jeez, you like to scroll quick. How do you even read it at that pace? <laughs> the, fast, <laughs> the fastest man, research man in the Southern Hemisphere for a reason. He fucking... Reads very quickly. Don't need to make any rash decisions. No, it's not panicking despite Hooker's injury. Achilles, there we go. Oh, yeah. Half the season, Achilles. That's yeah. good. Yeah, so no uh, Jaden Braley uh, for quite some time for Newcastle. Saw him develop really well last year. Be interesting yeah. to see how Chris Randall goes filling those big boots. Warriors? Yeah, again, a, a team that uh, none of us have too much confidence in. Uh, have we got comfort? Can you chase up? I think we've been a bit bit hard on them now. I don't like any of their forward pack. They do have Sean Johnson and Cody Nicarima there. Uh, 14th, 15th, 14th where's, where's is, is how we had them, with me having them at 15th, you two having them at 14th. We just don't see them improving. But yeah, I've, I don't I don't like anything past uh, Fanua Blake. So Fanua Blake, big bunty if I was all right. Yeah. Big bunty. <laughs> You and Aiken made the uh, the move to the second row last year. Barrier, Jazz yeah. Tavanga is not too bad. Uh, I tend to agree. It'll be interesting uh, to see how Chanel Harris Devita goes going back to one from playing six last year. Yep. Looks like, uh, by all accounts, Cody Nicarima will play six. Uh, Reese Walsh. When are we expecting him back? If you wouldn't mind, I don't think he's likely to be named. Rick. Not much. Week it? one. It's not much, is it? No, I don't think it was much. Uh, so obviously, I don't one, think it was much. One of the most electrifying players yep. in in the NRL is it just the first game? It might, it might just be the first just, game. Yeah. Might just be. Uh, but yeah, the rest of that back line just it doesn't really spark that much interest with no. Dallin Watine, Zelezniak, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompe, and Marcelo Montoya. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Warriors. And again, this year, are they gonna have to play uh, a lot? Uh, well, they're playing a lot of the Central Coast, I think. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Their first match is there. When, when are they going to be able to go home? Fuck me. Oh, they should be the Central Coast Warriors by now. It's <laughs> getting very close to it. It's, it's a bit of a joke, I think. Well, I think they want to add a second uh, New Zealand team, but they're not going to do it anytime soon until they sort out all their, their restrictions. Again, COVID. Well, I don't like to go down the rabbit hole. but yeah. no, no COVID in America. Yeah, well, according to the NFL, COVID is over, pandemic <laughs> over. Stamped, sealed, done, signed, delivered. Um, yeah, Reese Walsh, if you just wouldn't mind chasing that up before we move to the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I just don't see that much out of the Warriors. They've had to go through the ringer over the last two years, playing away from home uh, for so long, losing RTS, you know, losing a Daily M winner. Um, although you've got Reese Walsh, this up-and-coming player, I don't, I don't think... Losing Roger Tuivasa-Shek is, is going to be a good thing for him. Um, but, yeah, who knows? I'd love to be pleasantly surprised. I've got nothing on him. Nothing? We'll see what happens. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe there's nothing. Maybe he's fucking good to go on Tuesday. Who knows when those team comes out. Everything's just talking about next season with uh, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether he's got 
Not he hasn't signed anything, uh, but strongly or just rumours. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dolphins are hunting. Strongly rumoured. A good fullback. All right, let's go to North Queensland Cowboys again. Another team that all of us have slept on. Sean, you had him thirteenth. I had him fifteenth. Monks fourteenth. Uh, again, I don't think recruited too well. Peter Hiku comes over from the Warriors. Yeah, they've done a little bit moving uh, Valentine into the centres. Yep. Um, and we've got to talk mm-hmm. about Hamiso Tabui Fido because yeah, electric good. in origin, the games that we saw last year, could be a real superstar mm-hmm. of the game. Very uh, quick. Mo- making the move to one uh, is, is never easy. Um, but if anyone can do it, uh, you'd think HTF might be a chance. Uh, I think the big thing for the Cowboys, for mine, is do we see old Jason Taumalolo? Definitely had a down year last year. Had a hamstring in trials. Hamstring in trials, so we'll see what happens. He broke his hand twice last year. There was rumours that him and Todd Payton weren't getting along very well. Um, This is a man that's contracted for 10 years at the Cowboys. You need... What's he got left? Eight? Yeah, Yeah, seven maybe. Yeah, it's a fucking long time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The Cowboys need uh, Jason Tamalolo firing uh, on all six cylinders. Yep. Uh, that that will have a lot to do with how they go. Another thing that will have uh, a lot to do with how they go this year is the impact that Chad, Chad Townsend has. Um, well, it's, yeah, the, the Haas bearing, I think, is the big one for them. Well, is, it, is Chad Townsend going to play? Because you've got Scott Drinkwater, who I thought was pretty good last year, mm-hmm. and Tom Dearden uh, coming across. I'm not sure Dearden's a six, though. So that that's, then comes your challenge. Okay. Um, I think Deaton's more of a seven than he is a six. It'll be interesting to see how the teams get named uh, next week. Uh, you'd think, you know, going out and signing Chad Townsend, they'd want him to play seven. It, it might well, just be. Who, they also who, signed Deaton to be. Seven. They signed all all the they're all they're all, all the halfbacks. They're all halves, they, they could. Yeah, so one of them's going to have to. But play I think six. Townsend was probably the getting paid the most and the biggest name out of that lot. So I think they give him the first chance at seven. Um, I don't know anyway. We don't like them. They're going to finish bottom half of the league. Yeah, I'd I'd be pretty confident to say that this team does not make the top eight. Mm. Uh, I, mm. I haven't come in second last. Mm-hmm. A team that we have all making the top eight is the Parramatta yeah. Eels. Uh, Sean and Monks, you sixth. I've got them at seven. Uh, not a whole lot of recruiting. They did pick yeah. up Bailey Simonson that's the big from, one. from the Raiders. But he potentially won't even play when um, Sevo's healthy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, mm. Seeing a little bit out of that Sean Russell. Um, a lot of talk around Will Penasini, uh, apparently uh, pretty highly touted uh, centre. Uh, we talk about spines. they got a good one. I was just thinking, mm. I was like, maybe this is a down year for the Eels. Uh, yeah, that, well, but, but they've, you know, they've got the king. Brown, Moses are in there, they're good, and Reid Marnie would have played for Queensland if yep. um, as well didn't do his shoulder. So I think they've um, got a good good spine there. And then they've got decent mm. decent forwards as well to they're, support them. The pack's good. Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Ryan Madison, Isaiah Papali'i, which we spoke uh, about, his, his meteoric rise last year. Nathan Brown's pretty handy. Um, Sean Lane coming off the bench. Um, but I agree, I, I just... We, we talk about that that tier one in in the NRL. I think Parramatta's just a step. Down. Ho- I think they're the top of tier two. Yeah, I think they're the top I of agree. tier two. Uh, be interesting. I'll, they'll be there fighting Souths for this spot. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Interesting. Last year, uh, beat Melbourne twice. Um, so they've, yeah. they've, they've no that, that was their only claim of fame though so. <laughs> They know that they can do it Remember we had a bit of Foo Fighters Shack going on the Esky at the end of the year That's Didn't it. we? Poor Parramatta <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of uh, the pretender chat um, 
Yeah, I don't know if Dave Grohl uh, endorses that message. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll see what happens. I think they make yeah. the eight. Do they bother us late late September, early October? No, I don't think so. But a pretty good team on paper there. Speaking of. Yeah, teams are good on paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all went out uh, on a limb here, didn't we? <laughs> Predictions. Sean, Penrith Panthers first. Peps, Penrith Panthers first. Monks, Penrith Panthers first. Someone could have done something to mix it up a little a, a bit. A better respect. Yeah. Defending champions. Yeah. I, I couldn't put Manly first. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were the most bullish on Manly. Uh, no. A reasonably unchanged lineup. We did see Kurt Capewell depart. Well, Matt Burton's probably Matt a big one. Burton depart. Uh, Brent Nader, not that he was really getting that much no, of a look in. Anyway, um, so yeah, th- that's that's a few big names, especially with with Matt Burton and and how good he came along last year. Um, Kurt Capewell fucking played three Origin games, so so they had a few big losses. Uh, Is James. Um uh, Tolomolo playing for these guys last year? Uh, Not the Cowboys, the... Um, oh, Tavita Pango Jr.? No, 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 no. Your story, Maybe man. Jason. Maybe it's Jason. Your story, man? I'll look, I'll look it up. <laughs> no, I told you, Jason Tamalolo uh, wasn't playing for them. No, I'm Jason. No, I'm <laughs> uh, I know who I'm thinking of, I just don't remember. I don't know. Oh, Paul Mormorov. Tamal. Yeah. No, no, he was at West Tigers last year, I'm pretty sure, bro. Oh, yeah, he yeah, is. Yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm thinking of the year before. Don't worry. Oh, man. Can we edit that out? <laughs> uh, the, the years blend together eventually. They do. They sure do. Uh, uh, anyways. He hasn't got much sleep lately. No, that's fair. Let's blame it on that. It's just... I, a, I think, I, I, think sleep, I made that... Sleep, a, it's sleep deprivation. As I was saying, I, I think I made that exact same mistake last year. Those two. Sleep deprivation. <laughs> okay. Looking, Continue. Looking at this side, uh, obviously a big uh, hole to feel uh, in the centres uh, with, with Matt Burton going and Paul Momorowski mm. going. Uh, a big wraps around Isaac Tungo, I think is how you pronounce that. Get at us if anyone's still listening uh, on the pronunciation there. Uh, big wraps apparently pretty good. Uh, forward pack pretty much unchanged outside of Kurt Capewell. Uh, Kickow's going to hang around for this year. Obviously a lot of mm. talks about him uh, leaving at the end of the year. Uh, Liam Martin probably slides in uh, into the starting lineup uh, for... Um, Kurt Capewell, uh, mm-hmm. saw him down the uh, Naruma over New Year's, definitely didn't harass oh. him at all. Uh, <laughs> he's a pretty handy player. Isaiah Yo, uh, we saw his impact in origin. Mm. Not too much to, to talk about. We all expect these these guys to be the team. Well, to I, beat think, again I think this the year. one note we got there is the only concern. And I think he, yeah. Nathan Cleary's had a few shoulder issues, um, but our boy all accounts is going to be good to go. Um, shoulder issues as a halfback is probably not something you want to carry throughout the year. Definitely expecting not. large forwards to be running at him yep. constantly. Yep. We saw Sammy um, Walker, you know, obviously a lot younger, uh, struggle with with big blokes targeting him and, and his uh, right shoulder having to do over time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only concern yeah. is is Cleary's health uh, yeah. for N- mine. Now with no Matt Burton there to fill in uh, essentially for Cleary if he misses any time, that could be uh, the only concern there. But uh, he's been pretty healthy otherwise, so I think he'd be good to go for most of the season. And again, I hate, I hate to flog a dead horse. We talk about spines with every team. Dylan Edwards, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary and Appy Coruscant. Pretty fucking handy. Uh, three of those guys played Origin last year and Dylan Edwards is no uh, slouch himself. Uh, yeah, I think Penrith is, is the team to beat. Um, we've all got them finishing first. Whether or not it's first or second or third, I think uh, going deep again, uh, in uh, September this year. So, yeah, be interesting to see. Yeah. 
Uh, if if anyone can challenge him, or if sixteen six weeks down the track we start thinking, oh, uh, you know, uh, are Melbourne or the Roosters or Manly uh, the team to beat? But mm. as it stands, we've all got Penrith. The team that played against Penrith in last year's GF, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we've all gone out on a limb and gone fifth <laughs> as well uh, for Souths. Um, obviously, the biggest story being Adam Reynolds uh, going up north to Brisbane. Which is a big loss. You can't discredit having losing your halfback for the last oh, 10, ten, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, longer, so he's, longer. He's been there a long time. Yeah, so. Red, Redfern... Um, uh, born and bred in Adam Reynolds uh, So big shoes to fill for Lachlan Elias uh, Didn't look too bad in the Charity Shield I caught a bit of that last weekend uh, Cody Walker People people going to sleep on Cody He is an elite player He, he might be able to just mentor uh, Lockie Elias into the role uh, Luttrell will miss the first game First few games um, I'm, I also can't forget No Wayne Bennett it's probably the, the yeah, true, true. Is, is another big change mm. for these guys. So yeah, that's why I slid them down. I still think they've got a good roster, roster a good list. Yeah, but I just don't think they're going to be challenge in that top four that we talked about beforehand. Mate, yeah, I, see, they I, might challenge it. They might f- for mine. There, if I've just, gone, if I've gone unders on anyone, they're losing a few things. If I've gone unders on any on any side, I think I've gone unders on South. I really think they could be a top four side. Uh, no, no worries. I was tempted to go south above Melbourne um, in in my rankings uh, with with having Melbourne fourth, but I just think the system and you know the loss of Bennett, uh, the loss of Reynolds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Really interesting. Mm. See if they drop off or not. I, I don't think they drop off. I, I think you know we'll we'll, uh, we'll flog a dead horse and just keep talking about the the elite five six teams in the NRL and South Sydney are one of them. I wouldn't be surprised if if they uh, go top four or better. This year, mm-hmm. um, health health will be a big thing. Latrell not losing his mind and, and yeah. doing dumb shit and getting no suspended. Cameron Murray didn't <laughs> play, um, you know, much of or at all in the trials. No. Uh, missed a little bit of footy last year. Mm-hmm. How he goes uh, moving forward uh, will be interesting. And then yeah, that 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 halves pairing of uh, of Cody Walker with the young bloke Lachlan Elias. Uh, is Cody able to mentor him? Is Lachlan Elias, uh, you know, a a um, long term a, lo- a long term first grade seven? Uh, that, mm. That's what we're going to be finding out this year. Mm-hmm. All right, big one here. <laughs> Two of us here on the Esky support this team. Uh, it is me and the man to my right, the St George yeah. Illawarra Dragons. Sean, you've got them sixteenth, dead last, spoon favourites. Uh, I've got him at 10th, and Monkey's been a little bit more bullish with them sneaking into the eight. That might yeah, be a little bit more heart than head, but we'll discuss <laughs> shortly. Sean, tell me why they are the worst team in football, please. Uh, just because of you two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're up front about that. I'm glad you're up front about that. As soon as I saw that, I knew that was the reason. I as well. I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, I don't the, think they're making the eight, so you can move yeah. them forward about four spots and slide the others back. But... Um, but my my concern, of course, with them is uh, Sloan playing one. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, losing uh, Corey Norman didn't want him. Yep. So whether they're six and play losing Duff, I really like Ben Hunt, mm. uh, McCulloch. I think serviceable will hook up, but I think his best is past him. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of interesting buys. Like I do like Jan Sewer. Yep. Moses M buy like hmm, mm. maybe he ends up playing six. Um, yeah, yeah. Or one. Aaron Woods, I think yeah, that's a good buy. Yeah. You know, I think he's more of a name guy at the moment, but I think George Burgess is probably the, the biggest one there. 
I think I think both those guys, uh, no disrespect, but Woodsy and Burgess haven't seen a lot out of either of those blokes. Uh, mm. Dragons kind of have a history of, of paying a little bit overs for yeah. for dudes. That's why I say they're name guys. Yeah, but yeah, and, and who knows? Maybe they are able to you know have a, have a career resurgence and a break, you know a, a, a late um, breakout year. Um, yeah, and, and even uh, Moses Mbai, uh, you know, probably hasn't been at his his. Best He's been out of shit clubs so. in the last few years at West Tigers. I do. I really like the signings of Sua and Molo. I think both I uh, will, will bolster that pack. And I'm glad that you're up front. That you just had them being <laughs> being spooners <laughs> because of us. However, uh, if you look at the bookies, and if you wouldn't mind bringing up the odds, I think West Tigers have just uh, overtaken <laughs> the Dragons as being the spoon favourites. But before the Charity Shield, I think a lot of bookies had the Dragons coming last. Well, yeah. Again, maybe I'm biased by being a fan. Um, I don't really see where that is at. I think healthy, that's a good side. Moses Sawley, we haven't even spoken yeah. about. Uh, him so coming I, I think the big concern is, do you get Dragons Ben Hunt or do you get Queensland Ben Hunt? <laughs> well, no one gets <laughs> Queensland Ben Hunt. Ever. Unfortunately, which I think is the issue because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. reckon you're going to ask him to do a lot on this side. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And he, which he, him and McCullough are going to have to really uh, – you know, direct the boys around. Yeah. Uh, we saw Jack Bird uh, be really good last year. But then yeah, they, they he moved. can play anywhere. Yeah, Ma- maybe he plays six. Well, they they made him put on a lot of size last year to, okay. to play in the second. And, row, and so. we we got to talk about who we think will play six in Talatau Amone. Mm. Been very impre- impressive in the trials. Uh, very quick. Uh, you know, highly touted player. But yeah, it, it's always going to be um, a bit of an issue when you've got you know. Tyrell Sloan and Talatol Amone, who between the two of them have less than 10 uh, first-grade games. Between them, yeah, they're going to have to come along. Um, I'm hoping as a fan, I'm sure you're hoping as a fan, uh, that we do see them uh, rapidly develop this year. Mm. I don't don't see too many problems with the pack. Um, Zach Lomax, if he can stay healthy, probably play uh, for New South Wales. I I really legitimately think Mm. that he is uh, an elite centre in our game. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time out last year with that broken thumb, um, but yeah, it's it's he won't though. <laughs> the guys in front of him is the problem. <laughs> it's pretty hard. There's to break. too many fullbacks playing centres <laughs> for New South Wales. Fair, yeah. When when you're trying to break into a side uh, that that features Latrell, Tra- Trebovich, Latrell, <laughs> uh, Gutherson would have something. To yeah, say about yeah. Whiten can't get any spots. Whiten so. can't get in. It's pretty hard to break into that. Um, but, yeah, no, I really do think very highly of Zach Lomax. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll get the spoon. That's so I think I that's can me see the, I can see the book literally with my Dragons cap on <laughs> saying that. Uh, do they make the eight? No. Uh, maybe am I a traitor to my own team? <laughs> Having them finishing 10th, possibly, possibly. Possibly a little bit of a Judas. I, didn't, I wasn't quite as... Uh, <laughs> As heroic as monkey going for the uh, the, the top eight. So, so, so I mean, I've that. taken the piss and gone last. He's gone as, <laughs> as much of his heart we can with eighth. And you've got. I'll try to be the nice. Maybe I'll be the most realistic. <laughs> a gentleman's tenth. tenth a possibly. gentleman's tenth. The only reason why they weren't higher is because I couldn't see him getting past the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> see this? Sh- yeah. Again, we look at the sharks. Op- I don't, I don't see that much difference between between Cronulla I, I, and St George. What, what I when, think when you look at this team and you you put it next mm. to South or you put it next to Manly, oh, or, you can or, see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you go. Okay, okay. I can see where there's a bookie seeing this. Is like, it's a really young back line. It's probably it's an older pack, and you're mm. hoping Ben Hunt can put it all together. Yep. Yeah. Did you get some odds? Uh, Terrell uh, Fuimano and Josh Maguire will both miss the opening rounds. 
Fumo is going to miss five weeks, I think, uh, from a cannonball tackle, perhaps. Um, Was he the one that did the hit drop? Oh, man, possibly. possibly. Haven't watched too much of the trials again. um, The hip drop was a big thing in the trials. Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. We spoke about it last year. It is dangerous. But it's also not far from a textbook tackle, is it's, it? So it's, it's very yeah. hard. To, yeah, it, yeah. There, there was literally like another one like 10 minutes later in that match, which was just fair gameplay on. Because it just it just missed the legs. Fui Moyano does have some priors. Yes. Uh, he was Doesn't the, help the Chesers. And he, he yeah. was the one. So does the other bloke that got suspended. In just that, that, so. Both have both have big priors. Uh, Fui Moyano, I believe, was that bloke that put that shot on yes. uh, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, last year. So, yeah, maybe uh, the judiciary saying, look, mate, we need to stamp out uh, some of these parts Clean of the game. Clean your game up a little bit and then come back. Yep. Yeah, spoon favorites. Spoon favorites. So we have got West Tigers sitting at three fifty, and Cowboys after them four fifty, with St George at four fifty as well. Interesting. You remember last yeah. year they had a spoon favorites, and we had a gentleman's eleventh or something to finish. So not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's fucking barbecue. <laughs> It was going pretty good into that it barbecue. Was. Anyways, yeah. thanks for your service, Paul Vaughan. Yep. Uh, uh, Roosters. Let's go, let's go pretty quickly through. Yeah. Uh, Roosters in top three. Water is wet. Um, yeah. I think, again, for them, healthy. Their halves yes. on the sh- smaller side, the leaner side, they need to stay healthy. But, Otherwise, but, but people forget how good Luke Keery is. Yeah, he is, but he gets concussed mm. all the time. He does, so. yeah, and, yeah. And, um, and Sammy Walker, you know, is probably 85 kilos dripping wet. If that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can stay healthy. Obviously, you need the big boys, your, your JWHs, your, uh, you know, your CL Takia Owls to be there and Victor Radley. Uh, you know, not not being suspended for eight weeks of the year or eight whatever weeks. it was. <laughs> for um, some silly high charge. Yeah. That they, he, got, he got magic round, so. He got magic round hard, didn't he? <laughs> uh, you need you need those boys standing around there, six and their seven, and saying, if you want to run at them, you can you can run at me and, and we'll go uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, keep keeping them healthy is gonna be a massive thing on paper. Elite, elite squad. Uh, mm. You know, Tedesco, Daniel Tupo's played a lot of Origin. They pick up Paul Momorowski to fill uh, some Morris boots there from the Panthers. Joey Manu, uh, leg- yeah, legitimate shout to be one of the best centers in the league, if not the best. I think Connor Watson. Let's, let's just say he's probably the most underrated center in the league. Yeah, that, that's my thing. I think he's really, really good, and he just gets so underrated, probably because he played on the reasons. Agreed. Uh, Connor Watson coming across. Where's the the young fella? Suwali. Yeah, we don't even have Joseph Suwali in that starting side. Uh, where do we fit him in? I I think he starts. Kevin Nikwama. We've got yeah, there. Maybe. I don't I don't know if he starts in the wing. I think maybe Joseph Suwali starts there. Um, mm. Elite side. Even looking looking um, at the bench, you know, guys like Lindsay Collins has played uh, played, Origin. played Origin, coming back from the ACL. Nat Butch is pretty handy. Um, I, I was the most bullish on them. I had them finishing second. Uh, you guys have them both at third. They'll be in that top three. Just top four, pan- yeah. Panthers, set, you, as we said, those four, whatever water, it'll be those four. Yep. yep. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, probably water wet. The Chooks will be good. The Melbourne Storm will be pretty good. To your team that probably won't be very good. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> nearly three hours 40 deep on the potty. Here, uh, we... 
uh, our friends at Sportsbet had the West Tigers getting the spoon. Me and you had them both getting the spoon. And my man yep. here, Sean, had a, the Dragons getting the spoon <laughs> with the Tigers finishing 15th. Uh, They're going to be bad. Maybe this age is like a, uh, our India afraid of the Gabba. It's got down a little bit, Jimmy. You know, maybe. Maybe maybe they finish a gentleman's ninth or something like that. Uh, didn't didn't <laughs> recruit too well. Uh, Jackson Hastings. Come, Hastings come, is a big one. Yeah, he comes over from England. Um, uh, I, wa- I wonder if that helps Brooks um, elevate his game a little bit. But Benji was there and couldn't do it. So, yeah, I, I just don't see this side progressing, unfortunately. Who else have we got? Stefano Utukamano. He comes over from Manly. Uh, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just we, we saw it last year, you know, with the sh- with the show on Fox Sports. It's just it's just a bit all over the place at West Tigers, isn't it? Mm. There's guys that want to buy it. There's all kinds of word around the board, you know, being in in kerfuffles with each other. Yeah, it's too but, much drama off yeah, off field. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we won't spend too long on the West Tigers. Would love for for Tigers fans. Um, for them to do a little bit better um, than mm. than what they're being predicted, uh, but yeah, c- can't see them pushing for the eight. To be honest, um, Dane Laurie was really good last year. Um, if he stays healthy, he's only going to get better and better. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I've I've got big concerns um, about the West Tigers, uh, as we all do. Tyrone Peachy's good signing uh, coming mm. coming down from Queensland. Uh, yeah, don't. Don't need to elaborate too much more. Uh, I think anything above about thirteenth would be a good good finish for the West Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and that wraps up a massive, massive show on the Esky. Thank you to anyone yeah. that has stuck well, with us. Uh, one hundred and sixty minutes into it. Ooh. No, that's more. No, that's uh, shit. Quick math. Yes, one hundred and eighty. <laughs> no, two hundred and twenty. Yeah, two twenty blades. Um, so some quick notes Kevin Holland won that fight And a good fight there yeah, uh-huh. um, Did lose the first round But got back him. in there uh, Mitchell just dropped um, um, Urbosa there So yep. whether Taking him down uh, LeBron dropped 56 On the Warriors To beat them Today Yeah today My goodness wow. um, yeah, LeBron LeBron well, heard us talking He said he Don't worry Bronny's <laughs> in good hands baby Bronny's in good hands Just watch Papa Drop 56 At 37 years of age yeah. uh, So that And that's Warriors 8 out of 11 now 8 isn't 11 it? Yeah uh, yeah. So big boys and defense um, for running times. So Georgia defense, mm. the big boys. Jordan Davis four point seven eight. Isn't that, he's huge? Yes, <laughs> uh, he's, he's like the biggest guy coming out in in the combine, and he ran four seven eight. Yeah, Devonto um, White, who's who plays next to him, four point seven seven. Oh my god! Uh, and so Devon Walker, who's also on the defensive line, four point five one. Four five one <laughs> defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, the Georgia edge, Georgia edge. defense is different. Yeah, them dogs That's crazy. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, here you go. So yeah, six six three hundred forty one oh. pounds. Ran a four four eight. They're saying here, but I didn't. so just based on numbers, you, that's got to be a top ten guy there, Jordan Davis. Look how big he is, man. I just think that guy chase you down. Oh no, no, I'd roll over. I'd roll over. Seriously. Yeah. So uh, that was Jeez. all the latest chat that I could see from news happening as we're speaking. Very good. Very good. Nice. Thank you, boys, for a mammoth effort. Obviously, the show doesn't normally run this long. John Davis' official time was 4.78. So he ran out of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, thank you to anyone that has stuck with us this long into the show. Obviously, the show doesn't normally go this long, but 
We are. Uh, well, we did have a lot to talk about. Well, we've got an uh, AFL preview to do next. AFL week. preview next week. Uh, that starts the week after the NRL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be reading mm-hmm. up and maybe uh, a live call to our AFL correspondent, uh, Steam, oh, yeah. the Ginger Ninja, That's the, it, yeah. the Reverend, uh, down <laughs> from Radelaide, South Australia. Uh, we might be getting in contact with him next week uh, to run yep. through the AFL preview, boys. As always, it's been a pleasure. Um, bittersweet week. Um, mm, obviously, with the pa- passing yeah. of Rod Marsh, yeah. passing of yep. uh, SK Warren, Jesus, um, wars and the rest of it. Yeah. But at least, uh, you know, you get to hang out on a weekend and have a few beers with your mates and talk a bit of shit uh, about some sports. So I do appreciate that. Um, we'll be back possibly on Monday, public holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. that's, that, that's the way it's looking at. Likely. Yep. Uh, You're doing a bit I'm, of ring I'm hunting? Out, yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Mm, join us. Yeah. Join <laughs> us. Precious. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're um, four hours deep, but girls aren't going to see this. <laughs> Don't do it. Nah, you can click this. You can click this. Me doing a Give it to me. That's my own. I precious. Yeah. So uh, yeah, join we, the club in October. So yep, that's it. Six, we'll see how that goes. Six months. No, it is a bit over six months. Um, until you, you join us, um, seriously, yep. it's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. Um, yeah, <laughs> other than of course drinking beers and talking shit. Uh, no, no comment yeah. from the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clip that and send wow. that to your wife. Go well. Mother of two children. Yeah. Uh, You're gonna count yourself lucky there. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, 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 I reckon if, if someone's punching, <laughs> definitely not on the other side of the table. That's for sure. Uh. Um, please yeah. get at us on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. We've been doing sweet. Drop us likes and comments. Yeah. Yes, we've actually been doing sweet fuck all on those socials of yeah. late. Uh, obviously, you know, six week old baby. Are we six weeks? Not even a month. Let's go a month. Uh, uh, a, m- <laughs> a month and five five days. Five weeks. Quick maths. Yeah. Uh, month and five days. Bit of work and shit getting in the way, Just, but yep. you know, it's what it is. Uh, boys, I'm very excited for the footy season. I'm very excited mm. to see how this Australia-Pakistan um, series plays out. And yeah. uh, we've got business then, don't we? Coming up for for NBA, for yep. all the soccer leagues. Um, Socceroos will be back in a month. Yep. Um, got your favourite F1 starting up pretty soon. Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, in all honesty, I did... I, don't re- I don't really watch it that much. It's, it's <laughs> this could be a big year for F one. It's so. it's it's at a very it's interesting. It's at a very difficult very, time very slot uh, for us down under. But you guys yeah. really piqued my interest in it last year, <laughs> so I'll at least I'll at least be following along. Let's go, Danny Rick, and possibly Oscar yeah. Piastri. Poss- when, when's possibly. the when's the the Melbourne GP? Uh, I think it's being pushed back to November. <sighs> it's later. We beached it again for COVID. Yeah, I no, think they're, they're reorganized. Is they, it November call, or is it? Is they it called it early. Um, just double check this because if it's before October, I know where we're going. Uh, true. <laughs> oh, Bucks, man. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Bucks. I, I think he's right. It's November, but I was just. 10th of oh, April. No, 10th April. Yeah. You might want to book that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that's Morty's that's that's birthday, so. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we're going on to that. To be honest, possibly not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think last year. They last year they pushed it back to November. To and November. Didn't, didn't happen. Canned it. That's right. Yeah. Because they usually wear the first race off, which is March. Can you just get me what the first race is, Jimmy? Oh no. Is it Saudi Arabia? It's not Saudi Arabia. There's a week one before that. Just clicking. Just keep clicking. Uh, Bahrain. 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 So twenty first. Yeah, twenty first of March. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sneaking up, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Always plenty to talk about. All right, gentlemen, uh, always a pleasure, never a chore. 
Uh, yeah, like we said, yada yada, try and get us out of their socials. Um, and yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Let's, well, let's enjoy these last two, three fights. Um, yeah, two, two and a half fights, I think. Yeah. Finish up the UFC and Go have a there. recap for that next week. Right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Esky. Bye. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye.